Listeners and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero for another special cutaway episode where Kevin uh, and I discuss some um, Doctor Who episodes. So if you're after um, costume shop talk, uh, I would just skip this one and go on to next week. But if you like hearing Kevin and I talk and being nerdy, listen on. And we have a very special guest, Mr. Malachi Keller. Hello. Um, and we are going to be discussing the latest season of Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi, season eight, along with a couple of tidbits of Matt Smith that we didn't get to in our season seven broadcast. Um, so we're going to start back. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Well, I would just like to get my plug out of the way sure. early, but for a good reason. <laughs> so I do a podcast with my good friend, Ralph Oppo. It's called All Right, Let's Do a Podcast. And Ralph just updated the website. It looks great. Go to All Right Podcast and you can find our mm-hmm. iTunes and Facebook and all that whatnot. Check it out. Check out our episodes. But the reason I bring it up so early is because this is the first season that Ralph, uh, season eight, has watched Doctor Who from beginning to end mm-hmm. on his own because he wanted to. And so I got his perspective on a new fan's sure. stuff mm-hmm. a lot on that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up. Uh, you're talking about going back. To, to the future. To, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, this is almost Doctor Who, the year in review. Like going oh, back Marty. to November, <laughs> November 23rd, 2013. With uh, We're going to talk a little on Name of the Doctor again as well. But um, yeah, and by the way, uh, if you want Kevin and I's uh, fresh perspective on Day of the Doctor, I would go to <laughs> allrightpodcast.com um, and you can actually... There, yeah, yeah, on the side there uh, you can find our friends and Bob's one of our friends and has listed the episodes that Bob's been on. So. Yes, so you can you can hear our fresh reactions to uh, Day of the Doctor. Oh God, I get, it sounds like i got to get involved with this podcast too here. <laughs> Everybody wants to be on our podcast. It's understandable. It's a fine show. Yeah. You're, you're very popular, Kevin. What can I say? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, back to the episode. It was... Was it name of the doctor where all the doctors where Clara goes back and she's yeah. and she's okay. I last night I came up with something that made me happy. Okay. Oh. It's my way of looking at a small part of that episode. Mm-hmm. When she goes back to see the first doctor and Susan mm-hmm. and she says, Hey, don't take that TARDIS, take that one over there. And they kinda you see like a glimpse of him or whatever, and then we don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. It is my belief that the doctor says why don't you mind your own business? <laughs> I was just walking by, and this TARDIS called to me. Mm-hmm. It chose me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to this one. You do whatever you want. 
<laughs> that's what I've chosen to believe from this point forward. Well, well that's then, good. Then that's the impossible good. girl is literally <laughs> an annoyance. The, yeah. the impossible annoyance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you look at what she's supposedly quote doing in any of those old clips, it looks like yeah. she's just yelling at him, and they either ignore her. Or they kind of glance like, huh? Oh well. Yeah. And there's there's no. There's I like no... to believe that when the third doctor's driving, yeah. and, and she goes, ah, and waves, and he he glances at her, and then hits a wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that if we could, you know, do the horrible parody of that, you mm -hmm. know, it's basically every time she did something to try and help them, she inadvertently either killed them or did something horrible to them. She planted the Spectrax on uh, Andrzejny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. See, see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like that, that's sort of horrible because I I don't know that the concept just oh got under my skin so badly and and I mean perhaps I am I, I'm becoming a bit of an old soul to the a lot of the old Who. I, There's I, a lot I of admittedly, old Who you guys to watch too. True, true. But thanks to your marathons, I am actually seeing quite a, a bit more than I would have if I had just been sitting there on the iPad and trying to watch each episode. Mm -hmm. And I kind of enjoy sort of the atmosphere of everybody there at the same time. Because mm -hmm. you can definitely tell the people that enjoy the episodes, mm -hmm. or, or the, at least the episodes that are key ones, mm -hmm. you know, it's the quiet down. Not everybody's talking over <laughs> the episode. Yeah. yeah. But then there's other episodes where people are just, no, nah, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to MST3K this thing uh, all the way through. Some so. deserve it. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite moment in the marathons, and there are many, is that for the seventh doctor marathon, which started uh, fresh at 8 a.m. Uh, on a Saturday, that's where Remembrance of the Daleks fell, which is by far, in my opinion, the best TV Sylvester McCoy story. And a lot of people showed up for it. Like, I think eight or ten, <laughs> eight o'clock in, in the morning, there was about eight or wow. ten people that showed up for it. And I was like, No you... Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah. I was like, we're the, we're the true Who fans right here. Everyone deserves a round of applause. So that was nice. And they all loved it. And I thought, thank God that, you know, I didn't oversell that one. But, um, so we're talking what day of the doctor was the first one that's the 50th anniversary right? uh it is the 50th anniversary um obviously uh, um i consider the 50th really the quadrifecta i, I want to say trifecta <laughs> but it's really four things it's really adventure in space of time which was brilliant you had night yeah. of the doctor webisode with paul mcginn which was brilliant yeah, yeah. and you had a uh, five-ish doctors reboot parody with davison mccoy and colin Baker, yeah, and that right. was brilliant yeah and then you have the real 50th <laughs> day of the doctor which falls a little short of being brilliant um, uh, and I don't know what to say about that. But if it wasn't for those other three things, I probably would have been very disappointed with the 50th. True, true. Instead, I'm only mildly disappointed with the 50th. But, but, I mean, this is sort of coming back to a statement that I've been making to you, Bob, and, and I, I don't know if, Kevin, you've heard this yet, but um, the the whole season eight is starting to feel like overrated fanfic to me. And I, I find it funny that you should bring up all those pieces because you've got essentially Mark Gatiss's love letter to Doctor Who mm -hmm. in Adventure Space and Time. And great, great piece, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you've got uh, Davidson's fanfic at this point of the, you know, the Forge Doctors. And, and then you've got McGann, who, I I don't know, I, I guess you can call that a McCoy sort of, or not a McCoy, uh, sorry, a Moffat moment, you mm -hmm. know. But it's kind of sad how, how many people I talk to that are like, that episode alone is so much better than day of the doctor <laughs> and you're like well it's because it's compressed because it's okay we got like eight minutes as opposed yeah. to 42 or whatever and let's just put the good stuff in but i i think it's a case of like it shows that mcgann again in some ways mcgann probably would have been better than john hurt 
if they had found a oh, way totally. to, to like completely to like carry him through no, instead th- of all these regenerations and th- that would have actually been more compelling and and it would have been a lot awesome more fun because they show him as an actor and and it sort of brings up a point to me of why Capaldi I think is so great right now is that some actors just rise above the material mm-hmm. no matter how bad the writing is no matter you know how shoddy the the effects are or whatever I mean. Mm-hmm. Some doctors and some actors just really elevate the material. Mm-hmm. Amazingly so. Well, yeah. I mean, you could say that across the board in Classic Who when they have a, a more mediocre story. You're still watching for Pertwee or Tom Baker and the yeah. character interplay or the Brigadier. Um, but yeah. Um, Don't bring that I know. We'll, we'll get oh. to the Brigadier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, D- Day of the Doctor, uh, interesting to rewatch it recently in the marathon. Um, to, to kind of put a little more in perspective, a year's gone by, etc. cetera. Uh, I know at the time, uh, what was your first words, Kevin, was not enough, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, not enough classic who for our 50th. Mm. And, uh, and I've often said, as a special, if you divorce it from the fact it was the 50th, pretty entertaining. It's, it's pretty, a fun little yeah. show. Yeah, it's got some neat stuff. You know, it's still got some problems, but they're more forgivable in that light. But if you look at it as, hey, this is the 50th. You know, this is very true. Very true. And, it, and it falls down quite a lot for the old old timers like us who want who wanted Davison and McCoy and everyone to have some kind of part in there. Well, it's sort of like that statement. I, I mean, if I can tangent for a moment of, of you know what was it that Academy Awards a rumor that they were going to bring all the Bonds on stage, right? And, and you're mm-hmm. sitting here going, you've got all these people still alive. Mm-hmm. What is stopping it? What is stopping it? And then we come back to who and and we keep. The question that will, I guess, be the eternal question forever. Why can't they get Eccleston back? Why is it so impossible to get this guy back? Well, listen, and, as, and, much, and, as much as I want to blame Moffat for that, I think a lot of that lies in, in Chris and just uh, yeah. his frustrations with the past, which is very, very disappointing. Because, I mean, you got yeah. that lineup. There's a lot of good, uh, great shots with, not, with Hurt and the other two doctors lined up side by side, face by face. In an yeah. action pose, mm-hmm. and it, as nice as that is, man, if that was Eccleston, it just would have been but that's, so yeah. epic. Yeah. And that's kind of my point: is that you look at that at that opportunity there, and I agree with you as its own little thing. It is; it's mildly entertaining. But when you think of the ramifications of what could have happened, mm-hmm. all the living doctors that they could have been pulled mm-hmm. could have been some very creative writing mm-hmm. to get. Everybody in there, and yes, I understand. You've got what an hour and a half, I guess, seventy-five minutes. Yeah. So, and so, let's not fool anyone. If they wanted to go two hours, yeah, they could have had it. They could have whatever they wanted. But that's my point: is that why couldn't they? Why is there a limitation on time? I mean, think about it. There you, wasn't. There wasn't a limitation you on time. You could have literally. Sure. You probably could have gone friggin' three hours, and people would have been like, "This is the most amazing thing," you know. And in that, when you think about those time constraints Mm -hmm. all those excuses of well there isn't enough time to give everybody their moment Mm -hmm. on screen that's only because you're artificially blocking the time if you didn't limit yourself in any way shape or form and just wrote whatever you're going to write think about that think about the, the the amount of of gags that could be put in there the cool possibilities of all the doctors coming together i, I think that there's yeah once again i, I mean i'm going to come back to Moffatitis at this point and it, it's sort of this this like well you know i'm going to write what i want to write because this is what i want to see on screen and i really can't write for anyone else you know but myself and the, ju- the justification uh. for not doing that a lot of times 
uh, from fans, and I want to say from Moffat or some of the people on the production team as well, has been like, oh, no, they, listen, it's been too long. They're too old. They can't fit into that that visual we have any more of them, which I think is not only wrong, but the people who are saying you can't write a good way to bring these guys back have written some of the greatest horse shit in the last <laughs> 50 years. Yeah. S terrible, terrible stories. Yeah. And we're just supposed to swallow it up because this is the story. But yet, oh, no, it's too far fetched. Mm -hmm. to to make them realistic and, and then I, I'm going to also come from the angle of okay let's say the BBC is saying there's a limit on budget but yet you watch these episodes where there is just spectacle after spectacle after spectacle and you're like okay you couldn't like maybe I don't know cut out a few effect shots or maybe not have as many you know Zygons in a mm -hmm. shot or something I mean there are ways to budget this stuff very cleverly. I mean, look at the old Who. Mm -hmm. Look at what they accomplished with you know what? nothing. That comes, nothing. That comes to a point that I brought up with Bob before is that I think it's done a flip-flop. Back in the 80s, 60s, 70s, and 60s, uh, Doctor Who did not have a lot of money. Yeah. But they had great writing. Yeah. And now they have a whole bunch of money <laughs> and the writing is not so good yeah but this is something that that i will always argue about like what i feel current movies are like you know if you look at current american movies and blockbusters as they as they love to say um it's essentially this syndrome of the more money you have the less intelligence seems to go into anything so it's sort of this belief and, and unfortunately we feed into it as an audience. We you know, who is the same no excuse there either. You look at the ratings. And we as an audience keep convincing the executives and the higher ups and the money people that we can just be fed crap and they and we will just happily gobble it up. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, but you've got your small group, you, you small but vocal like suck yeah, come on replace Muffet you know and then they look at the numbers the rest of the numbers are like oh they ate all this horse shit okay yeah sure just keep feeding them that diet yeah, yeah we can we don't need to deal with it I know the problem with American films boils down to money everybody wants to basically take a budget of 200 million and take at least 50 million of that and put it in their pocket and then possibly 100 million of it, and then take the other 100 and actually make the movie at that point. That's why things are so overinflated. There's a lot of kickbacks, a lot of bullshit, but I but should hope you, and But if pray. you can get into that racket. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my mansion and my Maseratis and my Lamborghinis. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't imagine the BBC has these problems, but you never know. It mm -hmm. might be the same sort of bullshit as that it's all related to money now. Now that there's so much hype and so much money... People really don't care what they write, you know, and that's why Moffat is the golden boy because he manages to somehow still write something that they love. And hey, it's 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 easily made. Hey, you know, yeah, it doesn't cost that much. Oh, send it to the effects house. I'll oh, make a few monsters. Hey, yeah, okay, it has all, all the it hits all the checkpoints of what a Who episode should be. So just put it on the air. You know, it's like there's not a care anymore of really let's well let's push the boundaries. Let's try to you know gain back the quality storytelling that we used to have. Um, I think the pro problem, part of the problem is in many ways, current Doctor Who seems to be competing with the American product 
which you just defined as being mm. a lot of spectacle. There's moments, especially again watching these in marathons recently in the Tennant and Smith era, where you're seeing how the budget is being spent and you're seeing spitfires in space. You're seeing huge Dalek warship armies yeah. in space. And you're getting that Murray Gold, very Hollywood bombastic music. And there are times I look at it going like, wow, this is almost like watching Doctor Who the movie on an American screen already. And in a way, there's a little part of me that's happy. The doctor has this prestige now. It's got this respect. But there's another part of me that misses the what you just said, the, the, the scripting of the old Who. The fact that you didn't need to go this big. And, you know, part of the whole character of the show was the fact you just got, like, this nice little sort of, you know, contained story. Um, but getting back to Day of the Doctor, <laughs> uh, my, uh, my, my beefs with it were basically, yes, should have had classic doctors. Yes, Eccleston should have been there. Had he failed to be there then they should have immediately called him again. No question. And why they did not have faith in him again is very puzzling when they were happy to put him in a webisode, mostly for so Moffat could have his regeneration. Uh, and that's great that we saw it. It was a great piece. But all it did was prove that McGann can do it. Everyone yeah. loved it. Why not put him in there? And then I get the impression that they thought, well, let's get a name, because that'll help pump up you know, sales. Yeah. And B, why don't we do this thing where, oh, if I've added in John Hurt and I camp that thing that RTD did, I can be the one... To solve the regeneration limit, I'm 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 positive Moffat that no. heard him, and it was too irresistible, because no. you know otherwise he'd have had to leave it to somebody else probably, you know. I actually, um, I don't know who it was, um, probably one of you guys. <laughs> now that my memory that bad, but somebody had a uh, a thing that they mentioned about. Um, I, I know. Well, actually, okay, we're probably skipping ahead because this is an element that relates to what you just said of the thirteen regenerations mm -hmm. and but at the same time it deals with um that joke at, in dark water with clara and basically they said that they, they keep bringing up the valley art and um i'm not familiar with all that yet i haven't reached that point in terms mm -hmm. of watching everything but they had this notion they said that moment of clara going i am the doctor you know suddenly they were like that would be the coolest thing if they had done that ever of you realize that Basically, Capaldi is the Valiard because he is now mean and evil and, and mean-spirited through the whole thing. And somehow, she is the Doctor. She really is the Doctor. She is the proper regeneration. All right. I just, I'm I, sorry. And, and, yeah, are, you're saying this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I, I loved it because it was so left field. I was like, Jesus, that's so bizarre. I mean, this I, is... I can't wrap my head around it. It is skipping ahead. But I will just say about that, if... Uh, her saying, I'm the doctor, and it, it cuts to the credits with her name first and with her eyes in it. Um, if that was the only time she had that big, I'm so important moment, yeah, I, th I would have thought it would have been fine and I would have laughed and that would have been it. But throughout whole, Clara's whole existence in, on the show, <laughs> she's yeah. the most important thing in the universe, and yeah. I, I'm really tired of it. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the kind of the, the problem I had with this, you know, season, I guess, and possibly season seven too, was that just Clara just was cool in the beginning, and then the more I saw her, the more she started getting on my nerves. <laughs> Where did you see Day of the Doctor? Did you go to the theater, or did you wait until no, it was no, I, TV? No, um, no, actually, my wife, Christina, got to go to the theater with our uh, stepson, or my stepson, uh, Alex, and because uh, they, they got the tickets, they managed to do all that. That was like, I, I don't know what I, I traded for that moment. I was probably something, but it was kind of like, you go do it. I was fine watching it on the TV and such, and I just, I don't know. I mean, watching it the whole time, I was sort of like, 
this is cool, but yet it's not. And 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 the more I watched it, the more I, I just couldn't kind of I, I don't know I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Um, I guess the the big problems I had were um, uh, yeah, you've got uh, typical tenant doing his you know wackiness, and you've got um, Smith acting essentially. Like, uh, what was it, offended all the time by, oh, I'm not the, why am I the young guy here, you know? But then, uh, like, I guess the the crux moment was, that there, were, there were two of them, but when they're trapped in the cell, and you've got this wonderful idea of, like, oh, okay, well, we'll use the Sonics, and we'll just let them, like, calculate through all of these reiterations, and it's like, okay, I guess that's a cool idea, okay, let's see it realized, and then the fact that they didn't even try the door. And I'm going like, okay, I guess that's supposed to be funny, but I just feel insulted right now. You've got supposedly three of the smartest people in the universe who managed to somehow defeat the enemy time and again. Uh, listen, and, I'll and be honest. Survive I... and 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 in what this this one moment? I didn't. You have guys a... could nobody thought to do anything. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought it was you know it's you get the three of them together, they're all going to be thinking about themselves anyway. I did. <laughs> I okay. I have so many problems with so much Doctor Who. That's not one of them. Mm. Um, I hear what you're saying, Malachi. I salute that, but it's true. Uh, I I think. Look, I'll put it to you this way. If that was the only problem of the episode, do you think you could forgive it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally agree. I mean, I generally with Kevin. Like, I'm like, all right, they're into each other. Not in that way. And they got distracted, <laughs> and it plays for a funny moment. I didn't mind. And they, I mean, they could have. They totally could have. Uh, I mean, when they were writing it, they could have had it locked. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing happens. The, the bad guy, the Zygon comes in anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This the only reason it exists exists is for that joke. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I hear you. The um uh, I just I remember <laughs> that. I, I liked a lot of the Doctor Interplay. I thought the good thing about having Hurt there is he was sort of singularly speaking for all the classic doctors and criticizing the new doctors. And I will say that's oh, the okay. only yeah, thing that true. uh that McGann he wouldn't have been able to ha- have that role. Mm-hmm. Even though John Hurt came after him. Mm-hmm. As an older gentleman, he he clearly did fill in represent the classic. The, the classic. Yeah. So I like that, um, even though I well, sold from again. But what what did you guys think then of the whole like uh, let's take the the what was it the thirteen of no, twelve uh, doctors and somehow you know uh, what was it save the day? You know, what did you think of that notion? Um, I, I I didn't hate it. I mean, if you gotta, I I, I will say. And this might have to do with the fact that I don't pay super close attention a lot. I don't know exactly what they were doing. <laughs> what were they doing? Did Oh, did they do the thing where the planet disappears and the Daleks all kill themselves? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I hate that. <laughs> okay. So, I see, that's, truly hate that. Uh, okay, okay. So, but, so that's good. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a way for the Doctors all to work together. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's fun. And I, you know, I just wanted a great deal more of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and and yeah. No, I, I agree with that. What, what, oh man, and, and all thirteen. I mean, no, yeah, that Capaldi cameo was pretty pretty awesome. Um, truly excited. But uh, yeah, no, it was. It, it's like okay, they're all there and they're using stock footage. But let's face it. Uh, yeah, you did want more of it, and um, the the idea too, I thought was a little weird that they're they're following on the 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 sonic thing that had just happened you described okay it's the same software different case so the idea was that they had to do all these massive calculations and somehow 
somehow they crossed their own timeline and told Hartnell Pertween everybody to start this going, and they all had to be there yeah. to, to finish it. And I go, well, it's cool to see all the Doctors team up in a way. That's great. But even I agree. I'm like, did they really need to calculate it all the way back to Hartnell? Did it really? I've seen them do crazier stuff on their own. So I yeah. thought, well, what's the alternative, Bob? The alternative is they go back to Hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he fixes it, and no one through seven. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. It was just... Or eight. I, once again, I'm coming, coming back to my biggest gripe about the new Who. To me, that's it, it didn't story-wise necessarily make sense. It seemed more spectacle than Certainly. story. Absolutely. And, 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 and to me, the thing that draws me to older Who is consistently that it was more about story. It was more about a, a really cool story. Even though it may not have been told in the best way, it was still a really cool story. It had cool ideas. It got you thinking about things. Whereas New Who feels more like a lot of melodrama. It Ralph, gets me uh, thinking about you know other things than what the story should be. So. Ralph's wife, Stevie, watched most of this season mm-hmm. with him. Right. And I don't remember which episode it was, but at the end she said to him, I don't like how these shows end because <laughs> it is it's the last five minutes it's all just a bunch of bs whipped together hmm does does it feels like that in terms of the like resolution that. or in terms of the the, the resolution of, mm-hmm. of how they beat the bad guys mm-hmm. lately uh, at least with capaldi stuff it, it's starting to feel like um there's always an epilogue there's always like the you know yes we're going to resolve the story but the the what, cliffhanger in, into the, the zinger for the next uh, the, well and let's go to I mean, so, I, I'm yeah. jumping ahead a little here a bit, but throughout season eight, the one of the questions: Am I a good man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're <laughs> he's, he's, he's no. thinking <laughs> about this. He mm-hmm. really wants to know if he's a good man. Yeah. And it's brought up a couple times, I think, throughout the season. And then at the end, what's this played off for? I'm not a good man. I'm not a bad man. I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> really, that's <laughs> that's that's what we're building towards. That's his resolution on, on that, that <laughs> question he's had for himself. Mm-hmm. For a joke. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, well, okay. Uh, Missy, the master. She's been, <laughs> she's, been, she's been visiting these individual people who've died along their way to, to, uh, throughout the season. And what is the big... Why has she been visiting them? Because they're one of... Tens of millions of people who are going to become Cybermen. But see, okay, so now now we're going to get into a couple of sticklers I had. Was I thought the idea of essentially going and 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 plucking people that the Doctor has either inadvertently killed or caused the death of? I was like, that's a great idea. What are you going to do with that idea? And like you just pointed out, nothing. Yeah. And then it then it got me thinking, like, wait a second, the Master has been regenerated. Because of what? I guess the... the we don't know. We don't know. Okay. And I'm, I'm fine not and knowing then, now. How did he get a TARDIS? Or how did he get well, something to travel through these points? Well, but we don't even... <laughs> how did, okay, how did the Master show up in in uh, End of Time? Um, he was magically brought back to life in a cauldron full of uh, gobbledygook. <laughs> he was essentially but, brought back through, okay, through that's right. what? What? Uh, what um, uh, Earth... Cultism? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. All right. and, and a lipstick that had some DNA and a napkin. Like, oh, all right. Well, well, yeah. all the problems I have yeah. with him, I think I'm I'm fine with him finding a way to escape Earth and 
Look, yeah. no, 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 no. Look, uh, if you saw, he got sucked back to Gallifrey with Rassilon somewhere. No, but, but we don't even know that he got sucked away. I, I mean, the last thing I remember is mm-hmm. the Master falling off screen. Hmm. I assumed he got brought back to Gallifrey and he's been in Gallifrey this you, whole time. And you there's can even, there's even a line that alludes to that when she talks about like how she knows all about what happened when we went down on Gallifrey when Capaldi mentions it. Yeah. So what's, what's, what does she say? It's, it's when she's captive um, and uh, she and he was talking about how... Something about uh, what was how, it? how she knows I, I was where Gallifrey for the, is. For the big bring back or something mm-hmm. like that. It's that in there. There's a, there's a line that implies yeah. she was on Gallifrey when all this stuff was going down. She knows where it is, and somewhere in the middle of that, she found a way off and probably stole the TARDIS. That's the way... Having okay, the TARDIS well, is not my problem. My problem oh, was, how did yeah. she turn into Missy? But, but, you know. but Well, it's called, it's called fan reaction, right? <laughs> but, uh, but we don't fan know that service. she... She yeah. could have been absolutely lying, because we don't know... You're right. We don't know that we she know. knows it, because she certainly didn't tell the Doctor. Uh, because what? she said, I know where Gallifrey is, and he mm-hmm. went, and it wasn't there. So maybe she was making the whole shit up. Very possible. Very possible. We are totally skipping ahead. Let we me, are. Let we me are. wrap this up. And Sorry. Get to this Sorry. Time. Day of the Doctor was fun. It was not enough for a 50th anniversary. 50. 50 years. 50 years. Yeah. And, I, I you know, my... s- selling that with the, the poster board with all the pictures of people, not enough. No, no. It's, Once uh... again, uh, overhyped. Yeah, and um, I, I understand, I guess, they just felt, oh, well, all audiences are going to care about is seeing Matt and David. And I'm sure the high majority of New Who fans were very happy for that. And that's great. And they had good moments. But my whole thing was, and it was lovely to see the Zygons, but their whole plan got resolved extremely quick and nonsensically with, oh, we don't know who's who. And I'm like, that's not going to last forever. And as soon as they figure out who's who, you're back to square one. So, but in a lot of ways they did because like that bit with uh, what's her name who, who and like passing the Osgood, whole, yeah, you know, breather. That right, right that was the first. They, they, the they, they kind of knew at that point. So, you, so to me, nothing was resolved. No, they, and, and it was, and just that left was there. like exemplified yeah. the whole script for that mm. special is filler, 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 filler. You know? uh, and and the whole I, the whole notion of let's make it look like Gallifrey got destroyed and the Daleks will kill each other in the crossfire is just. I, I don't know. I have so many issues with that. And and okay, let, let's we set aside. We are an inferior race. <laughs> but my biggest issue, two big issues uh, were one: how could they do all these calculations over thirteen regenerations, and he doesn't know where he's sending Gallifrey? He's, oh, good point. That yeah, bugs me yeah. right still. Oh, I don't know where it went. I'm like, you did the calculations. You can't figure out where the hell you sent it. Like what one of those doctors did. <laughs> You'd assume, and all the doctors are presumably going to forget. Like hurt forgot at the oh, end. Oh my god! So you got to whitewash that. But okay, and then and then if you consider the fact that Gallifrey is no longer destroyed, but the doctor supposedly forgets. He still has basically undone seven years of character development where he did destroy Gallifrey and he did weigh with all that survivor's guilt. And I think that's just kind of a, a cheat. I, and it's weird because when that first happened, when they first revealed that, I was a little uneasy about that. But I've come to accept it, and I've come to accept what that meant to the character. And now I feel like, well, you're just you're just robbing him of a crucial turn this character took. Okay, so so obviously we need to devote a little bit of time to this, and not much. But uh, so, what is your take on <clears throat> obviously? You know, the caretaker. <laughs> oh, God. The caretaker. The curator. The cu- Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Oh, the, the I mean, Bob and I have had violent arguments about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Well, anybody, I, I, anybody I think on we, a podcast, we, am we I retreading both, the, we, the ground here? I'm maybe. sorry. Maybe. Um, I'm sure we covered this on your podcast, Kevin. But the. Uh, look, we both are in agreement. 
Tom Baker's awesome and is fantastic. Yeah. He's there in the fiftieth, and we're in agreement that it should be the fourth Doctor. Sure. What do you mean, sure? Sure is I <laughs> just basically have come to accept as the fourth Doctor. And you're taking the dialogue literally to say he's some future 15th, 18th incarnation rework. Yes, because I yeah. am a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to ask myself, you know, you're an old school fan, Kevin. Whose side are you on? I, God damn it. I, I, it's, it's like life in general. I, I try to accept yeah. the reality that's presented. <laughs> I mean, I want to go outside and pretend... That I've got a Nissan Leaf that gets 90 miles a gallon. But if I choose to believe that, I'm screwed on the freeway out of gas. Right. Um, I don't want to have to call AAA on the way home. Can, can I just remind you that you just invented a whole bit in the name of the doctor that didn't happen that makes you feel better about that whole scene? <laughs> what are you talking about? Claire and the TARDIS that didn't happen? You just... You oh, just it didn't. Oh, I love it. It did not happen. Okay, so by the same logic... You're you're giving Moffat a, a total pass on the one, but on the other, you're like, no, it didn't happen like that, dude. There, oh, on, we man. don't know what happened. Moffat is like the Doctor; he always lies. We don't know what happened. <laughs> That's great. So, Kevin, yeah. why is it so hard to 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 come over to the side to say that that Tom was the fourth Doctor? Because when you're saying, if I come up to you, Bob, and I say, "Gosh, it's it's a really nice Tuesday night," and if you say, "What if it isn't Tuesday night?" <laughs> What if it's raining outside? <laughs> what if there's hail, Kevin? <laughs> I, but Bob, all right, sure. What if? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's what? saying you know, maybe you're. I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna show you that it's really Wednesday. So shut up! <laughs> oh my God. Okay, okay, that's... Look, look, the, here, here, here's my thing, here's my thing. Uh, Moffat deliberately wrote that scene a little vague. I'm serious. If you read that dialogue, you can read... Here's my thing. I agree with you that the intent clearly was, I'm some sort of future doctor, blah, okay. blah, blah. That's really where this conversation should end. But, but... <laughs> but... Uh, when I first saw it, first two times... Whew, over my head. I didn't get that at all. Well, that's because you didn't want to get No, it. no. I really was just going, he's saying a lot of weird stuff, but it's the fourth doctor talking to Matt Smith. That's really cool. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of interesting fan fiction that could happen of why he's there. Um, here's my thing. He, no, I'm serious. I didn't even read it that way until the third time I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's what he's saying. And I'm like, oh, that's awful. Like, I, Oh, no. that's awful. I choose not to believe it. I, and, well, yeah, because, yeah. because the writing is still vague enough that you can read it the other way. You don't have to take it Complete. He doesn't literally say, by the way, I'm the 18th Doctor, wearing the 4th Doctor's face. He doesn't literally say that. <laughs> no, he's, he's, Eleven says, maybe I will be a curator. Maybe I'll hang out here. And Tom Baker says, maybe you will. But no, I'm totally lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, let's, uh, let's he's, move on look, to... To Not, something far worse. So he is the fourth the, doctor the in the Christmas story. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Bob always it, has to it's my it. podcast and he's the it fourth is, it doctor. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous to just make this ridiculous. Ah, I want to. Ah, it makes me very frustrated. Don't hit the player, Not you. Bob. Not you. It yeah. makes me frustrated that Moffat thought, oh, that's the way to write this. And I'm like, wow, dude, really? But no, I, no there's he, an easy he way knew. to. I, I'm telling you, he he saw you in his mind. Oh yeah, he, went, he saw oh, me. It's just gonna mind. piss off Bob right. so much. Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun with this moment. 
I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry that it came down to that. <laughs> it came down to that. You, you, well, then you can keep believing your Clara story. I believe my Tom Baker is a right. fourth Doctor story. Here's, and okay, here's, okay. Here's, uh, right. here's something I should tell you in confidence, just between... Mal- <laughs> <laughs> you don't don't even listen to this. <laughs> and, 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 and so many I, listeners right now. <laughs> Bob, I may be fooling myself with my interpretation of the first Doctor and Clara. Okay. But I might be doing it to feel better about myself. Okay. All right. See, see. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is basically, yeah. That this is that that moment of I'm therapy, up. right? Where where <laughs> I, you're both supposed to meet in the middle, <laughs> even though you're both lying to each other. You're still gonna meet in the middle. Bob's lying to himself. <laughs> that's the only lying that's happening here. Okay, and I and I'm misleading myself with. Four. Okay, so explain why he's still <laughs> acting like the fourth Doctor. Wouldn't his personality be different? Because Tom Baker cannot act any other way. That's because he's the fourth doctor. As he has admittedly said, he is the fourth doctor because there is no other person. (laughs) I mean, oh. I could just say it is is a future doctor, but Moffat didn't want to piss everybody off and... Yeah, now now I'll agree with Kevin on that one because but that's Moffat the keeps solid demonstrating that notion mm-hmm. that he wants to piss off the fans, but yet doesn't. Mm-hmm. So he keeps like I I don't know. It's like it's like he writes the line. I know what I'll do. I'll not answer it, <laughs> and we'll move on. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is the Moffat way. If I look, if if I had anticipated this discussion coming up again, I would have literally printed out the dialogue and went, "Look, this is one way to read it," but. Bob, you already you already you already said that you accept that that's the intent to make him a future doctor. <laughs> and luckily, it's written vague enough where I can sidestep that crap and go for the better road and say he's a fourth doctor. Thank you, thank you, Moffat, for being vague because that was a dumb idea, and I'd like to move oh, on. Oh, I'm now, so please. sorry I brought this up. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's a entertained. Laughs, We're rolling but, their eyes. Oh Anyways, overall, I'd give Day of the Doctor a seven. That's where I fall. It's like there's a, there's a lot against. Uh, it. Lot I forgot that we're doing numbers, but I'm I'm happy with my eight. It was mm. a lot of fun. Mm. It should have just been more. Oh my god, I uh, maybe a five and a half. <laughs> I mean, I can't deny. That I still have so many 50th, problems with it. It yeah. moves. It's it's entertaining to see doctors together. It's you know there's okay, stuff yeah. to like in it. You know? If it was its own special. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I I could give it an eight mm-hmm. definitely, but mm-hmm. but the the fact that it's wrapped into you know the canon as it were, yeah, it's it's like a five and a half for me. I, I would so I would almost go for... nine. It's a lot of fun, wow. but it should be maybe it, I gotta see it again. If because... Tom Baker wasn't in it, it would be like a four. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Oh oh, what did I just do there? Oh, all right, time of the doctor. Let's talk about time of the doctor. Oh man, the only thing I can really cheer about this episode was a wooden Cyberman. God, that was cool. I I still want to. I I'm now that I got the patterns to, to to actually segue to a costume moment for this this thing. Uh, yeah, now that I finally got my my Nightmare in Silver sort of done, that'll be the next thing is to make another one and just burn wood lines into that sucker because cool. that novelty alone. Just wandering Gallifrey in a wooden side home. Yeah, people are going to be like, ah, you freaking out, man. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, that literally is the thing that sticks with me. That and, and like him, you know, looking like an old man 
and like like he gets high on regeneration <laughs> dust or something. I mean, those are the two things that stay with me. The rest of that episode, I just barely remember. <laughs> um, oh. I I like the moment where the handles died, and he reminds mm. him about the phone. That was nice. Um, You're right. That was a great moment. I very, totally forgot about handles completely. Yep. So that payoff uh, for that. I liked, of course, I think the highlight of the episode is the scene where he actually regenerates in the TARDIS and he delivers those lines to Clara and he sees Amy. It was generally well done. It that was, was very sweet. Yeah. I, I I don't know what it was, but like I could feel right on the edge of wanting to tear up at that moment and there was something, I, I can't explain what it was. but there Maybe was it was something. the fact that you just saw the regeneration three minutes ago and you fucking double dipped on it. <laughs> It was a double. Perhaps, injury. Kevin. Perhaps, was, but totally. but yes, emotionally, that really it didn't makes move me, me as much angry. as I wanted I, it to be. I, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how he turned into the fiery ball and still somehow stayed Matt Smith for another what hour, two hours? Because it fits his story yeah, that he wants to tell. He's well, it's just, just gonna, like Tenet. What? I, I don't want to go. <laughs> he somehow manages to postpone the actual regeneration. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, compared to this, that looks totally reasonable. <laughs> He was well, able to hold in his body regenerating for however long it took to visit like, every companion he's ever had. Yeah. yeah, and say goodbye. Yeah. We thought it was just the new ones. No, according to Sarah Jane, he visited all of them. It's like, man. God, that's terrible. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it is, uh, but... Man, I could I could go off on that, but we need to stay focused because so, right, it's going to so be that, a seven-part podcast. You're right, but let, let's back away from the regeneration for a minute. So the overall story... Uh, I admit, like, th- this in many ways was Moffat trying to tie up the Smith era in one hour because Smith decided to leave. I get the impression Smith was originally going to stay for another year and then decided to leave early. And so now, instead of having a season, he had an hour to I, wrap up stuff. I, you know, it's weird you say that because when they announced Capaldi and they did that whole special, mm-hmm. him talking, like like his whole, uh, you know, send-off, I guess, to Capaldi or mm-hmm. something, that seemed so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that all I kept thinking in my mind was... They're kicking him out. He doesn't want to go. They're kicking no, him I'm out. No, I'm sure. So. I'm sure they tried to hold on to him. Really? I'm. I'm so, so I could see. That. So let me get this straight. He left them for Terminator. Uh, no, he left was, them for Hollywood. I think basically Hollywood. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but know that's that that's Gosling the point. Movie. Is that the only thing I've seen him big right now is Terminator. No, that's but his yeah, next Bob. Big picture. Like Bob said, he's he's he got uh, Ryan Gosling was watching. Uh, the finale of season five. Yeah. When he's, did you know this, Bob? I don't know. When he's doing his speech and he's he's standing at uh, Stonehenge and he's got he's yelling at all the yeah, spaceships. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan Gosling was flipping through the ta- his channels and he saw that and he was like, "That's the guy I want." And he basically told Matt Smith, "That's his character in the movie." Except uh, what bald. movie? I I missed this. It's not I don't think yet. it's even out yet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's it's the movie. It's the movie he shaved his head for. That's why he's bald in the special. Oh, yeah. God. In both Day of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor, he's wearing a wig. I thought that was in hilarious. Day of the Doctor as well. Yeah, yeah. and and and, and, and that was funny too because Amy's wearing one too. Yeah, because she's bald for um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, I know I heard about that later, and I laughed. I laughed so hard because I thought there was something really weird about the two of them and maybe mm. that's why I couldn't be moved right? it was bad wigs I just didn't move me but I did I, tr- I thought might be wrong. it might just be time you're right go on yeah. I think I think that was a, a really sweet moment oh. yeah as, as tired as I was of Amy and and Rory and... what you didn't want to see them come back as Cybermen <laughs> good heavens 
<laughs> dark, dark, dark water and death in heaven looms over us. Like oh my god, cloud, but, ever. Uh. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, it's so condensed trying to wrap all this stuff up. And I don't know, it's like, so we go from weird loopy jokes like the doctor's naked and the grandma's checking him out. Um, and cooking a turkey in the TARDIS because it's got, it's a Christmas special. Oh my um, god, I forgot about both of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> holographic clothes. Did, 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 did I blank? Yeah, I blanked those out. Oh, that's right. And then the convenience sort of were, <clears throat> how do we get away from uh, um, angels? Oh, oh yeah. I, I've somehow hidden in my head or in my hair a way to get back to the TARDIS. I yeah, he hid a key under his wig. Oh, yeah. Except that I thought that was weird, too, because the... Oh, never mind. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, did, I actually I, thought that was a hole. I'm like, nope, That's a, that one's okay. I did like him sending Clara off, kind of like uh, just saying, here, go go get this thing or whatever, and sending yeah. the TARDIS away. And then she comes back. She says, never do that again. He's like, all right, uh, but can you check this? And then he goes, <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, I, I Shade, did. Shades of Rose and Parting of the Way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was probably why I was annoyed by that whole notion of like, you know, don't believe him, go away. But I did love the fact that they addressed that notion of like, if she's clinging to the outside of the TARDIS, it takes, what, 300 years to I... safely travel her? I, I was like, okay, is that even possible? What, what was you that, know? Bob? Why, what was the, I don't even remember that issue. What was... Um, I, I, the whole idea of someone hanging on the outside of the TARDIS has always bugged me. When Jack, when Jack did it before, and then yeah, she did it, it's always uh, it it doesn't sit well with me. Um, either the, either there's a shield there protecting, or oh, yeah, there's yeah. not. There's no if yeah. there's no halfway. Yeah, no. It, the idea is that the TARDIS is in theory still protecting the person. It's it's all you can do to make it work is say that the the TARDIS brought him someone he needed and that's why it let them go for the ride whereas normally it should have just disappeared and you would like fall on your face on the ground that's what should happen but, that's true that's yeah. true and, and, and of course yeah because that brings up a good point like that whole bit in blink right where they're all holding they're inside the tardis yeah. and somehow the tardis disappears without them right so basically <laughs> well just like how sometimes the tardis can materialize around something yeah there was a setting in the disc that when it when it left it left them it did not take them with uh it. well okay, yeah. that happens sometime in this season too where he says uh press this button and the tardis will come back to me but make sure you hold on to yeah. the console or whatever or else he'll be left behind mm. there's that oh, that's true somewhere. you did yeah you did yeah you did say that Wow, but uh, the mm. the weird thing is the way Tasha Lim is written. It feels like it should have been River. It totally should have just been River. Um, maybe... I mean, he he squeezed in the Weeping Angels because clearly because we have to have everything, right? Yeah. But he couldn't have River Song, maybe because people like you hate her. Uh, maybe uh, I think <laughs> maybe, it's possible the, the actress act. just wasn't available. Yeah, that's, that would have been my and, next. And thing. he didn't want to change the script that much, so he made her somebody else. So you could either infer it's some other regeneration of River that we don't know about. Which, oh, if you please, add up her timeline, it doesn't make sense. Please but, don't do that. Yeah. But maybe you never know the way. There's, he, there's the way gaps he, in her life. Yeah, the way he spreads out that regeneration <laughs> energy willy nilly. Who knows, right? Yeah. But either that, or just for some reason, the doctor's got some other flirty girl that he's possibly gotten it on with, who's part of this church. Oh God. I know. Yet another. I know. Uh, I'm just. I know. I'm just, I'm just. Anyway, so you uh, you have the return of the Robo. I call it the Robo Stock Forehead Men uh, from uh, oh. Asylum. And the, basically, the Daleks are really the big bad in this, right? They're the ones who are really behind. Like, they take over the church, and they're, yeah, yeah, okay. And we find out that uh, the Silence are actually confessor. No, um, you're supposed to confess to them. Um, they're, they're part well, of this Well, okay, sort of... 
I didn't get that as the overall silence arc. I thought that was just some side thing for this episode. Well, yes, I'm pretty and no. sure that was something that in Eleventh Hour, Stephen Mott was writing. He was like, "Silence will fall." Oh, and then I'll figure that out later. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that I just completely it, yeah. agree with you it, on. That. If you if you watch the yeah. whole thing again, it's fascinating to go. Some of this connects, and some of it doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. Um, no, but the surprised. the idea is that they're they're a church. They're not really bad guys because they do fight with the Doctor in, in time of the Doctor. But since we have been introducing them as bad guys, they were bad guys for a whole season. Suddenly, we find out. Oh no, those guys—they were like a splinter faction, led by the Madame Kavorian. They were a splinter faction that went to these great lengths to try to kill you because they felt that was what was necessary. You know, with the whole crack in the universe thing that went down. I think it'd be cool if Moffat wrote things that were cool and important and made sense. And made yeah. Yeah. well. <laughs> This is like yes. that, this is like that. Now that I think about it, Hollywood triangle. Cool. You're you're never going to get all three sides. You'll oh, have okay. to ask for two sides, two but you'll sides. never get three. All right. <laughs> it feels like that. Do you want it to make sense? Do you want it to be cool? <laughs> do you want it to be well written? Mm, fast, okay. fast, cheap, and good quality. Which <laughs> yeah, of the two exactly. do you want? Oh, um, that's no, funny. no, no. But it, it bugged me that uh, it, they literally are having dinner. Um, and it, you remember, because we never really found out who blew up the TARDIS. We knew it was probably the silence, oh, but this. we never got the oh, answer. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, yeah, 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 we did that. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is like a big thing that we've been waiting to hear about, and it just got tossed away in a line. And I'm like, that's... That goes along with my please write things that are important. Yeah, yeah. It really... It <laughs> and really... care about them. Care yeah. about what you write. Yeah. That and that and that those were those weren't all the silence. They were just bad silences that we met before. That the uh, I don't know. Very strange. And very strange too. This always got me. They make a big deal in season six about this fixed point, Lake Silencio. The Doctor dies. Oh astronaut. god! Don't, and then suddenly yeah. in season seven, it's all about no, 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 no. no. Trenzalore is the big thing. Trenzalore. He knows all about Trenzalore. That's where the Doctor will be buried. And I'm like, well, those two do not connect. So how the hell does that work? But but you're, you're I mean you're on the same line as Kevin here. I believe when. Kevin makes that statement, correct me if I'm wrong, that write something important, it's sort of basically have a follow-through, basically have consequence mm -hmm. for what you write. Don't mm -hmm. sit there and just write something for writing's sake and then come up with some left-field excuse for not or, following or through. Or don't, right. don't build something up unless you plan to follow through. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's like the <laughs> your really good knock-knock joke about River Song in season <laughs> six. <laughs> what? Well, that's, that's a, there's a big mystery. Yeah. Right. Who's River Song? Yeah. And we find out later that it's, you know, we're wondering, is it, are they, are they married? In a couple years, we're, we're, how yeah. long? Like a year or two, we're wondering, are they married? Are they married? Introduced yeah. in 2008, we don't get an answer to this fully until yeah. end of season six in 2011. Yeah. Okay, so, right? Three years, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, then the answer is something you already know. Well. So, let's check it out. Check it out. Malachi. Okay. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Kevin. Kevin who? Tell you what, hold off for like two years. <laughs> Ask me again, and I'll tell you. But it's going to be awesome. <laughs> two years later. Uh, knock, knock. Oh, this again, Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin who? <laughs> Let's follow format, please. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Kevin. Kevin who? Well, it's Kevin Kidgert. I'm here doing the podcast. You didn't figure that out? <laughs> See? That's that's what it felt like. I mean, it would, I mean I'm, I'm here, man. Yeah. It's no, the I, same thing. Yes, you're, you're right. 
Well, You're they, right. They're You're ma- right. Yeah, they're married. We kind of left you the clues. What's your problem? Why is this a mystery to you? Yeah. Because you're making us think it's a mystery. Yeah, because every time they bring it up directly, they'd be like, oh, no, no, she's more than just that. Oh, no, no, no. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But, um, yeah. The, Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, we're Christina still just kinda... on time with the doctor, by the way. Uh, let me, let me, <laughs> okay, let okay, me wrap okay. up by just saying, like, it basically was unsatisfying. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was very, very disappointing. Um, and, and I, I have to touch on the, the resolution of the regeneration limit, which came down to Clara imploring herself at the Time Lords through a crack. The crack that we assume wasn't part wasn't of the whole Time Lords crack thing in the universe, not, yeah. not the... So what? somehow this crack now is, is a yeah. crack between universes where the Time Lords are. Yeah. And the whole Doctor Who thing has been their way to call to the Doctor, and the minute he answers it, they'll know where to come back to. Which yeah. I'm just like, I highly doubt that was the plan, you know, three years ago. And of course this mysterious crack that they can... I guess that they're trapped on the other side, yeah. but yet they can get messages through. But, they, yeah. but yet what? By it, whispering one, through it, yeah, right it, there. At yeah. one point, they they what? They killed Rory and they yeah. blew up a TARDIS. Yes. I mean, and this doesn't sound like Time Lord type stuff. Well, that's because <laughs> I think that crack was different myself. But anyway, it so. is uh, <laughs> it is in Time of the Doctor that we find out that it's the crack in the Doctor's room in that hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which totally should have been John Hurt. Oh, that would have been cool. Should have yeah. been John oh, wow. Hurt, or even himself. Yeah. Just himself. Yeah. Or, That's what he's most afraid of. Yeah, or, or the Dream Lord or something like that. Some evil part of himself would have been cool. Hmm. Um, the uh, But no, it was the crack. The crack. Then the crack magically opens in the sky, gives him some more experience. Death, and, and his regeneration <laughs> is now a weapon. This is like the second time a regeneration has been destroying things. Yeah. Um, but I can safely... By the way, follow me on this. The one good thing I do like about Time of the Doctor, aside from like the regeneration scene and, and little bits, is... Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, this actually completely undoes the name of the Doctor. We don't have to acknowledge the name of the Doctor's canon anymore because of this. Because of the whole lack of Trenzalore. Yeah, and all he no longer dies at Trenzalore, yeah. so no, Trenzalore no longer has the significance. And even if they did go there, he wouldn't have a weird you know, okay, so body it, thing for them to go into. So Clara doesn't have to die and turn into all that. Great Intelligence doesn't die. I was going to say, that if you follow through with that, then that totally negates... Season seven, uh, season seven point B. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that, but I wasn't paying attention very much. Right, and I think he doesn't like. I don't think he wants you to think about it too much. But if you really add it up, it kind of undoes all of that. Our friend Rick, uh, I watched. It was Christmas. Right. Yeah. Uh, my sister and Rick came over, and Jocelyn and I watched Time of the Doctor with them. And I was frustrated at mm-hmm. what was happening. And yeah. I was frustrated, you know, because yeah. Here I am showing my friends this show that I love so yep. much, yep. and and oh, and I and God, I turned to him and I'm like, so embarrassing. I'm and sorry. I, yeah, and I was like, God, that that doesn't really make sense. But Rick said without without even hesitating, yeah, but you just say it real fast and you move on, <laughs> and it's totally true. That's the way that Moffat tends to write. You just now. say it real fast. Once again, and move this on. becomes spectacle. Uh, yeah, no, you, that's see, true. The surest sign that you've mm. witnessed spectacle over story yeah. is that you had a lot of fun watching it, but the moment you leave and you start to think about it, you start cursing, you get angry, you realize that, like a con man, you just bought a lemon. And I didn't even have that much fun watching... I didn't have... I don't think I had any fun watching Time of the Doctor. It wasn't fun. No. Yeah. Not really. And happened. I get the whole... Because a lot of the doc, uh, Christmas specials, they have this slower pace 
uh, a mm. magical feel, mm -hmm. hmm. which Usually. I've grown to just accept that <laughs> well, that's they, what they're going to do. They feel it's Christmas. Who wants to think that much? Let's just, you know, I mean, no, seriously. That's why yeah, a few of them totally. really hold up. But uh, but anyway, okay, I okay, all I know yeah, is let's move on. All uh, I know is that this for for its good little moments uh, and Matt Smith's performance, you know, I'd give it around a three and a half. That's where I'm at. With that I think I gave it a three. I'll yeah. stick by that. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay with the three, even though I want to give it a zero. But uh, but you I have to no, give it. I, I'm going to reserve the zero for a later episode. Okay. <laughs> so on to greener pastures, Peter Capaldi. Uh, deep breath. What was your reaction to the premiere? Last uh, was it August. <laughs> I mean, the whole first half I thought was terrible. It was just uh, dumb, a lot of dumb. <laughs> but I apologize. I need to. You need some. Okay, oh, get them lays going. I, Matt Malachi I, I, is I, having. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna chew as quietly as I can. Go. Keep going. Adds the casual nature. This is what he thinks of Peter Capaldi. And I haven't seen it uh, in a while. I remember. Gosh, I mean, it's only like three quarters of the way through where the doctor is the actual doctor. And I get the whole doctor being confused. Yeah. And I'm fine with the doctor being confused. It's a typical That's the regeneration big... thing that they've demonstrated. I yeah. Mean, but uh, we don't, I don't think we spend a whole lot of time with him trying to figure himself out. Unless mm -hmm. I'm wrong. I mean, c c feel free to. Uh, here and there. I mean, he's got some nice, I liked some of his moments, you know, the calling the mirror furious. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And, and he's talking to the homeless whole, guy, and he's trying to get eyebrows. Give thing, me your right? jacket. Yeah, the eyebrows thing, and even uh, <laughs> your clothes. Give them to me. <laughs> uh, and then we have the whole getting out of the window. Uh, oh no, wait, door boring, not me and me, the window and all that. Oh, I just remembered the boing sound effect. Oh right. Yeah, yeah go, go for it. Oh my gosh, go for it. When he, when was it? It was oh, it was when she when Vastra, Vastra. sends him to sleep. Yep. And yeah, boing. Was it boing? Yeah, was it, was it, like, it was like a Scooby Doo cartoon. I totally forgot noise. about that. Yeah, which I remember you. you know, I think it was you, but somebody I remember screaming about that, like Brad, Brad coming unhinged. Yeah. And then moment. they they did another one later when he falls out of the tree. It's a quicker one, but it. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. heard it. Just just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't care for that. I'm 40 either. years old and I'm watching this show. <laughs> But the counter argument is that it's meant Made to be a family kids, show right? that yeah. has kids more than one than adults. As sad as I am to say that. And yet they talk about death. Oh they gosh. They threaten children. So you show melodrama like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Capaldi has good moments, but like a, and we talked about this. I'm kind of over the whole. Uh, was it, what do they call the Prater Noster gang? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I hate them. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kind of done with them. And actually, it's weird how they came about because when they first were sort of brought in and Good Man Goes to War, all right, fine. It's part of that weird, it's all a big hodgepodge gang helping the doctor. And then all of a sudden, starting with the snowmen, they're like a thing. And Why don't they just give them the damn spinoff series? Because it's obvious they're pushing hard for it. Just give them their own damn series, and then see, you'll see how many maybe. people really love them or not. Yeah, because I don't think I don't. I think they know there's not an audience enough to sustain that. Mm -hmm. I think I could be wrong, but that's my feeling. So we'll just put it in that show that Kev really likes. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, and I mean it's it's tough to even make that statement anymore. So this was like their fifth appearance, and it was already like getting kind of old for me. I mean, yeah. Strax is the whole thing about mistaking women for boys and clothes or no clothes, hat or hair. It just got so old for me. I'm just like, there was a time this might have been funny, but I, I don't care. But um, I will say, get to the, the end. Same joke that that 
I hated about Capaldi, how mm -hmm. he carried through the whole season, like, oh, you you just your face looks wrong, or oh, there's something about your hair. I mean, I know. get that. It's that's to say, by the way, we're not gonna flirt, and it's it's them making that very clear. So we're going to well, go the opposite direction, and I'm going to be a dick to you every time I see you? I mean, well, that and they're trying to push the Doctor is is more alien. Although, it is a little weird. There are definitely times that there are Doctors who seem to understand human behavior. Even if they don't get it, even if they don't, it's not the way they would act, they are understanding of it. Where, you know, like, Pertwee understood what was going on when Joe Grant wanted to go off, right, with the dude in Green Death. Yeah. So, I... It is a little weird that suddenly this doctor is sort of reverted back to almost being very Sheldon Leonard, um, Cooper. Sheldon Cooper, yeah. about uh, the way he views like human interaction. And in a certain way, it's amusing. In another way, it did get old. So I, I completely understand what you're saying. But when Clara enters the TARDIS and the doctor has changed his suit, and when he is mm -hmm. the 12th doctor, mm -hmm. instantly so happy. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I do like that they added bookcases and stuff. Uh, sure. Boards into the TARDIS. That well, was yeah, the fact that, that he made it his own. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, 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 a little bit of old and yeah. new combined. Yeah. There is talk that he he wants a new one. Oh, he oh, wants God, a new console. No, he, 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 he wants a, he wants a classic console. No, Capaldi, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I, God. I think he's he's said though. He's like uh, the BBC are pretty tight with their purse strings. I don't yeah, know if I'm going to get it. But well, that console is very classic. It is. I love Some of the. I love the TARDIS. I mean, the it except is for the fact the column doesn't move up and down. That always bugs me. Yeah, but it's well, it's uh, weird to see it spin. I'm like, that's nice. Could it go up and down too, please? I'm like, that's all I want. <laughs> but no. But it's the, still pretty cool. I'm generally I'm much happier with it than the C season five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, but no, no, no. Generally speaking, it's very cool. It's a, it's a good console room. But the um, yeah, deep breath to me was weird because oh, and then you get the ridiculous dinosaur opening. Oh, God. Which again, right out of your page there, Mal, it was total spectacle. It was like you know. So yet again, yeah, we no have no good reason for it. Yeah. I mean, give me the. I'll, I'll, I'll give it this. I think it's. I think it's funny that. A dinosaur was chasing the TARDIS, tried to eat it, yeah, and then the doctor uh, dematerializes. And I, I very much liked. I was being chased by a, by a dinosaur. I think I got. I think I got it away though. I think I, I got the slip it, or whatever. It's it's that's a, funny. It is a funny line. It makes no sense, but it's a funny line. No, it makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. This we're back to the whole idea that if a TARDIS dematerializes, why would it take something with it? it well, just I mean, but it but it happened, and the, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, Agree to disagree. Right? It's it's ridiculously <laughs> stupid that the TARDIS dragged a dinosaur with it through time and space. Now the the one thing I, I do wanna, I do want to touch upon is um uh I know that I, I I'll admit this, I don't know if anybody else will, but uh having uh during this season there was the whole uh, leak of multiple scripts right. and yeah. such and episodes and I know I, I read it all, I watched it all. Yeah, there you we're, go. We're yeah. the first same, same here. Yeah. Um, I know I, I spoke with Bob about this, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned to you, Kevin, but the first five—I think it was the yeah. first five episodes—they mm -hmm. um, read horrible to me. Reading the scripts, I thought were awful, and I'm like, "Dear God, I'm so scared." And then seeing the episodes, I was like, "Okay, they're better. They're actually when they're acted and they're played out." Whoever is directing or whoever is managing, they they made a better version of it. So you're like, okay, it's it comes off the page a lot better when I watch it. But 
deep breath was like those moments of sort of watching it going, okay, this isn't as horrible as what I imagined when I read it, but it definitely kind of didn't bode well <laughs> for the rest of the season. I will say that I, I scanned them. I scanned the scripts. I didn't read them yeah. intently. Uh, I was looking for cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't find a whole lot of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed. Uh, Moffat, I think, recently even said, if if I was a fan, I totally would have watched him. Yeah, I would have yeah. read him and watched him. Mm -hmm. The it's uh, hard not to. The thing that got me too is how. And okay, he lampshades it by mentioning it, but you know, the plot is basically just girl in the fireplace again with a guy using organic parts to repair. Uh, technological well, stuff. Well, they, they alluded, right? They no, no, they did. They did. Madame Pompadour or something? Why yeah. is this familiar? Why is this familiar? Why is this familiar? And yeah. I kept going like, well, I'm nice. It's good that you acknowledge it, but why couldn't we have just had a different story? Because even I, before he even mentions it, I'm like, so is this another Madame de Pompadour? Like, I was wondering, are we going to really directly connect this? And it didn't. And so I thought, well, that's kind of lazy. And then I did love the restaurant scene. Yep. I thought yeah. that was great. Um, I liked... He's surrounded by... What he knows is fake, fake yeah. people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he says to the waiter, there's no sausages. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> I got a problem with your menu. There's no sausages. No. Yeah. That's true. There was, once again, Capaldi elevating the material. It almost felt like an ad lib <laughs> more than in the script. I, I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, you're right. No, that was that was subtle. He's so subtle. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, Capaldi. Capaldi generally delivers. It was the uh, and he has that great dark moment before he did he or did he not kill the guy, which they never answered, which I thought was interesting. Um, but you know, he's pouring himself a drink and he's being all, you know, I would I would call that a twelfth doctor is a badass moment. Yeah. Um, okay. And there, so I'll give you that. There, there's nice moments. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of good and then there's a lot of completely ridiculous with. With, yeah, that we've been going over that, but that's kind of the point. I, I mean, when you look at it, you're like, there. When you when you see those moments and mm -hmm. you go, this is a twelfth Doctor moment. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder. You're like, what happened here? Because it's obvious that something got through, mm -hmm. and this is what we should be seeing more of. But mm -hmm. why are we seeing like snippets of this as opposed to a bunch of the other junk? Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder if like Moffat's having a whole bunch of trouble finding the voice. Of mm. who the doctor should be, you know, because I the one thing I was happy about this season was there was a lot more writers. You know, I, I kind of hated that Moffat was trying to go for a record of how many things can I write in a row, and 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 still run a show at the same time. So. Well, whenever you add up finales, specials, premieres, you always get three to four in a row with Moffat. Um, mm. I. I it, I mean, well, RTD was doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Showrunner gets the privilege of writing that stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the, um, I mean, as I say, I, I, I basically, the good and the bad sort of collide and make this like a five for me. Um, I know some people rated it much higher. I mean, if you're just kind of, again, if you're not thinking about it, you're just going along for the ride, it's probably much more enjoyable. Um, I do know the, um, what was it? And then you get the, the dollop about Missy. You get that little setup. And... Uh, oh, I, I'm not keen on the doctor speaking horse. He was talking to the horse at one point. <laughs> that's that's not cool. I mean, I know they've been establishing that he can talk to like animals and babies, oh, but talking to the dinosaur. Yeah, or, or oh god, he talked to the dinosaur. Oh, you forgot yeah, about that, didn't yeah. you? And then they and then they randomly kill the dinosaur, so they don't have to keep doing the effect. I guess that uh, that, that dude. <laughs> we killed. ran out of money. Put yeah. some fire down there. <laughs> I, I love the fact. That, my favorite thing too is there's a dinosaur. There's a crowd of people looking at it, and they're fairly calm. 
looking at a dinosaur in Victorian London. I thought, all right. I'm going to really throw you even left field here. The whole point of killing the dinosaur was to get useful parts based on them. Right. Okay, so what useful parts did they get from the dinosaur? By vaporizing it or whatever, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. That's what they did, right? Yeah, they yeah. Kind of vaporized they, they took it. something yeah. from it to need it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and so they don't, that's never defined and shown because that would have been kind of cool, right? You see one of the automatons has a dinosaur arm or something. Something, I mean, yeah, that would have been cool. Like, like, or at least give me some legitimate reason. Huh? Yeah, and we get it. Well, I can touch back on this later, but I was thinking about how the whole scene where Clara has to uh, get by the robots, and the only way they don't notice her is if she doesn't breathe. And I'm noticing this season more than others. Yeah. Uh, the majority of these, of these episodes feel very much like we're rehashing stuff from fairly, not just, oh, we're kind of borrowing from old Who. No, I feel like they're, re- they're deliberately cribbing plots and, and tropes from the last like three to five years of Doctor Who. And this season kind of, to me, like really wore it on its sleeve. So this season, not just don't blink, it's don't breathe and don't mm, think, you know, um, that kind of stuff. And um, it, it just it just kind of got old to me. Anyway, that's where I stand with it. Where do you, what's your final verdict before we move on? I mean, I'm, I'll am i go with a three. <laughs> um, yeah. This one, yeah, I'm probably going to give about a six on this one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be kind with this because I think mostly, yeah, once again, it's sort of... It played so much better than I expected it. I had such horribly low expectations, mm-hmm. and then to watch it, I was like, oh, okay, this is better than I thought it would be. We can't move on without mentioning the whole thing about Clara having that whole speech about how, you know... Oh, you God, know, please, yeah, yeah. please, can we move on? Which speech again? I forget which <laughs> speech. That speech where she's talking to Vastra about, you know, oh my gosh, how could he change oh, on me? Gosh. He's so old. How can he be so old? He's a new body, but he's got lines on his face. What's going... And I know, we all know it was there for Mob to address... The fangirl audience who had oh, a God, bad reaction against Paul Doctor's casting. So old now. <laughs> but as I've said, um, this doesn't make sense in terms of Claire's character because she, well, A, she met them all in the name of the Doctor. But if you want to say that didn't happen, she still met a couple of them in Day of the Doctor, which she would remember. So why is this phasing her that he's another guy and he looks She's different? the impossible girl. Right. She met all of them. Right. Saw them all right. from different. And she doesn't know what a regeneration is? Yeah, well, as I was saying, even if you discount the name of the Doctor, with Day of the Doctor, it's still silly. It's still just... I will say I liked the end. Mm -hmm. I I did not have a problem with the Matt Smith cameo. I got the Matt Smith cameo! I forgot about that. (laughs) There you go, Kevin. I thought it was neat. Just, just, just... Go ahead. This, Stab us. (laughs) This was, this was the episode for that, though. This was the episode where they say... You need to like the doctor. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the doctor, mm-hmm. you seven-year-old yeah. girls, you're a bad person. <laughs> it's it's literally what that is. Uh-huh. I don't want to dream you, about my grandfather this way. Oh, then you have morning. Matt Smith saying, yeah. he needs you. The doctor needs you. Mm-hmm. And he, on a, on a broader scale, Doctor Who does need those, need those little girls to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to take some money away. Then they're gonna have to rely on, rely on writing. It it just it and just, in that ah, current ah. that current climate, we're out of luck. Wow. Oh, I I just remember feeling like we did not need <laughs> we did that. not need um, uh, a Matt Smith undercutting Capaldi's entrance. I totally get that. I get that as an idea, but it is. I mean, that's the passing of the that's the passing of the torch. No, I, I, I get that, but you know, I, I hate to say it. I have to agree with Kevin. It it, it was a necessary evil. 
that had to be played out because of the Capaldi casting, really. So, so we should have had oh, Davison calling Perry in Twin Dilemma. We should have had Tom that, Baker that would have, calling Adric in Castor Valva. Really, this is, we're talking about a, a a new bright new day, yeah, full of bright new fans yeah. that just don't give a shit the old <laughs> stuff, and yeah, they need to be led like babies to the slaughter. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my uh, my cousin Aaron yeah. has two daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're seven and nine years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven and ten now. I don't know. I'm not very good at this, but they're just the most adorable kids in the world. And when I was back home a year ago, when they were a year younger, <laughs> uh, I it was actually at their their grandpa uh, Aaron's Aaron's dad's wake. And mom had told the kids how I watched Doctor Who. Oh. And they love, they, they love it. They yeah. love Doctor Who. Yeah. And I was there and they came up and they were like, did you see the one where Clara did this? Did you see the one where Amy did this? And, and it was just wonderful. Yeah. And I, th- that's where I, I truly had to accept that the show was as much theirs as it is mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like a week ago, I sent a message to Aaron saying, well... Uh, are the kids done with Doctor Who now? And we'll we'll talk more about uh, the finale later. Yeah. But she said that they actually have warmed up to him and they like him. Oh, that's sweet. Happy. That's wonderful to that's hear. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens with every doctor. That's the first step. So you're like, who's this new guy? And then you slowly. But they probably needed that push from Matt Smith. I thought it was gratuitous. Come on, little over. girls, watch the new me. Ah, <laughs> So, um, Into the Dalek. Oh, my God. When I read that thing, I was like, F you, F you, F you. I I was just ready to hate that thing so much. And then when I watched it, it confirmed my worst suspicions. And I was like, yeah, I really hate this episode. Listen, (laughs) this starts off with a base three points for she's my care, she cares so I don't have to. No, that's a good line. Might be my favorite line, certainly of the season. And maybe beyond. She cares, so I don't have yeah, to. It's I a good forgot line. about that line. It's a very good line. Wow. She's and not my assistant. She's my... Uh, I'm his carer, which she says to be a smart aleck because yeah. she's he's so old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she cares, so I don't have to. <laughs> that was good. That's a good line. Definitely. Uh, oh. I, I do think they're just rehashing... Uh, Fantastic Journey slash Invisible Enemy. Oh, do a, you think? With a healthy are, dollop. You, are you sure? With a healthy dollop of Dalek thrown in. Um, when I say that, I mean the episode Dalek with Chris yeah. Robinson, obviously. But um, no, I just hated the whole like blue pink thing that was starting. That wasn't there. really, yeah, that wasn't really paid off. Was it? What was the blue? Kind of... The blue pink? What is well, that? well, okay, you had characters that in the future called like it was Journey Blue, I think was the character's yeah, name, something okay. like that. And she's like, "Oh, I know somebody named Pink. Oh, how cute!" You know, and I'm like. What is going on here? I, I I'm sorry, but this feels so deliberate that there's my my writer brain is screaming that this is going to come back later to bite me in the ass when I least it's well. I will say it, so. in terms of things coming back, there's yeah. one of these dinners, and I don't remember what episode where Danny is uh, at dinner with Clara, mm. and he comes back from doing something, or 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 they're both late, but he comes back. And he says, "Oh, sorry, family problems," and it's left at that. And I think I, mean, yeah. I think it's gonna get paid off for the Christmas special. We'll see, uh, but it has to be. Yeah. It ha- oh gosh, this is this is what happens every god 
damn time is that I think, listen, I know we've been screwed over recently, (laughs) (laughs) but there's going to be some cool stuff just around the corner. (laughs) Kevin, don't fool yourself. Don't but it ha- I mean, it has to. Come on. <laughs> I, I know this girl's been claws. rejecting me since high school, but I know if I ask now, I'm going to get that. Date. But I just got a haircut. <laughs> so she's going to love this. Dear God, man. Yeah. I'm What's sorry. your name again? I'm sorry, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you you look like a herald to me. Yeah. It's it's got it's got to pay off. Um, no, no. Well, it look, it doesn't a, have to do nothing. <laughs> a, they didn't. Pay, they didn't pay off this pink blue thing. B, they have yet to pay off. I mean, I kind of thought the same thing. They didn't pay off the Danny uh, excuse and listen. And well, I'm sorry, the excuse. Well, you know, his excuse for being late at the date. Just, was that was, was that the episode I was talking yeah. about? Yeah, I wasn't listening. Yeah, that, that's that's the the hated episode. And they haven't paid off the whole thing about the doctor recognizing that he knows his face. The weird possible link back to that's Cyrus true. Pompeii. Why this face? Why did I choose on. this face? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. They drop that in deep breath and never go back to it. And I thought, yeah, I thought that was going to get paid off at the end. There. I mean, it has to be. In, if it's not in the Christmas special, then yeah, they definitely dropped it. Yeah. There's, Just, oh, no, no, no. Moffat never drops anything. He's waiting until <laughs> next season. Look at River Song. Oh, How long did that play out for? Okay. <laughs> to him, he's like, oh, I'm going to put that in the file. And when I have a filler episode, I'm going to pull that out and I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> yep. Like, oh. It could be. It could be uh, oh. the 12th Doctor facing off against the Daleks. If like, you, I'm sick of you. I'm going to take you out and destroy all the Daleks here. And then I'm going to go to Skaro before it got destroyed and I'm going to kill you all then. And then I'm going to find Davros. <laughs> Why do you look like that guy? Oh, uh, <laughs> it, brought me, it brought me gravitas. And then I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to do this. You wait. And that's it. That's all we ever get. Oh, Kevin, why why are we not doing more parodies every week for oh, YouTube? Gosh. I mean, my <laughs> God, just just watching you <laughs> pretend to be Capaldi was. The, I I I, I wish I, I, I wish face. people could see this. <laughs> like Jam Frost would care. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I can see you with the fact that I have no eyes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, oh. I, I agree. Da- Dalek was, um, it was some interesting ideas, but I, I, I just was left kind of empty by it. Like, I thought, oh, hey, if we fix this Dalek, it'll be great. And, of course, they fix it and it wants to kill everybody. And I'm like... It was pretty. It was like, you didn't think that through? Like, what? What's wrong with this Dalek? And it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's change the one thing about this Dalek. Right. Well, the irony being that, um, you know, the script actually changed the ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because the original ending, he destroys himself. He goes up to the ship, and they, they go, Oh, the dialogue has returned. What are you blowing? Oh, that's right. And he, he goes blows self-destruct, it, he, he, he blows himself up. All of them so them I love the fact that they didn't blow himself up, because I'm like, All right, I want to see this guy come back. Next time I want to see him, I want him in a trench coat with a bandolier. Yeah. Ass. Well, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> keep waiting for that Dalek, and uh, and keep and you know, he'll be in the same episode that Jenny shows up in. So we're all good. <laughs> Yeah, and I listen. I apologize to anyone listening. I pronounce Dalek different every time I say it. I, I same here. Um, I I always go like uh, dialect, and and Christina's like it's Dalek. Stop it! Arr! 
wants to like reach out and strangle me every time I do that. So yeah, for some reason I've never. That's probably why I love the Cybermen because I know I'll never <laughs> mispronounce. A friend that. of mine, I don't, and, and I've heard this before, where they put an R in there, Daleks. Who does yeah, that? That's I, oh, I haven't heard that one. And I, I was just looking at him. I couldn't even bring it up. I was so yeah. shocked that he did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yeah. Daria, but with a Dalek. <laughs> I liked. Um, here, swallow this. Oh, this will save me? No, it's not going to save you. But we can find. It. He was he was dead already. But we but it helps us. <laughs> it helps yeah. us. Save I like us. that. Yeah. That's a little seventh Doctor manipulation. There. Well, and that weird moral aloofness of the first Doctor. In his early episodes, where he's about to clock the caveman with a rock to get away. Yeah. I mean, I've often said the recipe for 12 to me is moral, moral aloofness of early first Doctor, the rudeness of the sixth Doctor, the manipulation of the seventh Doctor, and the dress sense of the third Doctor. <laughs> Boom. There's your But they left out four. How could they leave it? <laughs> well, yeah. the jelly babies of the fourth Doctor. And the oh, jelly yeah. babies of the fourth oh, Doctor. Oh, yeah. Now... now yeah, we're we're jumping ahead, but that was that was a nice moment. But that, you know, that, the that moment almost I... made Orient uh, Orient Express episode like like a, a nine. <laughs> Just that moment almost made it. Uh... I'll, I'll tell you the moment I did like in Dalek. I like the bit where when he's finally trying to you know re short circuit the Dalek and he's talking to it, yeah. and he has this whole bit about you know I was just wandering around before, but then I met you lot on Scaro, and that's how he sort of knew who he was. That's where he kind of. Became the doctor. Oh, I missed that. And You're that was right. in reference to very, the Daleks, the very yeah. first Hartnell story. And I thought that was a great moment. That was very yeah. well played. I like that a lot. So I really didn't have an idea about who I was on this TV show until Terry Nation wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a nice bit. I like that. Uh, I, 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 uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sort of in the middle on it again. It's sort of like... I don't like... And maybe they explained it. Maybe it was a throwaway. Yeah. I don't remember. But... So Clara can figure out the physiology of a Dalek and fix it. Oh yeah, yeah, right. She, I, I love that. That's right. This is just where touch things. It'll work. Yeah. We start getting into the uh, terrible. We start getting into the the constant use of uh, what is it? It's not a thing. It's not a plan. It's a thing. Oh, do a thing. Do a clever thing. It's always a yeah. thing with with Moffat this season. So yeah, I remember going like the doc the doctor doesn't have a plan, which okay, he doesn't always have a plan, but he just sends her up there to kind of do something that she yeah you're right would be woefully inequipped to do unless you magically carried over that she retained some of that cool super computer science knowledge from Bells of St John, in which case maybe, but that's a hell of a reach. That's me. That's me. Feeling but she had now. to call Missy to get tech with support. Come on. Right, she called Missy. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. I agree. It did feel like wait, how did she know how to do that? I mean, she was. Just kind of guessing. Oh, God, I agree. It's got problems. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's a nice enough idea. It could have been very cool, but it was it was ultimately somewhat disappointing. And and I kind of, I, I mean, just to, to end on this note, but um, I I, I thought it kind of annoying that uh, uh, what's her name the the girl who was the military girl was like, I want to be a companion. Oh, mm -hmm. let me go. And I I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Have two girls. Yeah. That'd be fun. And he's like, No, no, no. You're military. And I'm like. Has he had a distinction like that before? No. Has he ever had a anti this or anti? Well, that I'll say this: companion? he is he's he's a new man. Mm, I uh, true. I mean, I don't I don't have a huge problem with it. Is it did come a little out of left field though? <clears throat> I mean, it, not that he was in love with the military before, but it's not like he wasn't friends with the Brig or Benton or any of those guys before that. So it's always. I mean, come on, the Eighth Doctor little... was trying to save a military person. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> it's a little weird. You could say he's a new man, and this comes from somewhere. But my feeling is, where does that come from? Then, where does the anti-military thing arise yeah. from? Yeah. 
And I'm trying to look back at season seven in the Christmas special. And and, well, here's and the problem is that this is clearly all just something he does now so that the doctor can hate Danny Pink. Yeah, that's true. That's all. Oh, that's good that's point. All, that's the only reason it's there. Very good point. Yeah. 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 It was, it was very, it was very weird. And I agree with that. Yeah. I did like the opening in the TARDIS where she shows up and he's got the coffee and he's just like talking to her and he's like, and she keeps trying to order him to take the TARDIS uh, back to base. And he's like, no, 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 get it right. Like you gotta ask me the right way and I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, cool. that was a cool opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm floating on another five or six on this one. Four. Yeah. Five. I'll go middle of the road. Five. Uh, We're a hard crowd, people. So, uh, <laughs> R- Robot of Sherwood. Okay, so this one was my favorite. This well among others, but but for Sim, yeah. When I read this one, I just went, "Yay! This is what I've been wanting all along. Please give it to me." And then to actually see the robots, I was like, "Wow, they're even cooler than I imagined." Even mm-hmm. though they're like a totally throwaway thing, I guess this is the first time in a while. That, yeah, there was like a monster that I, I was sort of, "Hey, I love this monster. I don't know, I'm really getting behind this." Even though, like I said, throwaway sort of thing, but um. But yeah, I, I don't know why. For some reason, I just enjoyed the humor of it. I enjoyed that it was obvious that Mark was poking fun at some of the Who fans. Because, I mean, that whole line, as I talked to Bob earlier about this, about the, the uh, okay, so tell me a plan that doesn't involve a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> you know, when I read that line, I laughed out loud. Oh, I don't I'm think like, that's a, a knock on the fans as much as just the show in itself. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, mm-hmm. a, a knock, I guess, against the overuse of some of these things. So it's sort of he became the voice of the fans. Right. Like, like stop doing this. Stop using the, the magical get-out-of-jail-free device. You know? I am a big fan of the concept that the Doctor did not believe that this was Robin Hood. And, I, I could agree with that, yeah. And um, and Ralph was watching this, and he was he he didn't see the episode title for some reason, and he thought it was a spoiler <laughs> that the, that the enemy was a bad guy. And I was trying to tell him, no, 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 it's supposed to make you think that Robin Hood is in fact a robot, that mm-hmm. the Doctor is right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ralph makes me so angry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I I thought it was I he thought it was a lot of fun. It, he didn't mean it. No. <laughs> but um, I think my favorite bit is when he so he's taking samples from everything around. Yeah, well, yeah, this yeah. is real grass. Oh, he gets to yeah. take somebody's hair. Oh my god, this guy's gonna be dead in six months. He's like, oh no. <laughs> and then yeah. and then there's the line later that's uh, that's this is going to happen in this amount of time. And the doc- or in your case, six months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's gonna die. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's true. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Doc. <laughs> I, I didn't need the spoon sword fight. I thought that was a little silly. It did, it did feel out of character for 12. It just, it, it actually, this is the number one script that feels like a Matt Smith holdover. That this feels more like it was go with a Smith season than this season. I, I guess at that point, because um, early on, like in Deep Breath, when he's jumping out of windows, I was like, he's still writing matt here he's not writing for capaldi mm-hmm. and yeah it, admittedly yeah definitely very athletic shenanigans going on and and i could see that capaldi's playing with it but for me it felt like as we got later into the season yeah capaldi started to find his own and i could excuse a few shenanigans but for the most part capaldi to me seems he, he should be more of a thinking man than a 
you know, jump out a window. <laughs> to just take a step back here, back to deep breath. Yeah. If this wasn't Capaldi's first episode, if this was just the first episode of season eight with Matt Smith, yeah, what would have been the hook? Yeah. Doctor Who. And this, uh, well, the big premiere. I mean, there's mm. got to be something huge to happen. What would have been the hook on that? Beyond if it, it was... If it had been Smith? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, hmm. There's been nothing. I mean, he lost it, his memory. He doesn't know who he is. I don't. You see, now I think that I don't think that would have happened. Di- dinosaur. That guy almost got eaten by a dinosaur, and they got to fight <laughs> dinosaurs. It would have been a. It would have been a just simply truly terrible episode if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the introduction. Okay, back. I'm sorry. Back to robots. Yeah, you have a point. No, but that's you have a point. that's a great way of looking yeah. at each of these episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of because Sherwood is the same thing. If you put Smith in there. How would it have differed in any way? Would would it have differed in any way? I listen. I can definitely see Smith bickering with Robin Hood to yeah. impress people much more than Capaldi. That felt also weirdly out of character for Capaldi, the mm. the bickering with Robin Hood. But um, well, based on what Kevin's saying, I mean, he believes it's all fake, mm-hmm. so he's doing that whole like you know, like I'm trying to object to everything. No, so, no, sure, but I mean, but. it's that ego, they're they're both trying to be the hero and they're insulting each other constantly and they're true, true. where the, I'm like, this is getting, getting tired, childish, yeah. 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 Um, and the, uh, what is it? I like the sheriff. He was cool. Very Anthony Ainley, as we all know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I kept waiting for him to reveal he was the, he master, was the master or something. <laughs> uh, we definitely ran through the Robin Hood tropes very quickly, and I, I think that's neat. We got the contest, and we got we got a fight on a Oh, river God, and... yeah, the, the whole, the, 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 the arrow thing was just insane to yeah. me. <laughs> but I, I liked it for the reveal at the end. Oh yeah, with the with the robot. Oh, yeah. well, I well no with the well come on just shoot your arrow. You did so great last time. Oh, well, I cheated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I like that. I like that it took teamwork to to solve the problem at the end. But of course the the concept that uh, there's enough gold in that arrow to make a difference, and that you just shoot it onto the ship and it made that difference. Which yeah, I no, love. no, that 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 I did have a. Yeah, as Brad put it, it's like that? throwing gasoline on the hood of your car and it runs. You know. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, but see, yeah, if there was terrible. a way to inject the gasoline through the hood right. with an arrow, there no. should have been. If they had made like a little valve, like Death Star or something, that it could have gone through, <laughs> I would have gone with that much more. But I liked it as a base concept. I mean, it it's fun. It's kind of a classic throwback in a way. It just feels silly for Capaldi. It feels a bit fluffy, lightweight compared to almost everything else around it. And I, I admit, I'm not a big fan of just saying, "Oh yeah, Robin Hood's real." Like, I would have much rather been the guy that they based Robin Hood on, or that he was a robot, or that they were in the land of fiction, anything. But I just thought it was weird that they're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's real. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, because they do... I don't know. I guess I just I just don't have a problem with Well, it. it's because every other celebrity, quote, historical they've done, it's been someone who's really been from history. This is the first time they basically took somebody made up and said, oh, yeah, he's real. I think it's because I have... I'm disappointed when there's ghosts in Doctor Who. And by the way, the ghost is an alien. There's a vampire. Oh, the vampire is an alien. Werewolf. Uh, is the werewolf an alien? I don't even remember. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So I think well, it's fun way, to Robin say... Hood is an alien. To take, something, <laughs> to take something fake and say it's real. I don't know. I, under, I Listen, I totally accept your viewpoint. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'd have to give this one a, a seven. Okay. Seven I was thinking eight, seven eight, as well. I mean, I, I'm, I'd, I'm probably, really... I'd probably hover in a six range on it. Okay. Yeah. 
So now we get to dun dun dun. Bob Listen. <laughs> the episode so, I thought would break fandom, and it turns out it didn't. <laughs> Listen is very problematic, um, uh, but yet there. I mean, I know some people hail this as like the greatest episode of Doctor Who. I just don't see it. I, I I'm with you on this one, Bob. I I like the more I think about it, mm-hmm. you know, the more I I thought that having an actual entity, which they sort of hinted there mm-hmm. is something there mm-hmm. to validate his quote of, like, listen, there's some sort of creature there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was on the bed? You know, clearly, when the blanket comes off, you can see there's something there. It can't be just a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love that notion that there is a creature, but the fact that they just kind of, yeah, you're insane. Yeah, as the doctor, you're insane. <laughs> um, That's horrible. I, I can get into so. theories about the episode first, but I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's let's start positive. What did you like about the episode? Ah, um, I liked the feel of it. I can't explain it, but whoever directed that one, that was just amazing. The tension. There were definitely moments where I could genuinely feel things about it, and I was like, I, I. I feel scared at some of these moments. I, mm-hmm. I can sense, you know, that, that tension that you're supposed to feel with mm-hmm. something that scares you like that. And I liked that. I was like, wow, you know, this is a cool episode, but God damn it if I can't explain why. <laughs> Did you guys get to the part where Clara visits the doctor as a crying kid? That's <laughs> my favorite. Spoiler! <laughs> we were trying to start positive and talk about what we liked about the episode, and I would agree with Malachi that uh, the... Uh, uh, the direction was extremely good. I will say that the direction and the cinematography throughout this season has just been brilliant. Yeah, no. Just that's true. That's true. It looks yeah. so good. That might explain why half of the time Capaldi is so amazing. Is that <laughs> he's not dealing with George Lucas. <laughs> okay, so what, the, did the look, like the look it? It. what did I like about it? What did I like about it? And there was there was good build-up into these scenes where there you think There was so much. I mean, when you think yeah. about the first half of that thing, both the way it's written as well as, you know, the way it's it's shot and directed. Well, and that's right. Okay, like, that's right. The possibility of this could be awesome. Where's our where's my payoff? Mm-hmm. Ah! A kid crying in a barn? This is not a payoff. Ah! So, yeah. Yeah, there was so much that it could have been, yeah. that it could have done. Yeah, I think that's part of what just makes us disappointed because of the potential it has. Um, but instead, it, it, it tries to give you traditional Moffat scary Doctor Who and then takes a left turn into experimental weird Doctor Who, and we weren't too pleased with that. But some people love it because it does. It, it kind of goes David Lynch on you and it goes a little funny. And it's, it's one of those things where I'd, I'd be fine with with it where no there not, not, there was nothing there that under the under the blanket was one of the kids making fun the noises were the engines mm. shutting down or whatever but man throwing in that clara with with the doctor as a kid <laughs> I mean, yeah I see kevin I, you're, you're the same way i mean we we all feel <laughs> that that was a, such an unnecessary scene and, and and especially after all the stuff with Orson Pink, you're like, all this stuff could have been fine. Why did we have to do that? Why did we have to deviate to that moment? Why does she leave the Doctor, a little figurine that, of course, has never come back yet? So I'd love to see how that gets explained. No, it was never established in Old Who. If it was, at least it would sort of tie to something. But Once again, cool missed opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm off it. I'm going more for spectacle. Not for continuity, not for caring about the old who. 
because I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead here a moment, but the big fuck you he did to the Brigadier just kind of keeps repeating in my mind when, he's, when he gives an interview and says, oh, I love Doctor Who, I love the old Who so much, I'm, I'm such a lover of all that. No, you aren't. You're, you're, a, you're a, what Kevin just did <laughs> to all of these, you know, previous Doctors. I mm -hmm. mean, you don't, you're not showing any reverence or love. You just basically keep wanting to almost deconstruct them and make them less of a grand thing. And mm -hmm. going back and seeing that little boy, <laughs> it's like, okay, so... I don't want to see the Doctor as a kid. <laughs> Good point. I yeah. don't, don't want to destroy that mystique. Uh, I don't want Clara to be the most important person in the universe. Mm -hmm. I want mm. the I want the Doctor to be the star of Doctor Who, mm -hmm. and I want the companion to be the Doctor's sidekick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good that's, point. That's, 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 uh, I, I, it's like I've said to you before. I I used to watch this show where there was this guy, <laughs> and. He traveled in time and space, and he fought all these monsters, and and uh, it was crazy, so cool. crazy great. Yes. Now, these days, I watch this show about this gal uh, who's got a crazy friend <laughs> <laughs> who sometimes gets her into all sorts of trouble. In time and space. Yep. Or, or in Cardiff now. <laughs> I suppose that's another problem I have. Well, yeah. we, we do need to address something that actually started back in Into the Dalek, and that is Danny Pink. Uh, oh, what are we thinking of God. Danny Pink at this point? I th I don't have a problem with Danny Pink. I, I don't have a problem with her that said he was going to be a companion. Where's the companion? Yeah, he never really became a companion. They made it sound like he was going to be a full-on companion. He never really is. Yeah. I totally wanted to see that. I, I kept wanting to see, like, she goes out one door, and he comes in the other, and he's like a secret companion while she's a secret companion. I would have laughed my ass off of that one. I'd well, mean, like, yeah, you mean that's like, a great idea. <laughs> you know, the doctor's like half the time with Danny and half the time with Clara, and they, the two never meet. I mean, it, it's a terrible, you know, childish idea, but it just fits with everything Moffat does now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it makes sense to for Clara to, you know, she's a young woman. She's going to want to have a relationship with somebody, and I think Danny's a... A great character. I I like him a lot. I think it makes sense for this arc to conclude mm. uh, in the Christmas special. And I thought it would have been better interesting if she really so had just the tried and true. She leaves the Doctor for a guy, but for once we're actually setting the guy up early and seeing it develop instead of just hey, here's this guy in this last episode that we barely know, and I'm gonna go off with him. Ha! Huh? So I'm glad we had a build up led to somewhere entirely different, but. I, and that's how things would be if mm -hmm. if the doctor had a companion now and she started to have a relationship and he still traveled with the doctor or she she still traveled and she still tried to maintain a real life here. I see, but you can't do that because the TARDIS has never been this reliable. That's, that's a true. good point. The fact that, that it comes back on time by what a, a couple of hours difference. Yeah, I remember a time when they get trapped somewhere for that weeks was, on end. That was part of uh, what made Doctor Who special back then. Is that he didn't he couldn't figure out where he was going. Yeah, yeah. and instead but, now um, you're right, he's like a taxi service. He brings her back. So it, it's the whole concept of dropping off, picking up companion thing that they've done this year, and they. Started it a little in the last five episodes with Amy and Rory. Um, I, I think had it just been those five episodes, I might have gone with it as like an experiment. But the fact they've pretty much done that now since Claire has been around, especially this season, it, it does make me go like, this isn't really Doctor Who to me anymore. He doesn't. He shouldn't have this level of control 
on the TARDIS. And the fact that it's just sort of, oh, I'll come have an adventure with you when I feel like it. Yeah. It's... But, I mean, there is part of that, though, where if the Doctor truly can't control the TARDIS, mm -hmm. then the times where he, you know, in those episodes where he needs to, and he does, yeah. be very convenient. Well, they've always kind of done that to a degree, but yeah, I, I think it's like, I'm willing to allow it here and there, like that he got lucky or the TARDIS, yeah. you know, whatever, psychically helped him or he, you know, over time he's learned a few tricks with the thing, yeah. whatever. But the fact that he's had this level of control consistently is really pushing it. Well, you know, I mean, you, I think you kind of let it, I think in these 2000 years, mm -hmm. he's figured out how to work the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. It's it's part, it's partly that, and it's partly just I find it diffuses things if he's constantly. I know they were playing it to have the double life thing going to play that up, but I've always thought it was weird. Like as soon as the companions in there, they're just on adventures until they say "let me off" or "I'm dead" or whatever. But you know, yeah, um, I've I've always been a fan of that. But you know, I'm you know me, I'm a traditionalist. I I, I want to see Doctor Who. The way I like it from the old days, but just with better effects. I get that, and I don't. Th I think there's. I think Doctor Who can evolve in mm -hmm. ways that I will approve of. <laughs> I don't need it to be stagnant. I'm. I'm. I'm fine with that. Uh, anyway, so with with listen, uh, the uh, you're right. The the big the elephant in the room is the Doctor as a kid in the barn, and of course, what I love is most fans did not have a problem with the fact that Clara meets the kid Doctor crying. They had a problem with, hey, how did the TARDIS get in this barn on Gallifrey? You know, because it's time-locked. And that was the real argument. Even though there's the argument, is the barn on Gallifrey? Is it not on Gallifrey? Is is this part time-locked? Because this would technically be before the war. But wait See, now, now we're going back to, um, what was it, Time of the Doctor? Because it's, um, I mean, I never saw it as being on Gallifrey. But it, how can it not be if it's going to affect Gallifrey if he... You know, it is a little weird moment, that he would activate so. a weapon completely away from Gallifrey that's going to affect Gallifrey. Well, my take on this, and if you can follow me on this... I don't care. I don't I'm care. Sorry, I, don't, I, don't, I cannot follow you on this. I'm I don't sorry. care where the barn is. <laughs> I don't care if it's on Gallifrey or a nearby planet. Um, Let me guess. This is the moment where you go, nerds, nerds. Yeah. I'm not going to say yeah. it, but I've been thinking it. <laughs> no, no. I just, I, I just yeah. can't. I can't dedicate too much thought to that minutia. Well, my favorite thing, too, is uh, in the middle of this, he tells us, oh, this is the same barn that Hurt goes to in Day of the Doctor. I'm like, a question I never asked, never cared to know. How did that come up again? It's what, a flashback a when she mentions how this is going to be where you're oh, going. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right. So they tell us it's the same barn, or supposedly the same barn, and I'm like, this this is answering a question I never, ever asked. I don't, like, like why are we paying this off? And it means nothing. You're going to come back to this barn one day. Is yeah. it tomorrow? <laughs> I'm here a lot. <laughs> crying. Because this is my crying <laughs> spot. <laughs> I left my tissues up here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, uh, the, I, you're right. Uh, I never, ever want to see the doctor as a kid crying. It's revealing too much. I never want to know a companion basically fed him the very, I mean, I guess you can argue it's predestination loop. That the, that, uh, the doctor's speech to little Rupert is essentially what inspires her to give him effectively a version of the same speech and plants one of the crucial, not even a crucial, but one of the lines Hartnell says in the Cave of Skulls yeah. in Unearthly Child. It's like, it's all right, but it, it doesn't work as well as I'd like, and the soldier makes no sense. But here, 
All right. So basically, it's it's, it's just it's too it's Clara having a hand in the in the whole life. Too much power. It's uh, it's just it's disappointing. It's disappointing to find out there's no monster. And I agree, there was something there. And one read is that it wasn't a kid that under the bed it was a it was a Santarin. That's why he says Santarin's trying to take over the Earth. Uh, at that one point, but even I that, will tell you, watching ridiculous. watching the screener of that the yeah. the pre air thing, yeah. and seeing the words "boy doctor," yeah, just made me really unhappy. <laughs> it said "boy yeah. doctor." You know, boy did doctor. it say that? It, was it on, was it on that or was it in the script? No, it was it was it was it was in the subtitles. Script. It was mm-hmm. on subtitles, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and because uh, there was ADR. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll t- like while I'm not happy with this episode, I'll tell you the, um, the there's there's been a couple of interesting things like the whole idea that he's obsessed with this thing it turns out not to be real. There is a theory that may that has um, people thinking the twelfth Doctor is actually mentally ill. You know <laughs> that this this regeneration pushed beyond the thirteen limit. Those are the has, same people who at the end of time of the Doctor when he says, "Do you happen to know how to how to how to fly this thing?" Yeah, yeah. they're the I'm I'm sure they're the same people who are like oh. So this doctor's old and confused. That's his thing. I'm trying to keep the swearing to He's a minimum, old so I'm not on, and on your stupid. podcast. <laughs> oh, God. It's just, you know, there's uh, you're wrong, kids. Uh, there, there's, yeah, kids. <laughs> there, there is a way I, I read the. Uh, oh, then, and then there's the other theory that the kid crying was actually the master, not the doctor. But I mean, come on, it's well, we know that it's the doctor. Because... Right, we we know it's the doctor, right? Uh, but the uh, the other way, no, we don't. We don't know anything. <laughs> no, it's Rassilon the whole time. It's Timothy Dalton as a little kid. Um, <laughs> oh God. The uh, the other way I did look at this episode, um, very much in the long lines of uh, the land of fiction from the Mind Robber, is that uh, once they start using the telepathic circuits, they're actually entering the world of dreams and nightmares. And that way, when you when they're influencing people's like Rupert and the Soldier Man and yeah. the Doctor as a kid, that what's going on is they're not actually back in history. They're in this dream world of the grabbing the leg under the bed and all that. Um, oh, and, and that they are affecting each other's subconsciouses, but that's what's really going on. They've kind of, because the safeguards are down and yeah. that's why they're making these weird leaves. Um, it's, it's a way to look at it. And you, because the episode's kind of weird, you can make it work. Uh, I find like if I, if they told me that was the way to read the episode, I would easily kick it up a couple of points just because it'd be a lot more forgiving on a lot of these things. Yeah. But while it's, it's a, it's a fun exercise. Like the idea is, uh, they're in Rupert's subconscious with his nightmare of something under his bed mm. and they affect him at the soldier thing. They're in Clara's dreams, even in the restaurant where everyone doesn't react to a dude in a spacesuit because it's very dreamlike. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get in the future, this is really Clara thinking, Oh, what if we had a kid and he was here in the future? Da da da. And then we get into the doctor's, nightmare which will link somehow back to the stupid barn wow oh god you, you're gonna make this go up two points just for the explanation but i i'm gonna i'm gonna no, take no, no. away I, those two I just, points i just want to throw that out there as as another way to interpret it i am not I doing a tom baker and saying that's how it is but i'm just just throwing it out there no but it, but i mean okay <clears throat> That sounds really cool. Yeah. I totally want to go with that explanation yeah. because it answers a lot of questions for me. But it also makes me very angry that I need a fan theory to essentially explain something that should have been clear to me. Yeah. We're, so so that, that sort of ambiguity yeah. 
is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, on a side note, I do think one of the nice little moments is when the doctor steals that dude's coffee and likes it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, that was a great lead-in. Just like we were talking about, about the the direction of that episode of how Mm -hmm. amazingly it built up the tension. Yeah. Him, like, there, like, you know, is there something scary going on? Do you hear noises? You know, do things disappear? And, you know, it's like, you're really psyching this poor guy up and freaking him out. And then he looks over and suddenly the coffee cup's gone. So the audience is like... Whoa! What's going on? And then yeah, and then the doctors there drinking. You're like ah, yeah, which got you can me. argue is foreshadow that there never is anything. It's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that. But I, I agree. Uh, I was very disappointed there was no monster and the idea that oh, perfect camouflage and someone else had said, well, that's the silence. I'm like, it kind of is the silence. That yeah. is part of the perfect camouflage. Yeah. Um, but maybe the Santarns have bred with the silence. Ooh. The silence and Tarns. They, they never even really fully answer, like, because um, there was definitely something on the bed, and in my opinion, the, um, what is it, we don't even really answer who wrote listen on the chalkboard, because it's not even in his the, handwriting. The chalk is, in is the, securely in the spine of that book. Yeah. And then yeah. it's on the ground. Yeah, yeah. see, in the script, uh, there's a shot, because you pointed it out to me, there's a shot that says, it shows the doctor writing it. Yes. So, but yet, you look at the handwriting of listen versus some of the other stuff he's written on there. Yeah. It's not quite the same. No. So very yeah, weird. Very I, weird. I, stuff. I, I know that these are probably terrible continuity errors on the part of production, but I really want to believe that there's some other cool thing going on. It's just so. disappointing. To find I mean, I don't want to watch a show for 42 minutes where it's all, "What is this? What is this? What is this?" I don't know. See you next week. <laughs> It's all in your head. It's just fear. Hey, man, it's the knockout joke all over again. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, so where, where do you rate this one? Well, for uh, the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to rate this as a one. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to do that because I don't have the finances to fly to the UK and punch Stephen Moffat in the face. <laughs> so you're saying you'd rate it higher if you could give him that kick in the balls. Right? I'm yeah. saying that this is... My most, uh, the only way I'm able to attack Stephen Moffat is by mm-hmm. giving him a one. One on this one. Yeah, I, I, I would go with a two on this. I, I, I wanted to almost give this a zero. But Are you giving think... it a two because you have a way to go to the UK and party? <laughs> Can I hit your ride? I, I think I'm no, no. I, I'm I'm giving it to the technicalities of this, but the yeah, the script is a zero in my mind, but the. Uh, the technical artistry of making me believably watch this thing all the way to the end and then realizing that basically someone just slapped me and I this show took it. looked really cool. Yeah. The, the, and when that kid when that when that blanket rises yeah. behind them, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. That's my point. I mean, I really was into this whole thing and I'm going, ah, oh, you know, and then yeah, we get to a crying child in a barn and I went Ow, my balls. What the hell? Ow. Oh, don't kick me like that. You know, so. Yeah, so, so I, I'm giving it a two. P- purely for the potential and some of those nice build-up scenes, the coffee moment, I give it a two. I mean, it's got... Don't pander, Bob. Come on. Give it That's... the one it deserves. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was very offended by Boy Doctor. I remember reading that thinking, oh, man, the fans are going to have a field day with that. And I'm, I was shocked how many fans were cool with it. That were totally fine with it, yeah. and very few had my reaction of what. So I just, <laughs> I don't know. It, all it does is reinforce it. Wow, Bob's becoming an old curmudgeon about Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, I must be one too, man. So moving on to uh, Time Heist. Ah, again another one that I thought read terrible and actually enjoyed it. 
mm-hmm. about myself kind of going, oh, this is kind of fun. This is you know, silly. It's kind of sort of fun. Uh, Monster wasn't so bad. The uh, the whole idea was kind of silly to me, but mm-hmm. I was like, eh, it's a it's a throwaway episode. I, I, I enjoy it for its throwaway quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Time Heist a lot. I, I did enjoy it. I think... I think I had a. I have a problem anytime the show does the the predestination loop. Is that what you call it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where the only thing reason that this happens is because later you need to remember to do that thing, mm-hmm. and and that does follow two episodes in a row, with with this episode oh, and God, with, with You're right. Yeah. And it's and I have a problem with that. <laughs> um. Wait. You mean with listen? Yeah. Okay, you said hide. God, I have done that every time I refer to that episode. Uh, and <laughs> it's sorry. it's because I'm not very smart. I'm sorry. But, oh, shut up. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but in this case, it actually don't, makes sense don't, because... Don't honor Moffat by saying that. <laughs> they're borrowing the ending of Hyde with the whole the two monsters are really a love story kind of thing, you know, or wanting to get back together. I think it's just because of the way they were shot. It's not even that. It's no, just the fact that's a have, direct ripoff. To I me, mean, they feel very similar. You have yeah. two. You have these two monsters. We find out no, there's another monster, and it's its mate, and we, they just want to be happy together. And I mean, I'd almost okay. One's a haunted house, the other was a heist. But I'm just saying, the ending to me felt like okay. We took a page out of Hyde, did your typical heist movie, boom, Doctor Who. And look, I would love to see Doctor Who do a great heist thing. To me, this was like a good dry run, but yeah. I'd like to see it really good. You well, know? I, I I felt like somebody had taken Hyde. Like some other writer had gone, oh, I can do this episode much better. <laughs> oh, heist. Heist. I, I like the idea that they, they're there and they don't know who they are. And I thought that was really cool. That was cool. Yeah. It was a good yeah. hook. Um, granted, they, they set up all these security measures that we never see them get past, like these cool fire jets that are going to get you and all that stuff. Uh, we never yeah. see them have to encounter those. And I was like, the whole point of showing us the security measures is to show how they beat the security measures. And they didn't uh, really good get point. into that. Good point. It was just yeah. a lot of, oh, no, there's a teller. Don't think. There's a teller. Don't think. I can't move. Well, I can't save you. You know, it was like it was a lot of that. It was. <laughs> so this episode clearly a, a big uh, nod to Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, and it, it yeah. felt like it. Yeah. And in the in the preview copy in the in the pre air copy. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. used music from oh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. I love that. It was really yeah. cool. See, see, when you say it like that, I totally want to do uh, another Brad Athena video where. It's basically get all the doctors together. You got doctors eleven. You, know? right. you do like a cool heist thing, and it's mm-hmm. all of the doctors all there. The doctors <laughs> filling in. Yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. But yeah, it's definitely Although now ridiculous. You're doing doctors thirteen, really. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, well, they it's, did get up to thirteen. <laughs> it was I, ridiculous. But they, did. <laughs> they did. The first one's still the best one. Uh, but okay, the, yeah, uh, a pleasant sort of thing. I, I I think I can give this one a. Uh, yeah, probably an eight on this one. I know I shouldn't. That's probably too high, right? I'll probably give it a seven just because I, I probably would give it more. But I mean the the loop. The mm-hmm. this only happens because of this. You can maybe maybe once a season. I would prefer once every couple of seasons, mm-hmm. but yeah, but not two in a row. <laughs> right. The 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 loop of um yeah yeah with um the soldier and Claire and all that. I know what you're saying. Um. I, and of course, it wasn't a big mystery that the doctor was the architect. And to be honest, it takes yeah. one to figure out who hired him. Yeah. Um, but I thought, all right, so it's it's Doctor Who. It's got to be tiny, wimey, and you know, he's he's the whole idea that he planned it was is total Seventh Doctor. That is a total page out of the Seventh Doctor. He would totally do that. Um, 
Which I would imagine makes you like it more. Yeah, that part totally. I was like, whoa, we, kinda, we just took a little half step in a new adventure territory. All right. Um, I just didn't like the repeat of the monster thing. I wish we could have seen more, you know, heisty things of beating the stuff rather than just a constant, yeah. the teller is going to melt your brain into soup. It's like, all right, can we have another and, trip? Deplete your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the, the Moffat of uh, no one really dies because they all really got beamed up to their ship and they come back down. So no it's got it's consequence. Got, it's got disappointment <laughs> to me, but it's, it's I yeah. guess I'd call it. A harmless genre exercise. I'd, I'd probably rate it between exercise. It's yeah. an exercise. It's... Well, he's right. I mean, because if I were to write an episode of Doctor Who, which I'm attempting to do right now, it, it, it is purely an exercise because the chances of that actually getting made are about a, a million to one. So. Right, one question, and we'll move on. What doctor are you doing? Ah, uh, I was kind of torn at first, but I think I would like to do Capaldi. Now after this season, I'm I'm going to attend to Capaldi and keep it topical, even right. though I because I don't feel comfortable writing any of the other doctors yet. I don't know them well. Well, enough. let me know when you're ready to shoot, and I will be your Capaldi. Oh, no problem. Nice. I I'm, you don't I, feel you I am going to well take enough? you up on that, <laughs> sir. Uh, no, so, yeah, to I, me, Matt's a, a bit too whimsical, silly. If I wrote a Matt Smith, unfortunately, it would be a Matt Smith that's very serious. Okay, <laughs> and people would be like, "This is Matt Smith. He needs to be dancing around the room and jumping off the chandeliers and acting like a fool, you know, and putting, I mean, putting lemonade in kids' taps in their sink, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, custard and spitting food at little children. I mean, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'd probably put this between a six. I'll, I'll go six point five on it. It's like it's all right. It's entertaining. It's just I didn't not, know we were right. allowed point fives. So I'm like, doing I, I, it. I did a point five earlier. So. Uh, we are not allowed point fives in the marathon, but for this, um, I'm happy to do a point five. All right. So. Yes. So that's where I sit with time heist. It's all right. It's a decent little episode. Just doesn't really blow the doors off, you know. Oh, uh, I did like the line where he says, uh, <laughs> "Do you like the new look?" I was. What did he say? I was going for. What serious or something? But I think I ended up with magician. I always thought. Oh, that was nice God! I, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. And this was the last episode that we had the scripts for and yeah. uh, and the yep. previews yep. for. Yep. Yep. So it was fun going into the next one because you're like, wow, yeah. I get a fresh episode. Let's see, do they impress me? I cannot remember what this next episode is. That's how bad it is. The caretaker. Oh, is that what? Is that oh my God! Really? That yeah. one? Oh, the one where he goes undercover as the school uh, janitor. I cannot believe that Christina was like, "You should make that. You should make that robot." And I'm like, "Honey, please, please don't ask me to make that. That thing looks terrible. I really don't. <laughs> I, I know eventually you'll hear this, honey, but please, I just don't want to make that. It's thing. a five-minute so silly, five-minute plot surrounded by a bunch of character stuff. That's really what that episode is. It was like an excuse to show Danny, I guess, being cool. Um. It was to come head to head where Danny finds out about the doctor. The doctor finds out about it. it's it's that the whole triangle comes to a head basically. Yeah. Um, and in many ways, it's also another page out of um, I think Gareth Roberts wrote this one, right? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, and he it's it's another page out of that that lodger closing time kind of thing where the doctor is oh. undercover, domestic, you know. Yeah. And, um, and not really undercover at all. And it's, I'll tell you. I I mean I love Capaldi anyway, but I really liked him as the as the caretaker. Mm -hmm. I thought <laughs> I he was just he was he was the janitor that everybody thought was the weird janitor. Yeah. I mean we've all had a weird yeah, janitor. Right. And and he was he was the one in this episode. Yeah. And once again, annoying children. Mm -hmm. I mean the whole 
girl that's Courtney. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know what it is with having like I guess young foils for the doctor. Like somebody I didn't, there. I did not bother. have a problem with Courtney. And oh. a big part of it is because this is a fun little thing that we go back to an unearthly child had the doctor with two teachers and a student from Cole Hill School. Yeah. And that's what we have in this one. And I hmm. while while it's clearly irresponsible of him yeah. to take this kid oh, out, mm-hmm. I think it's kinda cool that the doctor's like, All right, let's go. Let's go into space. She's throwing up. Yeah, well, you know, that's space for you. <laughs> it's like, he's... Uh, Not on the carpet! Yeah, I, God, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, it's usually the kind of thing that I would gripe about, but it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the whole threat of the robot just seemed really... Tacked on. Ridiculous to me. I was like... Yeah. Eh, okay, well, yeah, I guess... Since we, we, we're using the subplot as the main plot here, we can kind of forgive it. I don't know. Uh, wait, maybe I'm being too critical. So. It's uh, And then we get Danny's cool somersault that uh, kind of comes out of nowhere. But uh, Oh, we've got to prove that he's a he's an awesome yeah, he's military awesome man. His weird yeah. scene, though, where he calls the doctor like an officer and he's saluting him, I thought was kind of interesting. Well, they played that back into the end and everything, mm-hmm. too. It was this whole mockery. For some reason, it, to me, it was never justified. Mm-hmm. I agree. Why? And the doctor is The wrong. doctor hates him, and he hates the doctor. They, the doctor they, they, is, you know, essentially says, since you're a soldier, you're not smart enough to be able to do anything. You're clearly just the fi ed teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you, there's no way you can teach math, which... I feel bad for a lot of the phi ed teachers yeah, in, in that teach math. <laughs> well, well, just because now all these kids who love Doctor Who are going to make fun of their phi ed uh, teachers because the doctor thinks they're stupid. And remember that the uh, the brigadier, <laughs> the ultimate soldier, also taught maths in Marjorie Undead. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, could have been a little callback there. Um, I mean, look, it's really about those characters. They do they act the scenes well. It's just that I. I, I'm kind of with Kevin. I'm like, can we get back to cool adventuring? I kind of don't want to see these characters just bicker at each other about who's who Clara should go with. Um, there was a lot of that, wasn't there? Stuck yeah. Stuck on Earth I, stories this season. Well, I guess half and half, but it was... Not enough aliens. I, I kind of enjoyed, you know, when you get out into space and you see mm-hmm. other alien races. It kind mm-hmm. of gives me this... I don't know, this notion that the show is about the universe. <laughs> as long as it's not Rings of Akaten, I'm fine with it. Yeah. No! <laughs> but it does start great dun, with, a bunch dun, of, dun. with a bunch of great aliens, definitely. <laughs> but uh, what was the one bit I did like in this episode where they were... Oh, I have to admit, it's it's dumb, but I thought it was funny. Uh, when, um, when Capaldi mistakenly thinks that Clara is into the guy who resembles Matt Smith with the bow tie. That's pretty funny. That was good. That was pretty well And funny. And the way that he's just like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. You crazy kids yeah. in love. Go mm. ahead. Like, you, you, Thank you. You are with another version of me, I approve. Yeah. So I, I, it made me laugh. Not good. Yeah, I, like I forgot all about that. That's true. <laughs> the whole, like, that we're going to try and fool you by giving mm. you the, the Matt Smith stand-in, right? Yeah, that was that was. Kind uh, of nice. It's it's all right. I mean, I guess it does what it does, but it it just makes me wish that they had had a better plot to go with the the character stuff. I mean, the doctor going domestic is not necessarily a bad thing. I like some of them, but I mean, closing time was a bit eh. But I like the lodger, and you know, I like Power Three. So yeah, true. true. There's a way to play it right, but I don't know. 
And it plays well with Capaldi being the janitor, as you say. Um, it's about all I really remember janitor. now about it. It'd be interesting when I rewatch this for the marathon. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm still in the same boat with this. I kind of like, eh, five. <laughs> I'm just like, it's okay. It's good stuff. It's all right. But I don't love it. I was going five, too. I, uh, I, I, I don't remember. I probably only watched this one once. maybe twice. Maybe oh, twice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I got a four for this one. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, um, on, on to, uh, let me think. Uh, oh, oh, God. I say this is the moon pooping episode. Kill the moon. Yeah. Oh. I wow. just got indigestion thinking about that. <laughs> All right. Kevin's going to be a little kinder to this one than we are. Uh, I think I'll be, what? I'll be considered what? No. Yes. Yeah, Kevin, no. Kevin's relatively okay with this one. Oh, my God. I, how, how could you be okay with such a I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I could be okay. Is because this is an episode... Where the fate of the Earth is at stake, and the Doctor says, "Fix it. This is this is your Earth. This is your planet. You do what you got to do. It's not my place. Fix it." Which to me seems so completely out of character, considering since the Doctor hundreds of times before has taken it upon himself to be the egocentric prick. That feels like he's the only one that can save the planet and not trust the humans who are desperately trying to fix it themselves. Well, let's... Uh, Why do it now? There's something unknown, I think, with all of us. And that is, what exactly does the Doctor know? Do, is he lying when he says he doesn't know what happened? Mm. Or does he know exactly what the story is here and how this turns out he has to know he's been I believe, a bunch of times after this i i but, believe he knew everything that was happening yeah. and it was a typical manipulation moment and those are the moments that really get under my skin i don't want to view the person i love the doctor as this manipulative prick who basically just why even take you on an adventure if you already know how the adventure ends in this case, I think he kind of... Well, at least I think he knew it was going to work out and everything was going to be fine. Um, but yeah. the uh, the one thing that got me was uh, he... Well, he does it, of course, to make Clara... and It was a Clara and Courtney or just Courtney uh, feel special. The whole, oh, let's make them feel special. And that was his way of going, oh, well, I let you have this big decision and you made the right choice. Don't you feel special now? He even seems happy with himself in that bit before she slaps him. So It, it just feels like this whole, like, I'm grooming uh, I'm grooming Clara to be the doctor. I, I'm giving you all the responsibilities and the tortures of being a doctor. And then you see it pay out, play out in uh, Lifeline, right? Flatline. Flatline. God, I'll never get that title right. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that he knew. And I think one of the things that tips me that he doesn't is as soon as they don't press the button or whatever, yeah. as soon as that decision is made, the TARDIS lands, and he excitedly, come on, come in the TARDIS, let's go see what happens. And I think it's, I think he's truly like, I want to know what happens. Uh, hmm. I, I could be wrong. I just read it as, hey, I want to actually see it happen. I've heard about it, I never, but I wasn't here before. before. Yeah, I, I'm Should probably be. with Bob on that one, that, that it felt like that. But I admittedly... Unfortunately, um, just the fact that you had like all these cool, <laughs> deadly spiders, this creepy notion, and then you kind of realize, oh, the spiders just are nothing. 
We're just like, this is our yeah, main threat that we're scaring the threat you. Mm -hmm. And then now we're just going to toss them out. And we're going to reveal that there's something in the moon. It's crumbling away, all this stuff. And I'm like, uh huh? Right. Oh, left field again. Stop this. And then, of course, to have it, you know, the, the eternally horrible moment of the moon breaks up. And my first thought is, wow, so. Everywhere there are huge tidal waves about to destroy hundreds of cities. The Earth is about Would to that be die. immediate? Would that be? I don't know the answer to this. Um, would that be immediate? Scientifically speaking, I don't know if it would be immediate, but yes. Gravity would be affected catastrophically if the moon disappeared. But would it be immediate? I think the idea is that... I would imagine would, would within we, a few hours you'd notice something. Okay, well, but, even but, if, this, but this, yeah. well, there wasn't a few hours. It was like two minutes. Yeah, that and, and we I... get a magic new moon that... <sighs> I can't later. buy that. How could it lay okay. a moon that fast? Okay, well... You know, and, and then what? You're saying that it hatches as a mother? Yeah. It's well, automatically... All right, I mean, hold on. It doesn't even pregnant. make because, or anything? Because that happens in, in nature. Mm -hmm. At least... Because I looked it up. At least one insect or something like that... Oh, there is. Is born, is born pregnant. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And I'm fine with... I mean... It is. It's a stretch. I will. I will clearly give you that, but I'm fine with uh, with it being that. I mean, the the creature itself is moon size, mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm fine with it expelling something that becomes can become solid in that time frame. It's a bit Perhaps of a stretch. If it was a smaller moon that started to grow or something. I I might be able to buy. But that. then you're still in trouble on Earth. It's got to be the same mass to maintain the status quo. True, but that. To me, once again, very cool thing. You see the tension. The moon breaks up. Oh my God, it's disaster. The end is here. Mm -hmm. Your decision was horrible. Oh my God, our worst nightmare. What? Oh wow, it's growing. It's it's getting bigger. It's oh oh everything will be okay after all. That's how it, a story uh, is supposed to play out. It's pretty, it's pretty convenient. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. Hold convenient. on, I, I'm I think I'm confused because that's. Isn't that kind of what happened? They, they imply that it was already... It didn't grow. It was already just boom. There was no the threat moment. of danger. Like you talk about, about consequence. The way that an arc is supposed to fulfill itself in terms of a, a written story is that you have your setup and your payoff. In terms of your setup, you have that moment, usually in your second act area, where there is the sense of doom. There's a sense of but all is lost... How do we get out of this? And okay, then but that's there. That, there, that right? magical moment of like, oh, oh, we we figured out a way to solve it. We're going to go through with it. You know, we we're, we're gonna we're gonna save the okay, day. Okay, so, please slow down. Please okay. slow down. Okay, there is that moment of doom, right? Okay. Right. So you're saying that moment of doom is when they have to press the button, right? Well, I think I think the moment of doom is the planet's screwed if we don't kill this. Yeah, the the, the moon. Okay. Okay, so okay. so we so, have that, right? So we, so have, we that have, have that moment. Okay, yeah. Okay. So then now the doctor shows up and goes, all right, let's see how it all plays out. So then they go to Earth, and they watch it from afar. Moon breaks up, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess creature flies away. There's a magical moon. Oh, um, oh, I guess everything resolved itself really fast there. There wasn't like any... 
Now I do forget. So true was doom. there was there a moment where they're like, okay, there it goes, we're all screwed, or was there not? I, I literally don't remember. I mean, I don't think they were happy in that I, initial moment when it broke yeah, up. I, I mean, it looked I like, don't remember because that's the other thing. Beyond the like fact that. you lose yeah. the moon, they weren't sure if that creature was going to turn and start attacking the Earth either. You know what I mean? Mm. So they don't. They weren't. That's sure. an excellent point. I feel part of a part of a big part yeah. of me feels that when that happened, they were all bracing for the end. Okay. I could Cause, be wrong, cause, though. Because, yeah, I, I, I guess my poor memory and all, I didn't get any of that. I got this sort of lackadaisical, like, eh, It, it resolved so quickly so. that if it was there, it dissipated in a minute. Because so to me, I guess it, it should have been more tension. Like, that, the tension was about that decision, but not the resolution of that decision. You know, they, they made their decision, yes. Now they have to live with that decision, good or bad. And to me, it <clears> felt like the moment they made that decision... It, it didn't feel like there was any danger anymore. I remember uh, Earth turned off all its lights and voted to kill it. But they all right. Let me. Oh, let, that's true. I forgot all about that. I want to do one. I don't remember what it is right now. I want to do one more positive thing before we. Okay. Tear it up, but okay. I. Dig nabbit. I can't. Uh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I think I. With all of these. Things like 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 the the moon suddenly appearing or or the spiders being a side thing yeah. where they should have been bigger. I think the heart of this episode and what this episode about what, to me was the doctor making them make that decision for themselves and all of this the frustration that comes with that. And I liked that very much. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very very. I cool. can agree with you there. I think that that, that that's, was that's, a good central theme. That's the heart of the episode yeah, for me. For that, yeah. Um, I think a better. Crisis and a better build-up to that would have been nice, but I, I'll agree with that. And at, at the heart, sure. Uh, meaning, now I will. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, meaning like I would have liked to have seen a scene at the beginning where, uh, not so much, hey, you know, you're being mean to Courtney and all that. I think would have rather have seen something where a companion getting full of himself or herself would have been like, I can do what you do, you know, or the doctor getting that's, getting that's a, a good point. getting yeah. accused of like, oh, well, you don't you really know what you're doing. Da -da. Something a where he finally at the end is like, all right. Yeah. You solve it, like, just to see, prove now, his point. Okay, see, if they'd done that, I wouldn't have had a problem with that moment. Because mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, they set it up. They set it up that he's annoyed. Mm -hmm. They accused him okay, of well not then, being able to do that. But then and you're, he gives them the total... See, I love... See, but I, doing oh, that oh, truly no. makes the Doctor a dick, though. Because then he intentionally brings them into this horrible situation. Yeah. And, and thrusts no, no, the I, weight of mankind on their shoulders. Well, I, Honestly, I'm a, this that's, that's been Capaldi up to this point. That has been Capaldi. But <laughs> a, I don't, I don't know if he's... I don't know if that's true. I, a, I wouldn't have done it in this scenario. I, I think it would have to be a different scenario because yeah. I don't like the whole moon thing. But like, but something where there's something big at stake. I don't know if yeah. it should be all of Earth, but... Something, something big, and maybe something where he didn't even know what they got into. Like, it's in, he didn't deliberately put them there. He was just yeah. like, "Oh, right. hey, and there's something going down." And then he decides, "I know what I can do, but now I'm going to leave it in your hands, just so that you can see what I go through, or just to see. All right, you think you're as good as me? Then do it." Yeah. And you could have done it with a guy like Adam or something, who would have been a one-time companion who would have failed, or you do it with a regular companion who proves himself. Well, listen, whatever, I liked. Yeah. I liked him taking her yeah, to yeah. the to the moon to make up for being a jerk. I liked it. Okay, <laughs> that was neat. I mean, the moon looked great. It, it it looked gorgeous the way they they shot the moon and all. Oh yeah, yeah. So it looks great. I love the callback to Tom with the yo yo. That was awesome. Let me tell you what uh, I what I did not that. like. Okay, I do not need abortion allegories in my doctor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. What, what did you think of Courtney killing the spider thing with Windex? 
Oh, I thought that was terrible. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was dumb, but it was totally a side thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I it mean, it went by fast enough that I was able to forgive it. <laughs> is is Courtney even needed in this episode? No, no. This is again coming back to the problem, uh, like what what I would call the nightmare in silver. I don't think she was as annoying as those kids. We'll yeah, but, that, but 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 she was getting on my nerves. She mm -hmm. was definitely feeling like she was bordering there. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, okay, she was, she was bored, which. Screw you, kid. You're on a... You're on the exactly, you can't yeah. be... You can't... Just being in the TARDIS, you can't be bored. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm forget. sorry. If I was a kid and I'm on the moon... Yeah. How can I... I'm surrounded by spiders? How can I even think of boredom for a moment? Mm -hmm. uh, I really <laughs> liked... What's she doing? Oh, she's putting pictures of you on Tumblr. She can't put pictures of me on Tumblr. You can't put pictures of me on Tumblr. <laughs> I got a lot. Yeah, that, that, that was. Fresh. I like. I, I mean, with I don't even remember what was happening at the time, but that was really important. You can't put <laughs> pictures of me on Tumblr. And now let's fix the Earth. But seriously, <laughs> I'm like, but how the hell is she doing that? Does she have the, like a magical phone that communicates? He probably did the jiggery pokery thing and did it Rose's phone. We Boy, assume that just sounds so foul. I, I know, <laughs> but I, I, it's the, I am that is the line they used, <laughs> oh, and that I I already used to your advantage there, Mal, in our skit. So trust me, I'm, I'm well ahead of you. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just thought that I, I almost wish that had this had been another planet and another moon. In which case, I'd be like, all right, fine, that's their moon. But the then, but then there's no moon. stake in it, though. Then there's then it's then Clara's like, like, I don't know, we're gonna save these guys. I don't know. It's not my grandma. Well, I, see, I see okay, your point. But, Even though it would have been another see, planet and civilization at stake. It's I would have rather had that because then you have that opportunity to introduce like some alien race that's coming there that realizes they have to blow things up. You have to care about them. You have to truly care about something other than yourself. It's an easy fix when it's the Earth because you're naturally, oh, all or no, nothing. No, no, but, no. It's so much harder when it's your planet that you're going to condemn to die. Yeah, but, it, but I'm saying in terms of an easy fix of like, if I don't want to spend the time to actually invest in a new character or get to know somebody and care about them other than human. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I, I could easily see like a really cool opportunity. I, I think you guys so. are reaching. I think you guys want to hate this episode so much. <laughs> it's, it's weird how there's some very barmy ideas sometime in Doctor Who, and I'm usually willing to go with quite a few of them. You but sound like is, you just want to love this episode. I, I mean, I see what you're saying. The crux, the crux of the moral dilemma is interesting, <laughs> and it looks great. Those are its two big things in its favor. But the whole idea of how they presented, oh, by the way, they're these spiders, but they don't matter, the bacteria. Oh, the moon is an egg. We didn't tell you that, even though there was all these other freaking moon stories that never mention it ever, ever. Well, I mean, and this is after this point. And the Apollo missions never noticed it was an egg. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. I just, I can't go with it. It's dumb. Hey, Bob, they were distracted during the Apollo missions by all the Transformers. They had to, like, thank you, you know, go investigate thank, those. Thank you. So, awesome. so there was an right. obvious reason why they never uh, ever right. thought to yep. think that the moon was an egg. Yeah. Like, come on. I just, and and I, it's not yellow or anything, you know? Just, I, I can't suspend my disbelief on it. That's the bottom line. My, my disbelief is out the window. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Can't can't go with it. Sorry. So I, what I'm we, what we do? <laughs> I'll give it a four. You're giving it a four? Yes. Wow. Pretty high. I was going to give it a four. What? That, that, that means that I like it, too. <laughs> I well, guess I'm I mean, going to have to go three just to, just to show well, my distaste for it. Listen, don't let me dictate your life, my good man. Be your own man. Oh, but Kevin, life is so much more interesting with you in it. All right. Sure. I'm probably going to get like a two. I just 
ってる。All right.、Uh, at the end of this episode,、yeah. we have the huge fight、yes. with the Doctor and Clara. Right.、Uh, which I don't think、uh, companions should be allowed to talk back to the Doctor, <laughs> much less yell at them. Um, oh, you're no, I, I love so、uh, lucky to be able to travel through space and time.、Mm-hmm. It's because of this guy, his rules.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person I think of yelling at the doctor so much is Tegan,、mm-hmm. and it's just because she wanted to go home.、Mm-hmm. And he's, I want to go home, I'm trying.、Mm-hmm. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to yell at the doctor, and I had that problem、I'm、with、sorry. Amy too. Oh, I thought I thought the doctor was being such a prick, and and I I felt it so justified. The problem I have is the next episode where, oh, all is forgiven. <laughs> like, well, what? Let's go into the next episode, which is the Mummy and the Orient Express. And it was it, it was a surprise to see Clara right there, but I totally get it. This is our farewell. You know, we're not just going to stop right now. This is the end. We'll just.、Uh, We're friends. We had a disagreement. This is our fond farewell.、Uh, see, I would have rather seen an episode where she wasn't there, and then it's like the sort of come back to it. So it gives you the impression that what she did in that episode—the yelling and everything—there's like consequence for it, gravitas. But I、Instead、think it's safe it to say、like、that there was no. I mean, time. I think it's safe to say that time passed. We just、yeah. don't、uh, take it right. I、away. mean, I see what you're saying, Mel. But the problem is, they only had twelve slots, and they're trying to tell this thing, and they don't want to leave one of their key stars <laughs> out for an episode. <laughs> so no, I, I'm sure her agent negotiated、yeah. wisely for her. <laughs> but I mean, the. I mean, I'm. I admit it was a surprise, but the、yeah. way they play it, it does sound like okay. You know, we are done, but I'm. We're going out on one good one, and I'm okay with that. And I loved this episode. I had, yeah, I, this I had, is. There were so many things、awesome. I wanted to hate about it, and I couldn't. I was just like, I'm so entertained. And I remember seeing、episode. the title when they announced all the titles. I thought that's going to be dumb, and then I watched <laughs> it, and I'm you know, like, I'm the same way. Yeah. Especially when they show the the train in space,、mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like this one.、And、speaking of things that didn't make any sense, because you got Gus in this, the whole oh yeah,、program. Gus was great, and they never play back to that. No, like, I, I, I. What what was that? We talked about this.、Uh, the writer、yeah. wrote him as a one-off villain, and the fan theory to make it tie in, if you want it to tie in, is that it was an AI created by the master to harvest that tech that was keeping the mummy alive to then apply to the Cybermen、uh, to fuse technology and, and bring back the dead. Yeah.、Uh, Hell of a stretch.、Uh, so I'm sorry. Vaguely so, possible. So is is Gus the、uh, master's assistant? Not the assistant. That was Seb.、Uh, Seb. Gus, that's right. That's Gus right. was、yeah. just an AI that、um, that the master I, possibly just, created. But、yeah. I think he was just a cool one-off villain, or possibly、yeah. one I could bring back another point. I mean, fascinating idea. He that, was、yeah. wonderfully chipper. <laughs> And there is a bit in Matt Smith where he actually talks about like, "You want me to what on the Orient Express?" And on the phone. Oh,、yeah. really? Does he?、Yeah. Oh, wow! So it's a mild payoff to that.、Uh, but there's、That's、a lot of like、cool. in this. I love Capaldi's outfit. Very season seven Pertwee. <laughs>、uh, I love the Jelly Babies yes, moment. So the awesome. That's great. I love him impersonating Tom when he's trying to tell himself it's nothing. No, it's something. And <laughs> that's great.、Uh, Clara looks hot in that dress. Oh yeah.、Um, I actually thought she was very cute in the pajamas too. And very cute in the pajamas. I, I, I almost wanted her to like spend the rest of the episode in the pajamas. In the pajamas, right?、Yeah. Uh, we get bubble wrap in a sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very, that's, very nod back to the old days. Very yeah, nod back to the old cool, days.、Man. There's a lot in it. Even the stupid train in space, I was relatively okay with. I was like, wow,、yeah. okay. 
Um, oh, my son loved it because of the train. Sure. Oh, right, right, right. He likes trains. Yeah. Um, oh man. I mean, really, its main thing is just that the ending is a little rushed, and and he he makes a few logic leaps, and I'm like, I'm not sure I'd have made that same leap in that amount of time. Yeah. But I mean, you forgive that. Like, I love how they're all getting oxygenated it or not, you know yeah. they're all getting the oxygen started at the end and he's trying to save them and yeah. he's like just give me a minute which totally reminded me of Ark in Space when they were all dying of oxygen starvation and he's trying did, to save them very a lot of Tom Baker in this one is all I'm saying well did, did you um did you pick up on because I, I didn't it took a couple of viewings but uh the nod to uh Empty Child oh yeah 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 where he says are you my mummy yeah yeah <laughs> I was like oh cute I didn't get yeah, that so. yeah. I mean and uh, hey it was a neat thing I like the whole idea of okay you have uh, 66 seconds start the clock and yeah. that's how long you have and then the mummy can only be seen by its victim there's just some neat stuff some neat rules in it that I liked um, and see to me that's maybe that's what I feel is missing I mean to me that was more story than mm-hmm. anything I loved that it was constructed and yes you had your characters there, mm-hmm. but there was a point to everything, and it kind of made sense in the end. I mean, mm-hmm. even though it's yeah, a mummy, mummified soldier, and you have to stop him by, I don't know, telling him you surrendered. <laughs> that that was kind of a, a little quick. Resolution, That's what I mean. It was but, a bit quick. Yeah. I liked it as a resolution, but it was quick. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. Overall, I mean, nice, nice sort of play. Yeah. And everything, and and I do, I I enjoy the. Agatha Christie quality. Mm-hmm. Although I couldn't figure out why Einstein was there. Right, an Einstein looking guy. <laughs> it's interesting how. Oh, and I liked um, what's his name? I'm gonna forget his name. The me- the mechanic guy who he was being kind of smarty oh, to the doctor, what? but he was great. I totally want to believe he's coming back somewhere because mm-hmm. he. I for a minute there, I thought that was like the master or Missy or something because mm-hmm. I was like the way he acted. Like, he knew a little too much, and then when the doctor invites him to, like, be a companion, there was this whole... I, I was expecting him to be an old companion, like mm-hmm. the actor. Because mm-hmm. I was waiting for one, like, one of you guys to go, oh, didn't you know that that's so-and-so? You know, because that's, oh, that's the way he acted. Yeah. was like he had been on the Targets mm-hmm. before, because he wasn't, like, necessarily phased by looking at the technology. And mm-hmm. at the same time, he's like, nah, I think I'll pass. You know, like, he knew yeah. <laughs> that something was coming. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, they... I, I like, I like the potential of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. If they ever do anything with it, Which, I'm sorry. That does remind me that we did get robbed an Ian cameo in the Caretaker. That should have totally happened. Um, oh, it should have happened oh. in, in Day of the Doctor. Day, Day of the Doctor for sure. If not the Caretaker, something where he would have been hanging out at Cole Hill School and he would have actually run across him. That would have been awesome. But another little minor aside. I thought the Mummy looked great. The mummy looked great. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it, like you know, people are trying to do that. It's one. just a really <laughs> solid episode. I mean, I'm, I, I, aside from that slightly rushed ending, I, what, oh, and what do you think at the end when he actually makes that sort of jokey comment to Claire, like, no, 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 I just let them all die and saved you? I, do you think, I wanted to believe that was the truth. Do you think I really that, did. No, because I don't think, uh, the mechanic would have been so happy go lucky with them. Afterwards. You're right. Oh, good point. Good point. I've forgotten all about that. But he, yeah. he even does the ha ha. Doesn't he do a fake laugh? <laughs> like a... <laughs> That's true, he does. Uh, one thing about this that uh, hits the overall next couple of episodes is Clara is forced to lie to that to that girl yeah. to get her to come out. Right. And yeah. uh, that's something that she puts into play for the next one. Um, Even though they do manage to save her, but only by the skin of their teeth. Well, if you look, I mean, to me, I think there's a theme carrying <clears throat> through the season of the Doctor basically... He's trying to figure out who he is, but at the same time, Clara's becoming the doctor. She's doing all these doctor-related things, and and it 
obviously in Flatline, he points that out to her. He is so. he is trying to find out if he's a good man or not. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up. Yeah. Later yeah. at the end, um, we already talked about this. Um, well, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know that all idiots are bad people. <laughs> oh, um, but no, I got nothing but general praise for this one. Even even my little niggle at the ending doesn't harm it. I I'm probably you know I was gonna say eight. Screw it. Reminding me of all the good stuff. I'm going nine. I really wow. like this one. I yeah, really like I, I'm I'm gonna go nine on this one too. I I I know I shouldn't go that high, but it's just it's, it's, I it's probably the best one. I mean, I mean I'm gonna uh, go seven point five. Oh, okay. I think I think it's I think it's very good. I think, especially you, Bob. Yeah. I think just the presence of jelly babies <laughs> means that this is a good episode. No, had it just been jelly babies and kill the moon. No. It might have given it a point, but it would never have kicked it up to a nine. I don't know. I think. Oh, see, see. No, no. Bob would have loved it if the moon had exploded and in the inside was Jelly Babies. It's a big pinata. It was a giant Jelly Baby. I admit, the Jelly Babies were very cool. Uh, Uh, But no, I mean, I really like the tone of the episode. I like the fact this this was the first one of this season that felt like... A Doctor Who episode. Like, I, I am watching I, Doctor Who, damn I, it. I, I, uh, I know you're all now. listening, but Bob is very animated at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, you if only we had the webcam. Right? And, and yeah. I, in my opinion, Capaldi was probably at like his most heroic in this one. He actually felt like a guy who was going to, you know, He put himself day. right into the line yeah. of fire there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That, so. that was admittedly, yeah, the way that was handled. At that point, you're like, even though he's acting like a bit of a prick earlier, mm-hmm. being very conceited about everything and ordering everybody around, yeah. the moment he does that, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I can forgive all. I, I generally, you know, really enjoy this guy now. Yeah, he's showing that he's not totally out to kill. <laughs> well, I, I even like the little bit where he, what is it? They think he's a secret shopper or something. Oh yeah, your worst fear is a yeah. secret shopper. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good stuff. I, I really yeah. like this one. Um, so what's the uh, what's the view on Flatline? Oh man, I really enjoyed Flatline. I, yeah, Flatline. I'm just gonna come out and say it. It's probably a ten for me. I just wow, a couldn't 10? believe how much I enjoyed that thing. And then watching it again, even like the creatures being like not quite explained entirely, mm-hmm. I was still like, I'm sorry, I gotta forgive. I mean. That moment of the TARDIS on the tracks, oh, and he yeah. has to put his hand out and kind of jiggle it over. I was like, I have never seen this before. Yeah. I am so thoroughly excited. I'm screaming <laughs> at the screen. This is awesome. I was laughing out loud yeah. very much at the at the was, yeah. thing moment. It to me, great. that was, was just the stand-up bit. Oh. And even his little reaction when he he succeeds for a second, he does a little dance in the yeah. TARDIS. Even I even like that. That was was great. I mean, I loved it. Like she picks up TARDIS. I, I'm, I'm sure people are going to do that. They're going to have their purse yeah. now in that costume, and they'll have a, like big you know cookie jar TARDIS hanging mm-hmm. out of it. But that notion. I mean, I, I I know I talked a little bit with Bob about this before that this was one of those episodes that felt like story was king. It really felt like there was a reason why the TARDIS was shrinking. There's a reason for him to be trapped in there versus her. I mean, there was a lot of things that, I don't know, they made sense to me. Maybe they figured out a way better to explain it than the other ones, but it just felt really good to me. And I, and I just, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. And and I did. I enjoyed her being, you know, like, oh, what, what do I do now? Oh, yeah, this is, this is the moment when I, I tell lie to her. them. 
and, and I give them hope, you know, so that they, they get through. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed all that notion and I enjoyed the end, you know, where, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, uh, what was it known? He, he yeah, he, you made a, you made a great doctor and it had nothing to do with being good. I mean, I, I, I thought that was, that was a great line. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I was really intrigued with two dimensional kind of weird creatures. The fact they were feeling a sad and you see the wallpaper and. You know, uh, even he was he was trying to communicate in all those different ways. I admit, in a classic Who episode where you had a little more time to breathe, you probably would have had a dialogue with those creatures that would yeah. have alluded a little more to either who they were or what their motivation was. Because I, I maybe we'll see them again. That'd be cool. Um, my only niggles with it really were what? Yeah, what was their deal? Why did they want to attack us so much? Yeah. And secondly. Uh, the way he takes them out is extremely, again, fast and convenient. It, it looks like he just sonics them. I think we've agreed that he used the TARDIS force field in some way to kind of push them back. But it wasn't very well explained. Yeah, and, it, was, it was, yeah. And he calls them the boneless. And I thought, I wish we had a better name for these guys because they're so cool. To me, the boneless is like, eh, it's, what, it's all right. Or wow, almost, I didn't even hear him call Yeah, he says, that, and but... I call you the boneless. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so then... Since he gave him a name, yeah, they'll probably be back in some form. Yeah. Those, those are my like, only niggles with it, but otherwise, it is it is great. I mean, as I said, the Shrunken Tardis was very original. I mean, we'd seen Shrunken Tardis before in like Legopolis and Planet of Giants, but this was the first time where. And what I think what was clever about it was the Doctor wasn't shrunk; it was just the yeah. shell, and that was brilliant. That was really that's true. The the, the whole door like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very cheap episode to produce. <laughs> no, no, it was the, I loved even when he hands her the sledgehammer. Right that was the bag. Oh, that's true. Visuals. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Her magic bag that just keeps producing yep. things. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a great bit. Uh, and I liked the whole get rid of this guy. He's wasting our time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes up with an idea. Uh, we might need to hold on to the little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need this guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was really no, good. It's, it's a, it's a and I even like her plan to use the enemies. They think they're shooting the door, but it's a post. Yeah, no. Once again, great. great story is king. I mean, mm -hmm. when you have a great story and it's told well, mm -hmm. that's, that's to me, that's the epitome of Doctor yeah, Who yeah. is really done well. So. Yeah, no, the, the siege uh, mode was cool. It's there's very little not to like in the episode. I know some people don't care for um, who was the the main guy helping Clara. I forget his name. The, the guy we were just talking about. That, that oh, dude. I yeah, I feel yeah. bad. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, nobody. Some people don't 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 care for him or thought he wasn't that good of an actor or something. I didn't. Oh, he was fine. He was I, a kid. I loved how she took the psychic paper and the guy goes, "Was oh, that just a blank piece of paper?" He's like. Wow, that that's a man with no imagination. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. So Ralph pointed out to me that that yeah. guy, the most hated guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a famous character actor. Yeah. He's he's the guy who says, "Who are you? I'm Batman." He's, oh he's yeah, the, that's right. You? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Bat. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I uh, I even like the I'm bit Dr. on the train Dr. where he's going to sacrifice himself, and she's like, "Well, I was just going to do this with my headband." And you know, yeah, you're gonna kill yourself. I really do like that headband, but you know, and I thought that was that was very cute, very cute moment. Yeah, yeah. Now Jamie Matheson to me was the the breakout new writer of Who. I hope they get him to do more stuff because he wrote both Mummy and Flatline, and it's like oh clearly, wow, they see that makes total respect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and apparently he's not like he's not like a dyed in the wool fan. He's just 
just a good writer. I wonder if he's related to Richard Matheson. That'd be amazing. I don't know. I don't that know. would explain why he's such a good writer. Yeah, I, but no, I, I'm with you. This, this, was a, this is a very solid episode. And yeah. um, Although the illusion Missy has at the end where she's like, oh, I've chose you well. I thought, yeah. even I'm trying to plug that in now to Dark Water and go, what did she, wait, what? Well, um, because she makes that reference that she chose Clara. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she says, you know, uh, the only person in the world that could hand, handle you mm-hmm. would be a control freak, which is Clara. So the point That's is... That's why like, he, she pushed her to him with the phone number. I yeah. see. Okay. All right. Yeah, it okay. Was all about, okay. Keep going. Yeah. And then what? Uh, she has them together. Oh, well, Missy says that she's... Uh, that What was it? Um, you, you needed somebody that you could... Uh, that could boss you around and that you could be bossed by something something like that i'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the line okay but but it was essentially this whole notion that um that yeah that you have the master chose clara as a companion even though that's impossible since you saw clara in die in two other ways mm-hmm. which they sort of explained in impossible girl but then like you said, got rid of it. So there's a lot of inconsistencies, some huge holes. Yeah. But I, but I need I need yeah. this to be followed through. Okay, so she needs them together. Why? Um, I don't know. No, there has to be a reason. <laughs> I thought the idea was that um, as you were trying to follow through, that um, we uh, he she wanted to put a particular companion with the doctor to not really put him in his place, more like be the be like a bargaining chip. Is that what it kind of was at the very end? It didn't make any sense, because if I were to take a leap in logic, mm-hmm. the only possible leap I could take is that she wanted someone that could control the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, exactly what you've been complaining about, about, you know, you don't talk back to the doctor. Well, that was the point of her as a companion, is to be a bitch, to mm-hmm. basically put the doctor in his place, cow him, so to the point where he goes, you know what, either I want to get rid of you, or I'm going to become like you or you know I, I this mean, is this sense. is all falling apart this is our season-long arc yeah what is this she needs she well, chose him or well she chose granted the, the clara yeah. part of this arc was definitely not as important as exactly what the whole deal is with the cybermen and missy and the dead don't get me wrong that was well right but the, but i mean the cybermen were at the end this is but, the whole season long but yeah. You're right, right, right. And, and when they make the, the deal that she's the one who gave them. And I'll be honest, when the whole number thing came up in, I think, Bells of St. John, I really thought it was Amy. I thought Amy was the one who, as an older yeah, woman, I, once again, gave the number. And I was happy with that. Lost threads that, that disappeared, and mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. And instead it's like, no, it was it was Missy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's probably a little too much of the knock-knock joke. I, I just gave up on any thread hanging. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to That That's fine you know. with the number, but... I mean, this is the this was, no, no, this was the arc. Yeah. All right. This was the thing let's, we were. Let's get into the arc once we we're almost there. So, oh, by okay, the way, so. the rating on Flatline for me is like a nine point five. I thought it was really good. Uh, as I said, I, I'm giving it a ten. I'll, I'll go for a nine. Yeah. All right. So, okay, so uh, Forest of the Night. Oh, oh God, I forgot about this. Oh. <laughs> That's right. One more stop for oh. the finale. God. Okay. Okay. Well, to, to compare that uh, with with Flatline, yeah. Flatline was one of those few times where holy cow, it is an evil force, and it wants it's it's trying to kill everybody. Mm. It's a clear another definition one of, those. of a villain, somebody you can fight or or fear or yeah, and kill the moon. Oh, this 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 bug. Oh, it's 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 life. It's confused. It's a baby. It doesn't know anything. <laughs> With the uh, with the trees, 
uh, what is the what is the enemy? What is the enemy in the trees? It's not the trees. They're no. the hero. Yeah. No, 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 no. The enemy is the happening. <laughs> the <laughs> which, happening, sure. Which put this goddamn idea in somebody's head. The only thing that the doctor does to help the world is put out the the phone call. Hey, uh, don't 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 burn down these trees. Yeah. It's the only thing. Yeah. And even then, let's face it, there's no way they would have burnt down enough trees in an amount of time to save us. The doctor really doesn't do that. It's the girl. It's the little girl. Right, but the doctor with the doctor's help. help. The doctor, yeah, it's so. the doctor's message. Yeah. Interesting that they have a whole... I didn't even think about this till recently. They had a whole thing with the class running around and Courtney is not seen in this episode. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, was Courtney part of the class? No, I'm saying she wasn't seen. I thought that was interesting. Maybe she was in a different class at the school. No, probably, but I thought it was yeah. interesting that we've already established this one girl who we've met in two episodes. Technically three. She's, <laughs> she's in a flashback in either Deep Breath or, or Into the Dalek. Oh. And they don't bring her back in this wow. other episode, which I thought was interesting. We we hate this girl. Don't 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 bring her back. All right. I'm just, <laughs> just making it a mention. Moving on. No, no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm supposing that I'm Moffat. I mean, the, the whole runaway sister is totally weird. It's 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 emotional manipulation at the end for uh, yeah to show up. Well, how so, many, so, this, so wait a second. Trees can artificially bring back a missing girl. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. What happened was <laughs> this girl went missing, yeah. Yeah. then found out, oh, mom and my sister really do miss me. <laughs> I probably should go home. <laughs> She you know what I'm going to do? Call. She probably oh, got that phone I, call. I'm in a van. I know what I'm going to do. Tied up. No, no, no. By she, the no river. she didn't. Dying. She was not kidnapped. She, she, kidnapped. she ran away. Yeah. And oh, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to hide under this bush <laughs> right outside the house. And something tells me that it's going to disappear right when my mom and my sister come home. <laughs> so this though, is going to be the best you know what? homecoming I take, ever. I, I, I take it back. This episode gets a zero. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that ending was complete. Oh, thank you, Kevin, uh, for putting me in perspective because soggy cereal. I just couldn't fathom how bad the episode was. I had forgotten about it. That's how it's I, the it's the worst offender of the doctor didn't have to be there. Literally, totally. it would have just resolved itself. No, no, even worse than that. This could have been a friggin' Twilight Oat Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be a Doctor Who episode. I, I like the idea of a sudden forest in part of the town. I don't know about the whole planet or something. That's a neat visual. You know, I, I even like the little girl asking for him to ha- for his help, and he just kind of nods her inside. Let me. These, there's these little starting little points I like. Preachy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that too. Let me tell you what it. else. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, in your face, in your face. I, 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 listen, I like trees. Yeah, <laughs> I want the world to be greener yeah. than it is now. Thanks, Moffat. I need to go hug something. Seriously. Okay, so I, what I did like is uh, Clara and Danny having their discussion. How yes, she's been lying to him. Yeah, and uh, he that's needs, true. That's true. I again totally spaced on. Let me tell you what else is horseshit. Apologies for those with the sensitive ears. Uh, yeah. We got this TARDIS. The world's about to be destroyed. Doctor says, let's all go on the TARDIS and save the kids. No, Clara says. If they were alive, they would miss their parents so much. They'd rather be dead. <laughs> and you know what? Morbid? So would I. They want to go, they much? Want to go home. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? You're going to kill all these kids? You could save all these kids, but no, they would miss their parents too much. Well, do you, do you know what it amounts to? Is that Clara really wants to have her own children with Danny. She doesn't want to be the babysitter of all these little brats for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Maybe. 
It's selfish. Selfish woman. Did, did you at least, I mean, I would imagine, Kevin, if there's one thing you liked, you would have liked seeing Capaldi being kind of, you know, annoyed at these kids in the TARDIS. Remember when they're giving him grief there and he has them all Oh, not on the stairs. Don't touch those books. Ah! Yeah, and he's, he's even trying to tell which one is the little girl. And he's like, is it you? Like, I mean, it's a little... A little Nickelodeon, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I needed the point of view of the kid with yeah. him. It was it was a little silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Any anytime the doctor's yelling at a kid, it's, <laughs> it's got my thumbs up. Oh, but, oh my god! But uh, so, um, so I need to but, write that into the. Story. I, I, I have to also point out there's not enough people wandering around in this forest. If this had happened oh. in reality, everyone would be out going, "What yeah. the hell?" Yeah, Instead, like, it's all barren. It's all like out of I don't know, a fairy tale. Perfect excuse to have yeah. to hire a hundred extras. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably two thousand yeah. people on that side of Cardiff that yeah. would give their left arm to mm-hmm. be on that show mm-hmm. for free. Yep. And they could have brought in a hundred fanboys to be in that episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Instead, no, we just see like two parents kind of wandering around a little. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I begin to wonder if the trees were eating people. <laughs> I yeah. Didn't see I anything. know. Day of the Triffid stuff. <laughs> it was very weird the fact that what is it suddenly he's also like he had to sonic the girl to see these little fairy things and communicate with them to find out that they've been on Earth all this time and they're protecting the Earth. Why are you slowing us down? Yeah. Just listen. Just listen. To oh us. gosh. And then <laughs> you know what? I'm certain that there are many young children out there who need medication daily. Yeah. And here you have the doctor, everybody's hero, yeah. saying, don't take that medication. They're trying to stifle you. How irresponsible is that? Yeah, that's not that's a good message. That's opinionated. You, you've got... Who wrote this? Uh, the, uh, it's a new writer. I forget his name, but okay, he's, he's like totally new to the show. Yeah, because Moffat let that slide. That's horrifying that two major snafus there. You've got such heavy-handed eco-terrorism basically and then you've got yeah basically encouraging the non-medication of children wow i I guess everybody thought that'd be okay well you can get away with that on british television if this had been an american episode it never would have been it would have been it's out of the program it's it's just very disappointing it does it it doesn't really feel like a doctor who it's trying too hard with the fantasy angle it felt i remember the trade looked very very narnia um, yeah, and uh, and then you get the tiger scene and the uh, I don't know. It's just it's just generally disappointing. It's just uh, you expect so much more. And oh yeah, and apparently the trees have done this all the time, and that's why it's only made it into like our folk folklore and stuff. Oh, but we're just gonna forget. I'm like, wait a minute, this happened planet wide, and clearly this had to have happened when some people were awake on some parts of the planet. So there would be all kinds of video of seeing weird magic fairy trees coming into existence. <laughs> um, and you're telling me we're going to forget this. And they're going to just disappear when everything's done. Yeah. Just the ones that were excess. Right. We'll the keep the other ones around. <laughs> but probably, probably not the ones that we still need. Yeah. To, to breed. Yeah. Um, gosh, oh, no, this no, is no. really bad. They, they, they need to just get rid of the ones hiding <laughs> this whole chip. Right. <laughs> I I got I gotta go with a one on this one. It's really I, bad. I'm with Kevin. One I, on this. I wanted to be kind and go like one point five, but screw it's a one. Oh it's, yeah. No. I love my kindness was a point five. <laughs> that was only because as I said, I like kind of the germ of the start of this episode and then it turned into yeah. It's not a good one. It's not a good one at all. Uh 
at yeah. last. Let's One's all the, around. Um, let's so, get to the destruction of the finale: Doctor Dark Who. Water and Death in Heaven. So, I guess I want to point out that um, I, I saw a lot of things coming with this one. Uh, admittedly, had a lot of crazy, wild theories uh, early on. I don't know if you remember, Kevin, the, some of the theories I had about you know what what this might turn out to be and uh you know Christina beat me to the punch she she got the whole master thing i kept wanting it to be the ronnie i well, was like so hoping i wanted it to be the ronnie as well but i mean yeah. missy mistress master i mean i yeah it's not terribly far to go difficult to, to, to yeah. figure out like if you want to <laughs> sure <laughs> Knock, knock. Missy, who's there? Um, I, I was secretly uh, hoping for the Ronnie, give the Ronnie a, a return to glory. And there was a part of the modus operandi that felt like the Ronnie, but then you get further into it, and you're like, no, it's the master. Did you read that thing where Moffat apparently did that on set? I read it, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was laughing. I'm like, ah, nobody picked up th on there's it. a big F you to Moffat. You know, I, I, uh, I would have been really happy with the Ronnie. I would have been really happy with Romana. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Oh, as soon as Mistress yeah. was said and I was left behind, I was told I wasn't thinking Master at all. I was thinking Romana, and yeah. I thought, whoa! I thought, well, one, you know, my friend uh, Juliet Landau plays the new Romana in the audio, so I would have felt a little bad for her because I think she deserves to have a shot to do it on TV. But setting that aside, I thought, okay, what a weird but I think very interesting way to take this character. Like, why would she go bad? Why would she turn it into this? But yeah. everything kind of added up. I was like, okay, like the whole idea of why you she abandoned me. Yeah, you abandoned me, which and uh, and which she asked to leave, but still. But you could, you, I mean, and or is she referring to something on Gallifrey that happened later? Sure. And it's just there's so many things, and I was like, wow, all right, well, um, it would give a reason to. It, it would have been fascinating. Back. It would have been really yeah. fascinating to see Romana like go all twisted like that. On a certain level, it would have sucked because I like Romana. I don't want to see her go bad, but it would have it would have been captivating. It would have been very okay. We're in some some serious stuff here if Romana's turned against him. Yeah, but instead I, we went with the master, and I just was like, you know, I'm so tired of the master. I don't think. Please. Yeah. I'm, well, I first uh, first of all, I, I will say I also would have thought it was cool if it was Susan. Well, that's really twisted. I yeah. thought that would have been awesome. Susan. Yeah. Well, she was abandoned. Oh, yeah. wow. That, yeah. wow. Yeah, that would have been dark. That would oh. really dark. Now, I will say I don't have a problem with the Master overall. Um, uh, I don't like the way he was played last time by John Sim, but John has mentioned that that wasn't really his choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That uh, was RTD. Uh, he would have wanted to play it more sinister and more... Classic. Yeah, yeah. well, and I would think more like Delgado-y as opposed to Ainley, who I still love, but I, yeah, but uh, just because of <laughs> just because he was my time. Mm -hmm. But wow. um, so so everybody online, you know, the vast majority just love it. This is a great new take on the master. Um, these are the same people who hated John Sim, <laughs> and she's just as silly and goofy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Missy, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blew my mind. Missy, that's yeah. a total John Sim master thing to do. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, so uh, you're wrong, people. Your opinions are not correct. It's uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I agree. She's still overplaying it and stuff. There's a couple of bits where she comes across a little creepy and sinister. I liked, but um, I. I'm not wild about the master being woman. I don't like the whole idea of the whole. You know, again, I'm Mr. Traditional Curmudgeon Bob here. Uh, I like I like 
I like regeneration when it's a weird bodily thing that happens. They don't really have control over it. Kind of like we can't control. Exactly. Yeah, but but changing sex during uh, during regeneration. Well, we don't know if this was a choice. Well, you're right. We don't know if it was a choice. And to be honest, the whole idea <laughs> of the witches of of uh, or what were the sisters, right? Though, yeah. The sisters you you think crying. the sisters manipulated? Oh, possibly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's possible. But the whole idea of changing sex came about with Moffat. I mean, it came about thanks oh, yeah. to Night of the Doctor and yeah. the offhand comment in the Doctor's wife about a Time Lord who, who spent time as a woman. And ever yeah. since then, it's like I feel like Moffat's just been wanting to screw with people and get that get that publicity JNT used to do when he would tease. We might cast a woman as the next Doctor. He used to do that, but really? he did it. He did it just to, just to drum up publicity. I, I think that, that I think the first quote about this was, um, I'm I'm sure the, do- the the next person to play the Doctor will be will be brilliant, uh, whoever he or she may be. And he just yeah. left it at that. Yeah, yeah. But that was the kind of guy JNT was. So Moffat is just trying to see it through. And, yeah, uh, I felt I felt it was just too much fan pressure. There's all this bullshit fan pressure before Capaldi was even cast <laughs> about like this whole like oh yeah they should make it a black woman, and you're like okay it's bad enough that it's gonna be a woman. It's bad enough. I don't black, have a problem with but, the with what but, color the doctor is as yeah. long as they're badass. I really yeah. wanted it to be Chuete Legio for. Oh, he, he would awesome. have been awesome. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. that is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. but um. I mean, I, d- I don't want the Doctor or the Master to be a woman because that's how they've always been. And people suggest that maybe I'm a sexist or, or, or whatever for saying that. And I don't think that's true. I love a good, strong female character. I love a good, strong Time Lord character. Like I said, I would have fucking loved it if it was Romana. I would have loved it if it was Susan. I would have been excited if it was Susan. But, yeah. but we already have this established character. And you don't give me that bullshit... About it can be. It's been established. He said I could be born with no. I could be a new doctor without a nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be anything. It's like okay, then we should. We should have the doctor have no nose because <laughs> it was said once. Yeah. So oh, it should happen. Right. See, I mean, that's no. Yeah. No. Now, now we're deviating too far. Well, and clearly, to me, this is a dry run to see to test the waters for yeah. the female. I think it's know. the other way. I think it's. What do you mean the other way? I think it's not a dry run. I think it's. We made the master a woman, so now for the doctor so to be a woman would just be yeah. it would be tit for tat. It would be well, not oh. even. It would be. So you think it's you, a lock? You got whoever... your master. You you got your woman time lord regeneration mm-hmm. with the master. We don't now. It, we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> what what? They're, oh, you they're, think so? so they're this, not gonna they're not gonna regenerate. Uh, so you're saying doctor. this is their way to, to to kind of satiate that, then move on, as opposed to that is my belief. Acknowledge that, the, especially oh, after no, we get man. Clara pretending to be the doctor for three scenes. You know, but that's not even <laughs> that's not even real. No, but it was another way to mess with the fans. I mean, yeah, I'll be I honest. Even think as much it was. As, and, oh, I think it totally was. But if you, if you, you did, did you think anybody watching that actually thought that she was the doctor? I didn't. I'll tell you this: when it first happened, I was like, mm, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> and and then I I want I gave it a minute, thinking like, is has Moffat really played this massive long game on this? That at least like this season, mm-hmm. if not since she showed up, yeah, she's wow. basically been another doctor but like whatever showed up early pretending to be his companion you're more feeble-minded than i thought you were (laughs) listen i don't like it i never said i liked it but i did talk and go i did stop and go okay wait a minute are you really telling me this whole time she's been the doctor and and capaldi either is a previous doctor or or the real companion i took a minute thinking if he's pulled this off sixth sense style yeah 
As much as I hate it, I gotta give him props. Well, yeah, I would have been in the same boat if it had been legitimately through. Yeah, because I thought it was bullshit the moment I saw it. But if it had legitimately played out like like the other guy was suggesting that weird sort of you got bad doctor, good doctor thing. Yeah, I would have been like, oh my god, wow, that oh my god, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I would have had to reevaluate been... my my feelings on Moffat. But I just. See, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of him to write something that no, cool. It's not. But it just feels like his balls are gone. And, and, and I'm wondering, <laughs> did the BBC take them? But then I mean, the more I happened? thought about other episodes, the more I'm like, where nah, is the writer of Blink? Where is, you know, oh, Unless God. it's like him wearing a hologram of Clara. I don't see how th There was no go. question to me. She was just trying to stay alive. Of Clara. Something, something <laughs> dumb. I don't know. She's clearly rips soon, off the wig, right? <laughs> and then as soon as, and I love how it just gets tossed away in that scene with Dana. Oh, of course I was lying, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Moffitt. Here's what I do have a, a big problem with about that is that those moments were in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, there's the moments with the keys, and she yeah, says, yeah. You'll never be in your TARDIS again. Yeah. Totally. Claire, Claire Oswald never existed. Yeah. That's a huge one. Claire yeah. Oswald, she never existed. That's huge. Yeah, and that's a throwaway lie. You know what? That she's telling to the Cybermen, and dang it, that's something that when we see a glimpse of, that should be really cool. It's yep. just, it's, ah, it's, it's just wrong a, to do. It's, it's a, wrong to do. You know what? That whole lava thing just bothered the hell out of me. <laughs> the, the, what? The, the whole lava moment, the, the, the psych out, because. Personally, yeah, I would have loved if that had been an actual moment where she did just throw all the keys away. And because the, the fact that the doctor has like six keys and she knows where they all are, that, that, that was kind of silly to me to begin with. But the point was that if she threw them all away and he's there and he, and, and he looks at her and he goes, okay, now I know where you stand. Now I know where you truly stand. And just for the record... I don't need a key. You know, but, I mean, he that's kind his of, fingers and the door opens. But that's essentially what happened, though. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. the end result is the same with what happened true, in yours. True, true. I, I just, I, I guess I hated this version a, a lot more. <laughs> it, um, a, I was, I was curious to know if we were going to get the, uh, the TARDIS key above the cubby hole in the P, but that's me being an old Oh, <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Cool. But nice either way, back, I know. agree. It's weird that this key thing suddenly becomes so important when the snapping of the fingers has now been established as a way for him to get in. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it, but hey, it's now it's there. So it's like, how come that wasn't even acknowledged? How come, or is it that he has to have the key on him to do this? Or it's like your car. You just like get close to it. It goes beep beep and over. So I, it, I agree. It's funny they yeah. didn't even cover that. Yeah. Uh, nor did it even get covered when he did his James Bond skydive moment, where snapping his finger ah. would have been very helpful. Ah. Um, oh God, that scene! I just. I'm sorry, but I was fine with him jumping out of the plane and into the TARDIS. Oh, well, I thought that was he didn't really jump out we, exactly. We but were yeah. laughing the whole time we were watching that episode. I, we were just laughing out loud. I thought they were going to do the bit they did with um, Shalka, where he dials up the TARDIS and it and it's right there, and he's able to kind of quickly step through the door. Oh, that would have been much that, cooler. I'd have been much cooler wow. with that. Yeah. yeah, the skydive moment just made me kind of go like, well, if he had at least done something where he snapped his fingers and went right in. But the idea that he landed right on the TARDIS and managed to just get the key in is like... Okay. And, and, and then, of course, the whole, like, let's just show the clouds and, oh, did he make it? Did he make it? Did he make it? Oh! Was like, it's a total very, It's a total uh, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness moment, too, when the when the ship was, was, was right? falling and then it came up out of the sure. clouds. Sure. You, I was you realize, right, you're, you're, you're... Please tell me you, you, you didn't actually like that movie. There were moments that I liked. 
I because uh, okay, I, I this, hated that movie through and through. I mean, I don't want to take us on a yeah I, uh, too I, far I, out, yeah. but when I first watched it, watched it, and, and yeah. there was that scene, I accepted it, and I was like, all right, let's see this. And then, uh, and then, of course, it took me out of it when Spock said yelled Khan. I, I laughed. Um, <laughs> but then yeah. uh, the second time I watched it, yeah. and that scene came up, it, I was instantly no, you can't no, you can't do this. That's but that's Star Trek in the Darkness. Yeah, no, no, like, like, well, that was the point. Was when me and Christine were watching, um, like, like Death in Heaven, because Darkwater. I mean, the, the big problem I had with that is that at first I was confused by all the skeletons in the yeah. water, mm-hmm. and then I, it just kind of, I, I kept looking at it, going, "No, that that can't be really. No, 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 they wouldn't. No, no." And then of course, yeah, as soon as the water came down enough, I was like. Dude, there's not a skeleton inside that shell. There's nothing. There's like what? If anything, there would be like maybe the head, but the rest of the body is not housing a skeleton. That makes no sense. Like, honestly, it's supposed to be. It's so contrived. We need to have it this. They have to be in like this so that we can bring the water down and see the side. Yeah. And and once again, spectacle over story sucks. Agreed. But yeah. When they're on the plane in Death mm-hmm. in Heaven, me and Christ- Christina said it best. She's like, get these motherfucking Cybermen off this motherfucking <laughs> plane. And I, I laughed out loud. And she's like, wow. And it's Night of the Living Cybermen. You know wow, what? I- this, this whole thing is just rip off one after another bad. Oh, wow. Let's jump out of the plane. It's, wow. It's a James Bond. What the hell is going on with this episode? I I will cop to, uh, like I said, I, I, re- I, I enjoyed out of the plane into the TARDIS. I thought that was cool. Uh, and I will say, you're not going to like this either, but I, I, thought, I thought the Cybermen on the outside of the plane <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, I do not have, yeah. I do not like the Cybermen flying all of a sudden. Yeah, just Iron out of there. Man. And it's, oh, it's God. so... It's bad enough they look like Iron Man, but then when you put rocket boots in there, that's it. They are Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Look at that glowing chest reactor, okay? Look at the face, man. All you got to do is take the eyes and make them slits. And they're freaking Iron Man. It's like, oh, God. So thinking of the kids again, because mm-hmm. there are many, many children who watch this show. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure and they loved every minute of it. Getting to the, first of all, the, the three words, again, just contrived. And the doctor's even saying, what are the three words? Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, let's get to it. Well, blah, 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 blah. Just say, what the, say the words. And finally, and I don't even, so it's, don't cremate me. Mm-hmm. Those are the three words. That's a three W is three words, which. Oh, that, oh my God. I didn't even get that. And, <laughs> and, and we go me, yeah. to the reason they don't want to be cremated yeah. is because when people die, they can feel pain. And we find out later that this is a lie that they're telling people because they want people to not be cremated. So you yeah. can, they can use their bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and when they're cremated, it's horrible torture for these people. Now I think back to these kids, these these my my niece's daughters, yeah. whose grandfather was cremated, and for a week they're thinking how we tortured grandpa, mm-hmm. and there's oh there's even grown ups who wrote in being upset about this, yeah. which is okay. Sorry, grown ups, but this is a TV show. But for the kids, yeah. I totally get that, and mm-hmm. I think that's, that's why irresponsible. The wrote in. It's because they're maybe, protecting maybe you're right. the kids. Well, okay. I think I think a lot of the grown-ups were disturbed themselves <laughs> because they had loved ones pass away, whatever. Um, oh 
Back to the message I sent. This is part two of the message I sent with my cousin. Uh, they like Capaldi. And uh, my cousin was was with her daughters, and they were driving uh, in St. Paul past uh, past Fort Snelling Cemetery. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God! And, oh no! And she was saying to the kids, uh, "That's where your grandma's buried, and that's where my friend is buried. And every time we pass, I I, I blow them a little kiss. That's the way I remi- rem- oh, remember God. them." And, oh my God! <laughs> and one of the girls, after a few moments, says, "Well, at least they're not Cybermen." <laughs> <laughs> And the other one says, yeah. <laughs> Please pass on my congratulations on the wittiest children. I don't know. I don't know if they're being witty. They were just <laughs> reflecting on. I know, but my God, those are the moments you want on YouTube because that's a million golden hits totally, right there. Totally. Oh that's, man. Yeah. It, it's it's rough, especially oh. when he literally says, oh. She's had a TARDIS, and she's been doing this how long? How long has there been a concept of the afterlife? So I'm like, oh, okay, wait. So you're telling me that going back to God knows how far back, at least yeah. 2,000 years, there's that many human souls in the nether sphere? Like George Washington's hanging out in there with, like, yeah. you know, Aristotle? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, is that what's going on? Where did they go when they yeah. downloaded Because their bodies would be nothing now. They'd be dust. So if that happens, if you go back to a body that ain't there, does that mean you're just lost? You're just gone? I, I never ever wanted to be so right as that guess of like a matrix place where yeah. all the dead are stored. And when they showed that thing, I was just like, ah, oh, that's a fanfic idea. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just can't come up with enough complaints about this this episode it's yeah i i didn't uh, oh did you read that article about um how moffat hates his fans no basically uh, someone did this wonderful dissertation where they they <laughs> questioned how fans feverant fans of doctor who and of sherlock do these these you know elaborate things to to profess their love for these shows and Moffat is seems to be going out of his way to systematically show he hates these people. So the first of that was in Sherlock when they did all these elaborate like uh, there was a whole society of people that mm-hmm. had gotten together to to predict how he faked mm-hmm. his death. Mm-hmm. And then they showed that the ultimate person of this was, you know, the ultimate fan of Sherlock goes insane. <laughs> the man just literally goes insane. Because he can't handle what the real reality of it is. Let me give him this. And But to bring it back to Doctor Who, the ultimate fangirl, mm. what's her name, with the scarf, mm-hmm. can, we, can we all agree that's literally a representation of a fangirl? Wearing the fourth Doctor's sort of scarf, glasses, smart as can be, okay? That, that's like literally you, you took you plucked somebody from Comic Con, okay, and put them into the show, and then how does she die violently at the hands of the master? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, I agree with this article. It's does difficult. Moffat really hate his fans? Uh, I will give him this: if if I were Stephen Moffat and if I believed what I was doing was acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Not even acceptable, but gosh darn good television. Oh. Uh, but if oh, I really yeah. believed that, that what I was doing was all right, and I had Kevin Kittredge using hashtag Moffat Must Go on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. I would tune 
him out too. I would. I yeah. mean, he 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 left Twitter, and I, would I don't turn blame him, him into a cyber. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would yeah. wish Kevin would shut up too. Yeah. And maybe I would create a Kevin Kittredge on television exactly. and kill him and, dead. And then kill them violently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the day that I have a show and I feel these pains and I have to go through these turmoils. I pray that I choose better. <laughs> well, you can never please everyone all the time, of course. Yeah. But it's, um, it, it is unfortunate. Because I, I agree, there's no in-story reason to have Dark Water beyond a cool reveal. The Cybermen are just strange that they even have a full skeleton because to me they're always Cybermen. Because these are supposed to be legit Cybermen now, right? Well, which is a whole other thing. Are okay. they just? Is this just adapted cyber technology? They're really under control of the Master, or are these real Cybermen who teamed up with Missy? No, see, that's the point. Is that somebody else, one of the Cyber people on the groups, mm -hmm. brought this up again? The Cybermen are being used as tools. Yeah. Why are the Cybermen not? themselves yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah the biggest beef i had is it's it's claiming that it's only showing organics mm -hmm. where are the muscles right where's the tissue <laughs> well and look some of that might be hydraulics or something but to me yeah. they should be a straight up cyborg not just a skeleton with a yeah yeah it's it's very strange i i don't i don't know if i i go with that but i don't know what kind of cybermen these are to be honest i mean i don't i've lost track of when are all the cybermen we've seen with moffat supposed to be legit telos mondas cybermen at this point no or, I, I don't, I don't know think the answer. so I, I it's guess... it's very open you know because the design is still the same as the parallel universe ones but i know that he he couldn't afford to do the redesign till nightmare and silver and it, it so it gets very dicey you're just like what i mean, I mean we're already getting in, in the kind of the negative for me in terms of points but I would take a point away for teasing me with the promo pick with the doctor holding the invasion style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't even have it. I mean, it doesn't show up and he doesn't even hold it. It's Kate Stewart that throws it to the ground. I mean, it was a nice nod back, but it was. I, I, that was probably the only good moment that I enjoyed is her basically, oh, yeah, here, you left this behind last time. I'm like, badass. Thank you. Okay, that's kind of cool. Now, mm. what are you going to do with it? I mean, that's oh. one of those things. It's, a, it's like the trailer where if it's only going to be on screen for yeah. two seconds, mm -hmm. you don't put it in your tune in to see this. Mm -hmm. um, Unfortunately, I did, I, I did like uh, the Cybermen coming out of their graves and trying to start working. I thought it looked really cool. It, I mean, it's, it's it was a image, great visual. You know, it's yeah. a cool visual. It's It just... And I Boy. thought, I mean, like oh, like the whole season, I think it was shot really cool. There's a lot of really cool. Are we supposed this to believe? One, yeah, the very good director. That very, yeah, very, no, yeah, I'll agree so, with that. Are yeah. we supposed to believe that, uh, that now all the graveyards are empty because they all turned into Cybermen? And they all went up and blew themselves up. <laughs> I just want I just want to double check that. Is that what we're saying happened? <laughs> well. <laughs> Except for one. Oh, God. Oh, as, dear God. Guess no. who, who didn't go blow no. himself up in the clouds? Please, Why, it's Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart, Cyberman. A man that would literally shoot himself in the head before letting the Cybermen get him. And now he... Why didn't he... I, oh... And if anyone should have begged for death, that would have been. I would have expected him. I've told this to, to Bob already, uh, but you know what, Doctor Who production team, and this goes back to RTD. You had your chance <laughs> when he was still alive. You totally could have brought him on to any episode, mm -hmm. and instead you threw him on the dang Sarah Jane Adventures, which yeah. is nothing. 
And <laughs> it's nice that he even made that appearance. But you know, I just watched it again in prep for the last marathon. And it, while it's great to see him, man, you can tell that he's just, he's not on all cylinders anymore. I'm not mentally, I'm sorry, he seemed to be there, but you know, physically, he clearly was, they're doing a lot of editing tricks to show how he's not moving that well. Yeah. And I go like, look, it would have been nice to have him, period. But the point is, is that clearly his health was not up to it in uh, Suntaran Stratagem where they wanted to bring him on. They wanted to bring him in? Yeah. Um, but his health wasn't up to it. And then I thought, it's too bad they couldn't have brought him in earlier into, I don't even care what, some first, second season episode. Yeah. But they weren't thinking in those terms just yet. I mean, if you think about it, they brought in Sarah Jane. I'm sure they thought, ah, oh, we did Sarah Jane. We don't need the Brigadier again just yet. Oh, but I agree with you. It would have been yeah. better to have actually had him in the show. If they could have done it. Yeah, I, I just, I remember watching that moment and like screaming at the screen, oh, you better watch out. Bob is going to fucking kill you for this. <laughs> and then, I, I and, love and, how it's me, not yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> not no, no, no. I, 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 was, I was angry, but but yeah, that, that was the point. Bob, I wasn't the only one. There was dozens of people that, that I could think of that were like, I can't wait to see how Bob reacts to this. And, and yeah, that's why I was sitting there like just... Dude, this I, I'm sorry. I know you don't believe it's going to get any worse, but it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's uh, and and what what shocks me is just like listen, just just like uh, the whole crying kid thing. There's yeah. a lot of people in the forum. They're totally cool with. We went to the forum and it was rated. Uh, you know, there's the scale of one yeah. through ten. Uh, what was it? Fifty percent of it were in the nine to ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear God! Yeah, and there's a whole thread about you know what do you think about Cyber Brig? And I'd say about eighty percent of the people in there were totally fine with it. They thought, oh, so emotional, it was a punch the air moment, <clears throat> such a tribute to this character. Uh, I don't understand why people are offended. He did something heroic. He saved his daughter, and then he got to kill the master finally. Gets his salute from the doctor, and then he gets to. But go he out didn't of... kill the master. Well, we know that now. But I mean, <laughs> if you take the yeah. episode at face value, yeah. So I just kind of go like, you know, I see what you're saying, and you know, there's a part of me that wants to admire a brigadier return of some type, but this is not it, man. It's like. I can't. I don't want to imagine a decayed corpse of Nick Courtney in a cyber suit flying around somewhere. And yeah. you know, I just, I, I just hate the notion that it, that I guess people believe that this is actual, you know, real writing. I mm. mean, it's like this is a fanfic. This is something I would totally expect That's to read. That's totally fan fiction. Yeah. In, in a right. fan fiction, and I would be laughing the whole time. I'm like, ah, this is hilarious. They'd never do this. Mm-hmm. And then to see it on screen mm-hmm. as canon, I'm sorry, but no, Moffat must go. <laughs> I agree with that hashtag, but I, I'm not saying anything new here. I, I thought he, he should have gone about a season ago. <laughs> Uh, no, Cyberbrig does not work for me. I just, I, I, I really think it's, it's just a disgrace of the memory of Nick Courtney. I, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. And uh, I liked his picture on the plane. Yeah, picture on the plane. That's great. nice. That was yeah. a nice nod. I should all, have known that it was uh, a plan for something later. Yeah, but that's all we needed. That's oh, all and, we needed. and it was such a nice little send off they gave him in Wedding of River Song when you know he died and the doctor learns about it and then he always pours him a brandy. Yeah. Let's yeah. leave it there, guys. Seriously, like you know, I just. And, and, and why, your, your thoughts on President of the World? Uh, oh, that was questioning it too. Yeah, that's not something uh, the doctor would have ever wanted. And, uh, and then they even that indicated horrible. that, um, oh, we put you in handcuffs to bring you here, you know. And they said, well, you know my dad would have would have done this too. I said, the brigadier never would have brought the doctor in handcuffs. Yeah. You know? And they even say, oh, the, all he ever wanted to do is um, have you salute him. And I thought, to be honest, I don't even think the brigadier would have wanted that. 
he knows he's not a, a soldier. Yeah. You know? I mean, sure, he, they were friends, he wanted to respect and everything, but he, I don't think he ever cared the doctor didn't salute him. That's it's like, eh, whatever. I understand it was a visual way to tell it was the brig at the end, but... Yeah. Oh, so so we take the season here. We see uh, Missy's got a plan. <laughs> she's got a plan with uh, with dead people, with people who've just died. Uh, she's got uh, Clara. She's she's trying to work out how to get going with Clara. Oh um, my god! How many like like half the episodes had a had a shot at the end, right? Mm. Had the shot at the end. There's Missy again. What's her plan? And we find uh. out her plan is to give the Doctor an army, which he gives up approximately seven seconds later. <laughs> Because she wants her friend back to prove that they are the same. Now, I like that notion. Mm -hmm. Of all the themes, whatever bullshit, that is the first time that I've been like, I like this idea of the master realizing that they used to be friends. <clears throat> I'll bet he went insane, but the point is, is that he is trying... She. Or she, in this case, is trying to be friends with him again. Obviously, friends with benefits at this point, but <laughs> it's Boy. it's like uh, I I I don't know that idea. I think is a great idea. I just I don't think it's ever going to be written right at all. I think it's going to be a uh, terrible execution think, of think everything. He was, was very poor. I, that core conceit I'll give you was interesting. It's just to do it with oh, I went through all this to give you a cyber army. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that I made out of all of the dead of your favorite species. <laughs> You know, in, in Where, where's yeah. Rory and Amy yeah. to really make this horse get and, flogged a bit and, more. and apparently there was a shot where they were going to show that and they cut it oh yeah. I was right yeah. but you know the, Amy you know Amy Rory think of any companion that died on earth you know yeah. I mean come on it's like <laughs> there's Susan yeah, bring Susan oh god <laughs> I just it's so or Sarah it's, Jane right next to the brick right well, except Sarah Jane is alive in universe, so... Oh, is she still? Yeah. Oh, they did not okay. kill her in the universe. They yeah. said that she just keeps on going, which is nice. Harry. Harry would be right there. Yeah. Cyber Harry. You know, <laughs> There'd be a lot of them, and I just go like, you know, I don't think the Doctor would take that too kindly, man. It's like, you didn't take that one through. Uh, it's 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 very... That's that's its own bad sketch. Well, in theory, there'd be a Cyber <laughs> Jamie in there, too, right? Because it goes back that far. If I thought I could make enough of those costumes mm -hmm. fast enough, mm -hmm. I would. I'd dress up like six or seven people. You could put a kilt on one. Mm -hmm. You could like put a bad shirt on another. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's just how laughably bad that idea is. Yeah, it's it's just important. It's a poor taste. It's not in poor taste. And true. Yeah, it, it it's just a bit of a mess. Oh, and then the randomness of oh, well, it turns out from this nether sphere, Danny can come back with the magic of this bracelet. And I don't even understand that. I'm like, where's his real body? His real body is exploded, right? So what, how is he coming back? What? Oh, 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 that. Oh my and god, that the whole kid ending. Back. And I just was oh, like, I and the kid whose body that. is surely rotted by now, right? But somehow yeah. you magically come back from the nether sphere in a new body. Doesn't really make sense. But instead, it was this whole, oh, come back, and then he sends, and okay, he does the big sacrifice, sends the kid back. Instead. Okay, t take your kid, take this kid back to his parents who think he's dead. Yep. And uh, they might be are going to be terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh God, it's not a Cyberman. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. And you know, I like the I like I did like the scene where they're both basically lying to each other. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. and it's well played. 
I think Capaldi plays that moment where he <clears throat> sees Gallifrey's gun. It's it's nice, but what always bothered me about it was one: why is it a big shock to say the master lied because he knows the master lies? I think it just shows how much he wanted to believe it. Well, that and but this brings me back to two other big points. One is that I still think it's ridiculous that twelve doctors come up with calculations and they don't know where the hell they're sending Gallifrey. That's one. Yeah, but okay, but he doesn't know where that it the is. The doctor just after one peak gives up. And he gets angry, like, it's well, in another dimension. It's probably in another time shift. Well, that's the other thing, too. When he says yes and no, my thought is it is at those coordinates, but, in, yeah, exactly, in, like, another in e-space or a different dimension. Yeah. So you'd think that the Doctor would have figured that out. Like, oh, okay, it's just, it's it's at these coordinates, but in another plane. I mean, I agree with you. And the, so the that's why I thought... The moment of it is great. Well played. Just not... But just it felt a little weird. But in the written the doctor wouldn't have figured that out, that's all. So yeah. it's I'm torn on it because of that Capaldi, good job. But as written, a little weird. Uh, but I do like that. I do like how they lie to each other. That was that was well played. And yeah. then of course after all that, we get the stupid Santa Claus. Thing. Oh dear God! Um, uh, and uh, listen, I've I've already trained myself. the The Christmas special is fluff. It's fluff. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fluff. fluff. And I love it's Nick fake Frost. snow. I love, I love Frost. Nick Frost so, as well. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm happy yes. to see him in Doctor Who, but it's very. Well, he uh, finally got a part that befits his name. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, but man, I really, I really would have liked it if that was truly the end of the Doctor and Clara. I thought yeah. that would be a really cool. Yeah, I don't yeah. see why she's going to be in the Christmas special. I think that was a fine way to let them part ways. Well, they've got to have somehow. Danny back so that you can see the happily ever after. Well, and we need to remember in the beginning of Dark Water, she's talking to Danny and she's going to tell him stuff, and it's not all that's good. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming she's going to tell him about all of her adventures with the Doctor, and of course, how she's pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Totally. Mm. You're, you're. Of course, you're right. Mm-hmm. God, I'm pregnant with Orson Pink's child. Okay. <laughs> How does that work? Wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. So, Uh, where where do you rate this two-parter? Oh, my God. I rate the... Okay. First part, I'll give a one. (laughs) Second part, I'm going to give a zero. So, I I, I would have given it such a... Yeah. I I would have given it such a high score if they hadn't done that Brigadier thing. The fact that they did that Brigadier thing lost them five points. <laughs> it was really not, and I, I still oh, shake my head. The people were like, "Oh no, it was per- perfect. It was great." And I just I, go I like, mean, "I'm oh. not even that big of a fan of the Brigadier," mm-hmm. and I felt that was insulting beyond mm-hmm. belief. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a few of us who agree. It's just it's so strange how many people are like, oh, great. Oh. I'm just like, uh, but yeah, obviously we're in the minority now. They, there are the new who is a is a force of. Teenage, whatever. <laughs> now a lot, a lot of people who liked it are old timers who know the brig and what? Yeah, these aren't just. They new should kids. be ashamed. No, they. Ashamed. I think a lot of people were admitting that they were like getting teared up or crying over that moment, and I go like, I, I admire the sentiment of bringing this character back and giving him a heroic thing. That basic idea. I salute you guys. The problem is that this execution's awful. Um. Yeah. You were gonna say Kevin. There were a couple of small scenes that I really liked um, but it's so overrun by the negative feelings at the end mm-hmm. uh, with the brig and just the fact that this is the this is this is three months this is 12 episodes mm-hmm. that we've built to mm-hmm. and the plan is give the doctor an army yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> an army composed of the three dead. months three months is a long time <clears throat> you're right uh, so yeah I'm going with ones 
yeah. which average out to a one. <laughs> even, even when I think of the little bits I liked with, uh, right, them lying to each other, which was well which made. Which I really liked. Yeah, and Capaldi yeah. smashing the console, which, again, I, I weird, but he played it well. I like it as a moment for him. God, I, um, I gotta take that moment and like add curses from in the thick of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like... You know, and I'm not even keen on the. I mean, her throwing away the keys only to find out they both basically kind of drugged each other. She thought she drugged him, and then he really drugged her. I mean, talk about destroying trust. That uh, no, so we basically both just knocked each other out to find out where our true colors are. And oh, you're willing. Well, to... I don't have a problem with him drugging her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was well. Do it to him. Uh, uh, did, you, did you like it when at first she says, well, "What am I going to do?" And he says, "Go to hell." And at first you think he really is saying, "Go to hell." Ah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, dude. Yeah. yeah, but I have to admit, had he really said, "Well, we'll we'll use those telepathic circuits and see where it takes us," I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> Cry, crying little doctor, part two. Um, no, but we. Uh, but we, no, I mean, if he if he had really found a way to, to take the TARDIS literally into the afterlife, you know. Um, uh, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. But he, but I mean, even he was like, I mean, there isn't one, so yeah. let's see what, let's see how close we can get. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. I mean, I, but that's where it would have been pushing it too far. I mean, at that point, you know. Sure. I mean, it's they. You could argue that they came a bit close in the Satan pit, where the Doctor faces off against <laughs> Satan. <laughs> supposedly, we, we don't. No, that was only the shell of Satan, because Satan was on a shuttle trying to get away. <laughs> True. Uh, um, yeah. And I I did think it was a nice moment with, uh, you know, you, you let me down. Yeah. And she's like, so why are you going to help me? And he says, do you think I care about you so little that that, that would matter? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. nice. Again, well played people rising above the material to really make you care about those. Because that's, that's the other thing I, I think I would have really like, I enjoyed because it was a two-parter. Because mm-hmm. I know a, a few people argue that the first part was just so slow. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I actually care about the fact mm-hmm. that Danny's dead. I care about her wanting to like literally hurt the doctor to go get her, her mm-hmm. boyfriend back. I mean... I care. That's I, I love that. And then to reach a second part and realize, as usual, my care is unfounded. And the only <laughs> thing I'm I'm feeling right now is pain in my balls because I've been kicked again. <laughs> and I, I have to admit, if I was Danny, I'd feel weird about uh, the the girl I like uh, calling me. And, and her first words are five shut ups. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> you know what? And that's shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> she does that a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of shut ups in this season, both from Capaldi and her. A lot of it's basically a lot of shut ups or a lot of oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's not a plan. It's a thing. I'm going to do this thing. That's those are the two tropes. I forgot how much I disliked her telling him to shut up so much. Yeah, it just seems like that's not a good way to open a conversation when you're in the wrong and you're trying to apologize. Um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I want to be a little kind to those good scenes and give it like a two, but I can't. I can't. Then then Cyberbrig looms over me, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Cyberbrig has his power of sucking away points. So fast. It's, it's, yeah, Cyberbrig and some of Missy's actions and the and the. Yeah, and the and the, and the ridiculousness of that. I mean, this is another example where New Who tries to go so big that it's hard to come back from this. You know what I mean? Like, um, we we've had a world see a giant steampunk Cyberman stamp all over. Yeah, London. we've had yeah. a world where Daleks were invading all over the place. Where, where and the, Cybermen fighting in the streets. Cybermen fighting yeah. in the streets. The Earth has yeah. been put into a whole other galaxy and got towed 
back to its solar system by the TARDIS. Oh God, I forgot about that. Ridiculous stuff where it's like, I'm sorry, but life is forever. I mean, you can argue the crack rewrote a lot of that, but... Can you? Can you really? Yeah, if you want. Well, because Amy didn't remember a lot of it. Do you know what I'm expecting is the next episode, it's going to be, you know, Santa Claus with magic fairy dust and everything we just saw in the, the scene finale is just going to vanish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's All a lot the dead of will be back. Pushing it very far. Danny will be alive and and the master will be a man. <laughs> just waiting for, waiting for all of it. To, hey, I'm Santa Claus. I can do whatever the hell I want. You know? uh, uh, I, I, I feel bad that After we, I finish fighting Alien. Uh, I feel a little <laughs> bad we don't have someone to, to juxtapose and actually expound the positive virtues of Season 8. Someone who actually would have given this thing like an 8 or a 10. Yeah, but then I'd have to constantly slap this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's not, all for the good viewpoint, Kev. Not, Come on. It's not appropriate. That's true. If we sat them between us, then you could slap them towards me. I could slap them back towards you. And Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pinata. So it looks like we're going with ones all around on that one. Boy, oh. it sounds like we agree that generally Mummy and Flatline were kind of the, the highlights the standouts. of the season. Yeah, definitely. Funny. So final thoughts on season eight? I mean, I, just, I really love Capaldi so mm-hmm. much. Oh, and by I, the way, Ralph hated... The finales too. Oh, interesting. oh, wow! He was he was pissed off actually. <laughs> he had like no investment in the brig and all this stuff. Yeah. But he, yeah, he was pissed off just because of a lot of the same reasons that we've been. Over. A lot of the same reasons, yeah. Um, but um, gosh, I just oh. I just really love Peter Capaldi so much, mm-hmm. and it's he is amazing. God, I, I want the, I want them to write better stuff for him. I, I'd oh. like to see more facets. I mean, we've seen we've glimpsed it, but I'd like to see more facets than the the rudeness we've primarily gotten from him. And uh, that's fine. The Doctor can be rude at times. You know, I'm not I'm prepared for that. But um, and I, I expect that he's not like the wacky Doctor. That's cool. But I <laughs> would like I'd just like to see a few other facets start to come out. That's all. Yeah. A little more of a balanced performance. I mean, when she but, first goes in the TARDIS with him after he's changed and he's just standing there and he's like, "What do you think?" And she says, you know, he changes TARDIS, I don't like it. And, he, and he's just very, yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure I do either. I kind of miss the round things. And it's just, <laughs> but, and, and apart from the nod to the past, just the yeah. very, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the, the bit where he, he actually says, I'm not your boyfriend? Oh, well, I, you yeah. know. Uh, not I never said it was your mistake. mistake. I mean, do you, do you, because I never really saw him having the flirtatiousness with her, even as Smith. I know they lightly alluded to it in like two scenes, but I never so saw many, it that way. There's he so was, many times that Smith felt like like he was uncomfortable with the whole thing, and then he got, like, I guess, sucked into it. Because mm-hmm. at first it seemed like this, I'm going to be uncomfortable about it, and then you got River, and River just kind of, hey, I'm going to kiss you, I'm going to make you mm-hmm. feel good. It's, oh, I, ah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things about I the doctor, so. did kind of call... How the doctor and doesn't want to hug. I'm not a hugger. Yeah, <laughs> and it happens so many times. And at the end, yeah, it's like, should we probably do a big hug? Let's do a hug. And they they did the hug. Hey, you're on the clock here. <laughs> I, I and, and I love how he has to get the zinger in too at the end there. So of like, oh, you know why people hug? It's just an excuse not to show their faces. I'm like, oh. Oh, well, God. but I mean, but it's but it's true for them in that moment because they're acting like they're so happy and they're both just miserable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it allows them to have that sad moment connecting. I th- yeah, I like that a lot. 
Damn it, I'm going to have to give that scene a point just for that scene. See, I want to, but then you think of everything else and it just I, Then I just it. remember the scene. If anything, it. what it does is it salvages it for me in a zero. I mean, it's like... <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's yeah, what I'm I guess final moments. I think we're all in agreement. Capaldi is probably the shining light of, of this. And, and Jamie Matheson is the best new writer to come along in years. And, and I know that I... I told you beginning of the season that how upset I was with Moffat that I was ready to leave the show and when Capaldi was announced I was like okay this is hope and yes <laughs> staying through this season I was like okay I love Capaldi but I forgot I'm, about Capaldi <laughs> I, I, I'm back to this whole thing where I'm like I want to I don't want to watch the show I I literally want to like have someone else call me and go hey did you see the Christmas special no I didn't and I'm glad. You know, I, mean, I just I, I don't know I if I'll ever feeling like that. Yeah, I mean, oh. here's the thing for me, and it's it's uh, it's Doctor Who, and it's professional wrestling for me. Oh, <laughs> I have watched them since I was a kid. Yeah, I will watch them forever, as long as it's on and beyond. I will watch the tapes of both, uh, but they both slap me around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would you would you say that you're perhaps a uh, uh, an abused wife, you know. <laughs> I would say something that, like that, that, that you, if you... I didn't want to get the f- bad mail. <laughs> no, I, it's it's totally a it's totally a a relationship where I am constantly disappointed, and yet you keep coming back for more. Yeah. Sunday night, Sting came out of the Survivor Series. It was super, super, super exciting, and then the next night, there's just a whole bunch of stupid, stupid stuff. And <laughs> it's like how how did you guys have? And it's like Doctor Who. You had Doctor Who has everything that should be awesome. You've got a TARDIS. You've got an awesome alien. You've got the universe, mm-hmm. all of time and space, anywhere and everywhere. Where do you want to start? Yeah. And and it finds ways to just let me down a lot. I'm let down a lot. It makes me sad. These are I the think... things that I obsess about. These are my two things. Kevin Kevin Kittredge is known for loving Doctor Who and loving professional wrestling. And 80% of the time, both of those things let me down so much. Why have we not done a skit where the Doctor takes, you know, a professional wrestler companion? <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, dude. Why have you not written this yet? Sting is the wrestler who just came back from a yeah. long time. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to have a match at WrestleMania. Sting is 55 years old. Oh, my God. He's a year younger than Peter Capaldi, wow. and he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hit me, that hit me like two days ago. I was like, oh. that can't be right. <laughs> but it is. Oh, wow. I, I did hear your comment on your podcast that, uh, what is it, that you don't, you've accepted that Doctor Who is not for you anymore? Is that it? Or uh, so I think I said I think I even was worse. I think I said I don't like Doctor Who anymore. Oh wow. God, yeah. And of course, it's not true. It's not true, but it just lets me down so much. Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, I mean, bottom line, man, it, it it does change, and you know, it's not it's not exactly aimed at us anymore. You know, it's like it's like, well, it's a lot of Hollywood movies nowadays. We've definitely we've technically slipped out of the key demo. Um, and it's 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 odd. We don't want to. We're like, but come on, we love this stuff. And they're like, no, nope, they're not. Nope. They're like, hey, if you want to like the stuff that you like, go and watch the old DVDs. Go go have fun with that. But especially Peter, 
And again, the cinematography, beautiful throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, there's a lot. Look, it's like, I call it when I see it, you know, when, when you give me an episode like Flatliner Mummy, I'm like, I'm happy, generally. It's like, yes, this is kind of what I want. For, and I understand that Doctor Who isn't always, con and I don't know if there's ever truly been a season that's consistently been a out-of-the-park hitter all the time, but there have been some seasons to me that have been very consistent. And then there's others that obviously are widely uneven. I don't know if there's been a new Who season I would call very consistent, though. Yeah. There's, there's always something that lets you down in there, even if you have a, a string of hits. But that's generally television. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll always get a mixture of things. It's rare when you get such strong television all the way through the season. Occasionally it, get you Breaking Bad or, yeah. or Walking Dead, which a lot of people have issues with some things, but I love it consistently. Yeah, but that's the point, yeah. is that usually that's such the rarity you can't sit yeah. there and call that the norm you're right and when you see that you're like you praise it you're like this is amazing mm -hmm. that not only did the the creator and the writers have a consistent vision everybody made the show really well and they mm -hmm. had the money to do it and it wasn't like a a total you know messed up thing and mm -hmm. i'm just starting to wonder about doctor who because it's starting to feel like a runaway train that nobody really has control over and they all realize that they've got such a huge following now i mean probably the largest that who has ever seen in 50 years of time on television and they're like well what do we do uh yes we just keep doing what we're doing ah, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go well, yeah, even before I saw him, I mean, the the hiring of Capaldi was very smart. Mm -hmm. They had to do it. They had to have a, a, an older doctor. They, you can't just keep doing the same, same, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm very glad that it, it's working out. <laughs> In the rate they were going, they were going to hire Justin Bieber next. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just I, getting progressively younger and younger. With totally. Each cast, it's, right? it's weird how, again, after watching the marathons, um, seeing how, you know, Moffat's stuff in the RTD era still stands up, man. It's still good, solid writing. Um, That's why I'm, everybody's like, uh, who's the writer of? Of the two we liked again, Jamie right. Matheson. Yeah, Jamie Matheson, Matheson for for showrunner, and I pull back the reins. Oh no! That's how. No, please that's, don't do that's that. That's how things oh. uh, were five years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, here we are now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or or remember no, with Doctor's no. Wife, people are saying Neil Gaiman, and I'm like Gaiman, I love, but I mean, a Silver tarnished him, no pun yeah. intended. And B, uh, he's not really a showrunner guy. He's a writer, and I, and I'm I don't I have no idea about Matheson, but I kind of go like, yes, I'd like to see more scripts from these guys, but um, some of these guys aren't showrunners, and I think Moffat was better when he was just contributing scripts. I think there's only been a handful that he's done under his tenure that I'm like, oh, those are those are pretty good, uh, but most of the rest have just been like, well, especially his arcs. I think only the crack arc in season five is the only one I kind of like, where I'm like that. Mostly worked and paid off. Do you remember uh, Gallifrey when when RTD was leaving and we had no official showrunner yet announced, but the rumors were that it was going to be Stephen? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Stephen Moffat in the hallway, and I stopped. Oh, I him. didn't even realize he had he came to Bef Gallifrey before he became showrunner. He was a regular fixture at Gallifrey. Really? So, so I stopped as, him. As I can't believe I missed him. Yeah. I stopped him, and I had a feeling that he would prefer that I hadn't talked to him because I don't have any breasts. <laughs> but, but I did say, uh, Stephen Moffat, listen, I just got to say, if uh, I know the rumors are that you might be up for the job, and 
And if if you're the showrunner, I'd be I I would be wonderfully excited. And he was like, well, you know, don't believe everything you hear. And I was like, no, 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 I, I I'm not saying I necessarily believe it. I'm just saying yeah. if it happens, I'll be I'll be so happy. Yeah. And I think he was like, thanks or whatever, and moved on. But but uh, I need here we to, are now. Yeah. If you saw him in the hallway now, would you punch him, or would you be like, I regret that I told you what I said, or or, or would it? I mean, I would just be sad. Yeah. It's it's like yeah we we expected stuff like Empty Child and Blink like all the time and instead and I don't know if it's because of the showrunner thing maybe he spread too thin, um, but he hasn't delivered the same quality consistently and it's really disappointing. Um, I mean there's some stuff he's done that has been great and he's and it's because of him we did get Richard Curtis and Neil Gaiman to write for this show and that's great. It's not to yeah, say that there wasn't true. some great things to come out of this, but. Um, there are people I know that hate Moffat to the point where they want to say bring back RTD, and I'm like, look, RTD had his problems too, guys. <clears throat> yeah, know. admittedly, and and I know that people have tossed out Mark Gatiss as yeah. showrunner, and I'm like, I can't see that either. I I at this point, if they brought in somebody that was just totally removed of all that, mm -hmm. because I think that perhaps that might be the problem here is that. We've got too many writers mm -hmm. being showrunners. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you need to learn is, yeah, as a showrunner, yes, part of your duties are writing or rewriting scripts to mm -hmm. that, so they have a consistent flavor of a show. But your main job is to safeguard everything, to have the singular vision of the season, and to be able to get everybody on that same page. And, you know, part of that is the writing, but a lot of it is... Being, a, I guess, a general, for lack of a better word, you know, you're, you're the guy in charge of all this stuff, and it just feels like when you have too many writers, and that's all they really do well is writing, mm -hmm. and then suddenly they're the general, they're, you know, you're getting too much of other stuff mixed in there, and, and you need somebody that has that ability to go, no, that's not a good story, no, that needs to be rewritten. Because a lot of times when you have a showrunner that's also your, your writer, it really does feel like the first draft is what they shoot. And that's really not the case. They're not being as hard on their own stuff as other writers work. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the first rule of, of any Who? good writer is you kill your babies. Who rewrites the writer? Who rewrites the showrunner, yeah. Well, they there you go, writer. yeah. Because it sounds like he probably... I mean, they. I know RTD, I think, claimed that of all the other writers, he never really rewrote Moffat. And I'm willing to bet he did the most minimal work on Moffat stuff, but I don't believe for a second he didn't touch a word of Moffat. I script. think I remember in that book, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, I might even have been Blink, yeah. but uh, where he said, everybody's uh, loving Moffat for this, they don't, even, they don't know how much I rewrote. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, which, uh, yeah. the other way. Yeah, so it makes you wonder what if that's true. What was what was Moffat's original draft versus what got shot? Yeah, you know. See, and, and there you go. And we could have been lauding him for all of this wonderful stuff, and it wasn't really him to begin with. Mm -hmm. so. But it seems we've got at least another season. I guess I guess it hasn't yeah, been yeah. announced, but it's. I guess it seems. As I understand it. Season nine still has Moffat on board. After yeah. that, who knows? Uh, I would like. I would like. I'm. I'd be very curious to see somebody else take over. Who that would be, where it would go, I don't know. But I mean, my whole thing too is, you know, Moffat's now been on the duty. What I mean, technically five years, even though a year of that was like specials. Um, that's that's a good run for any showrunner. Yeah. I think once he does season nine, he can say, "I did five full years." Drop the mic, walk away. I would have liked Capaldi to have come with a clean break with a new showrunner, but. Um, 
you know, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. It's also because, uh, you know, rewatching all of Smith together, you can see a lot of the tricks Moffat does reused a lot, mm. especially when it comes to time paradoxes, predestination loops, timey wimey, yada yada. Yeah, and the yeah. and the penchant for having the Doctor or or anyone, but particularly the Doctor, visiting characters and companions in their childhood and influencing them, like in Girl yeah. in the Fireplace and Amy Pond, now Rupert and Listen, um, there's or rather Danny Pink. It, it's it's super, and even Clara. In uh, Rings of Akaton. And and I, you know what, that's another one too, is that I want to really see what they do with the Christmas special with Danny. But at this point, Danny's beginning to feel like basically a waste. Mm-hmm. You know, excellent actor. Well, I'm sure that... totally capable of good material. And it just doesn't seem like they're going to really do anything with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, I'm sure it's, they're wrapped up. That, that's my, I mean... They're wrapped up at Christmas. So says Kittredge. Yeah, I, I hope they start pretty pretty fresh. It makes me wonder who's going to be the next companion. I'm sure that'll be the, the big speculation. That'll be fun. That'll be the hook. Over... That'll be the hook for next season. So right. The point is, is that they usually announce them by now. Um, I'm no, because they're, they're not even going to officially say that Clara's left yet. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll... January, February, we'll, we'll get the rumblings well, of the new... Didn't we know about Clara, like... Yeah, but that's because of the way they pre-introduced her into the season before she was the official companion. Well, no, no, no. no, no. They announced... There was an announcement. They announced Jenna Coleman, Jenna Louise Coleman, as the next companion. They would not confirm the name for very good reasons. Right. And then they surprised us, which was... I didn't know, and I read every dang spoiler. That was pretty cool. Now, the way... I thought that was amazing. I was like, this is... Because I remember watching, as soon as she came on screen, I'm like... is yeah. that you know yeah. Christina's like that is holy you know and everybody yeah. was flipping out they were going crazy so. no it was I, I I had all kinds of theories going in my head of how to pay that off but I I mean look <laughs> the way she was played in Asylum and especially the Snowman I miss that Clara because that Clara to me is more interesting than the one we ended up with for the remainder and not to say she hasn't had good moments I think she's a really good actress but um, I I miss how sassy she was in uh, especially the Snowman I really liked the uh, interplay she had with him there. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the sass has been lost. I think it's just a case of it's now more attitude. That's it. Because the sass is is playful mm-hmm. in those. It's not menacing, it's not mm-hmm. edgy. Mm-hmm. And and this feels more like a you know, defiant mm-hmm. like you know, like you've talked about. You shouldn't you shouldn't talk back to the doctor. <laughs> and it feels like all she wants to do is talk back to the doctor. Well, regardless, I look forward to seeing what Capaldi does next. And uh, yeah, it's while, while I had a moment where I, I was really unhappy with that finale, where I, I think I had about an hour thinking, "Am I am, like you, Kevin? I thought, am I am I done with Doctor Who? Am I going to not watch this anymore?" <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I kind of came to, and I'm like, "All right, you know what? If it means putting up with the death in heaven to get another flat line, okay, you know." Mm. Good point. Good point. Now maybe it's going to take. Six deaths in heavens. <laughs> you get to a flat point. Uh, I, I got to listen. I got a deep breath. I got a death in heaven. What do you got? Um, but anyway. Uh, Kevin, why do you have to ruin these moments? I mean, come on. I thought you were the positive guy here. Uh, oh, not boy. anymore, buddy. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. I, I think we need to wrap yes, this up. Yes, we are. I think we have well and truly talked that season eight. So, yeah. Scott's ready to chop us in the throat, I think. Yeah. Oh my right. God. Hey, we well, haven't attacked Adam what, West. So, it's all so, so, so what I would this, never this, do so. This like four hours, five hours? Well, this is coming some. up on four. Wow. Uh, three and a half. Oh, my God, yeah. We'll have to cut this At least it was couple. all quality. <laughs> right, listener? Thanks for listening. <laughs>
Uh, it was well, a lot. It was a lot to discuss. Fun. We had a lot to chew through, so yeah. it's all right. And and we had to, for completeness' sake, talk over those last two specials. So, uh, thank you for inviting me. Yes, this, I I did enjoy. I hopefully didn't uh, talk over you guys too much. No, I I think it was it was it was pretty good all around. So thank you again, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Kevin and I will probably be back talking more Who with uh, a season five retro review at some point to complete our Matt Smith journey. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, uh, next week we'll be back to our regular Shop Talk costume interviews right here on Costume Station Zero.